You are watching the vodka stream. <laughs> Blah, 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 fake fucking fucks. <laughs> you serious? Might want to, you know, have the mic right in my face, you know, not pushed off to the side. What is happening, everybody? We good? Okay, we're good. We're good. What's going on? It's Friday. I'm here. That's right. Wasn't here last week. I know you missed me. But I was over in the desert. I was over in the desert. So, you know, sometimes it happens. It was a nice, fun weekend, family, all that stuff. All right, welcome to the Vodka Stream. Let's have some fun tonight. We got Mr. Aaron Bailey. It's going to be the guest. I've um, been wanting to do a one-on-one -on -one with Aaron for a little bit. It just seems like things never worked out. He's been on the stream before, and uh, you guys are well aware. Well, I think the last time where I was going to basically have a one-on-one -on -one was when, you know, sadly was the night that Taylor Hawkins passed away. So that turned into nothing, you know, that turned into basically a tribute to Taylor, so. But uh, yeah, so we'll get him on tonight. Talk to him. Been wanting to do a one-on-one, -on -one, get to know, get to know Aaron a little bit because he's a good guy, good guy, and a talented artist. So this is what I got today, guys. Went to Bevmo, and now I'm drinking Frankly Organic. <laughs> I saw the bottles, like, huh, interesting. Frankly Organic. This organic vodka was made from organic corn. Cape, uh, what does that say? fermented it's uh, capably fermented fermented not fermented and distilled all right so i'm gonna give a little let's give a little taste here before i say hello to you guys uh let's see what's going on with this it's not wine Ooh, not too shabby not too shabby not too shabby it's organic it's healthy guys i'm being healthy with my alcohol but I'm going to add a little bit of, you know, I'm going to add a, make it a little spritzy. That's what I'm going to do. Let's make it a little spritzy. Love me my spritzers. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers to Friday. Cheers to the three-day weekend. Fuck it, hey. So great. Two three-day weekends in a row. Couldn't have planned it better myself. So cheers. Mm. Ah, Gluten-free vodka. That's right, baby. Trying to uh, just destroy my liver, but not my, you know, but not gain the calories, you know? <laughs> All right. Nighthawk. Miss Nighthawk is here. Hello, Nighthawk. All right. So we got Mama Film Junkie here. Yo, what's going on, huh, Mr. Jose? Obi-Wan, Stranger Things. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are happening this weekend, man. Top Gun as well. I mean, I know. I'm, I haven't watched Stranger Things yet. I'm going to want, that's going to be, I, and I don't think I'm going to be able to get through it all this weekend. I got a lot of things that I want to get done over the weekend. And let's face it, the, uh, you know, Stranger Things is, well, it's, we saw the runtimes for all the episodes. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, but uh, I'm going to at least try to watch two to three episodes tomorrow. That's what I'm going to try, but I got some things I want to take care of tomorrow, but I think I'll try to get at least that and then we'll see what happens. But uh, I'll uh, give my... Uh, two cents on it but i did watch the first two episodes of obi-wan kenobi if you guys haven't watched my little review of that go ahead and check it out no spoilers no spoilers guys there's already a lot of spoilers though that's the thing 
people are just aren't holding back. And I'm just kind of going like, relax, guys, relax a little bit. I mean, geez, not even a day. People are already talking about stuff. I mean, it's mainly just talking about one certain character that we all really didn't know that was going to fully be there, you know? Hoy, hoy, Mr. Jason. Good to see you, buddy. We got Selena here. Hi, Mom. Good to see you. Let's see who else we got. Anybody else new? Yes, Aaron Bailey, the famous troll. And we'll talk about his troll art that he uh, that he likes to do. All right, we got that. We got Tony right here. How's it going? Yeah, uh, we got Mr. K Miss Captain Gator Girl. Nikki is here. What's going on, Venom? Chuck, yay. Hello, everybody. Yes, Maverick was very good. Yes, it was. Sup, Tyler? How you doing? How are you doing? Yeah, Maverick. Well, I mean, I posted my review finally. I almost didn't make it. I was like, oh, shit, I got to do my review. I was like, I almost spaced on it because I got done with work and I just needed a nap again. So things to take care of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yep, that's what that's what that's what's happening there, Nikki. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, like I said, we're, there won't be like spoilers for Obi Wan tonight or anything like that. I mean, we'll talk about stuff, but I think we'll just, um, I think, uh, I think we'll just, uh, you know, we'll avoid that a little bit because you know it's still fresh. I mean, it just came out last night, so we're not gonna like go full on spoilers. But, you know, anybody who joins in will, you know, probably briefly, little, you know, talk about it or something like that. And then, of course, uh, even with Maverick, even though it's like, you know, you're talking about a Top Gun movie. You know, I think I think the only spoilery stuff is like, hey, does any of the main characters die? I mean, that's the thing. And we won't talk about any of that um, because let's face it, that final act, which I said in my review, is gripping, gripping. You're like, what is going to happen? You're just... Again, I had to pee. I had to pee. Um, it was building up, and I was just like, I ain't leaving my seat. Can't do that. Cannot do that. So hopefully you guys check it out this weekend. It's definitely uh, it's a family movie to see. You know, it's a dad movie to see. That's for damn sure. It's a dad movie. You know, a lot of dads, veterans, all kinds of stuff. Perfect weekend for it to come out. But uh, anyways, all right. So let's go ahead and uh, bring the guest in, and let's have a chat here. Oops, forgot to say I was going live on Twitter. Oh, there we go. All right. Let's go ahead. As joined, oops, joined the stream. Okay. All right. Make sure I got all my stuff here. Do that. All right. You guys uh, know who this is. Like you said, Jose, he's the... He's a famous troll with his art and everything. What's going on, Mr. Aaron Bailey? How you doing? How's it going, man? It's going. Finally, old one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, glad to be the guest here. <laughs> I know. You know, it's like I've been wanting that, and then, you know, it just never, like, fully happened. And then when yeah. I, that one time when I was like, all right, I'll bring you on, and we'll have a little one-on-one -on -one chat. It didn't quite turn into that, so. It happens. It happens. <laughs> How's it going, bud? Oh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. I'm, I'm, uh just working a lot doing this photography thing so that's taking up a lot of time so yeah that's yeah. right all this part that's what i want to get into is all this stuff and how you got into all this stuff but uh but i just love how jose was calling you that famous troll because that was <laughs> one of the things that i was bringing up last time that you were on was the it was <laughs> it was just funny because you just never know what's uh what's going to end up going viral get tossed around the twitter sphere and with that joker image <laughs> Uh, of Matt Reeves Joker, 
that was yeah. uh, that was the thing that, and it was like to the point where I I was going, and then I think I even gave you some <laughs> shit on Twitter. I was yeah. like, look what, look what you did because yeah. people. <laughs> so essentially, I mean, explain what you did like when it came to uh, that Joker image. Well, it was funny because like I was just I was basically piecing. I, I like looked at it and I was like, okay, I could probably like take this and and make some semblance of like a, a normal image out of it. And my thing was, oh, this will be like, this will get like 10 likes, like five yeah. people will see it, you know, and they'll just go, hey, thanks, man, for throwing that together for us. And uh, I put it together. And then within like, God, 20 minutes, I had like 100 retweets on it. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, God. Because I knew it wasn't my best work. Like, I looked at it and I was like, this is terrible. I was like, this is awful. It's, it's like so distorted and the pieces yeah. are out of it. And then I mean, I you, saw, did like, job. you did a good job lining it up. It's just the perspectives. Yeah. Were, there's only right. so much that you can do. And yeah. uh, then I realized somebody sent me uh, in a DM. They were like, hey, uh, an article used this saying like first full look at Barry Keegan's Joker. And of I was course. Like, of course they did. I was like, oh, no. And, oh. and so I was like, oh, my God. So now people are like, I'm, I'm like fooling the media now. Like I, this is this is bad. This is really bad. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was, I saw it. And I was like, whoa, yeah, that's, I mean, it, I mean, you know, anybody who really who watched the footage, I mean, yeah, he does, you see his eyes and then it, you yeah. know, he looks up his he mouth. Like leans up. So it's, yeah, he leans up. So yeah. <laughs> we understood that, but I just, that day I just kept on seeing it and people were shitting on it. That's the thing. It was like, yeah. of people were like, this is what you wanted, but what is Matt Reeves thinking? And I'm just going, Good God, guys! Can you not understand and, how and it made me feel? Together. It made me feel so bad because literally, like, oh God, like a month before Matt Reeves had quote tweeted my other art. Yeah, that's and it, right. And he was like, he he like approved of it. And then I was like, I've stabbed him in the back. Now I've like shit. And this like this is not what it looks like at all. <laughs> I was like, he's gonna un he's gonna take away the quote tweet of my, my yeah right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> block you and yeah. call you out. Man. I was like, oh man. Oh, I know it's, I mean, but you just never know what's going to happen. You just don't, I mean, like, yeah, you've had other, you know, pieces of art that are photoshops that you've done. Like the, the other one that I remember the most is, um, uh, Zack Snyder at the, what was it? The Spider-Man No Way Home mm -hmm. premiere. Was that what that was or, the first one I did? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, I posted it and I remember, um, I won't say who it is to avoid the, their embarrassment, but like okay. there was a, an influencer, a Marvel influencer that went on TikTok live and people were like, did you see Zach at the premiere? And he was like, <laughs> no, he was like, I didn't spot him there. Like, this is crazy. And I felt so bad. Somebody sent me the link to that too. And I was like, Oh dude. Oh no. <laughs> it's like all, all, and all people have to do is take two seconds to realize your watermark is always like right there. Do it on purpose. So yes. this stuff doesn't happen. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm like, guys, it's literally so obvious that my watermark is on this. Yeah. But it's funny because the Joker one I posted, people were like, dude, this guy, no Photoshop skills. This guy sucks. And then I posted <laughs> the Zach one and they were like, this is too good. You, you need to like tell people this is fake. And I'm like, which one is it, guys? Is it my yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, like, it's either too good or not. I mean, yeah. good Lord. Yeah, I know. It's, it's never the things that I want to go viral. Like I'll post like <laughs> like art and like tag people in it. And like and yeah. people are like, no. And the second I do anything jokey. It's like, yep. <laughs> sucks. I you missed your it. calling, man. You missed your calling. That's what. That's what. That's what it is. And no, I mean, kind of like news. Uh, I like misrepresent news or something. That's <laughs> like, the thing. That's the thing. Is like people 
when you work hard on something, I mean, that, that'll, that'll happen, you know, even when you're, you know, you're doing YouTube, you work hard on a video and just, up, oh, that doesn't, nothing happens, but you clip out a, a clip of Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. And people are like, <laughs> what is that? And like, oh they're clicking on it. yeah, that, that clip of all the shots that, you know, the little clips that I did from the shows, that was one of the ones that got the most views. Just... And I'm like, and it was like small. It was like barely a minute. Cause I barely talked about it, but I knew it, it was just... a talking point. And as opposed to, you know, talking about a certain thing in depth and all this stuff. And yeah. it's just, it's just it's crazy. That, it's that, yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, for years I, I posted stuff on YouTube also. Like I tried the YouTube game yeah. and uh, I did a, a crappy Star Trek fan trailer like four years ago. Did you? When they announced that Patrick Stewart was coming back. I mean, it was, I edited it on like free software. It was, it was terrible. Like the transitions were bad and people were in the, in the replies like, you should put that this is a fan trailer in the title because people think this is real. And I was like, if they watched this and thought like a multi-million dollar company put out this video, <laughs> then I don't know what to tell you guys. You, you're just too easily like easily swayed. swayed. So I just, yeah. and then I would post like original content like that got like 300,000 views on my channel. And then I posted Ooh. like original stuff and like nobody watched it. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just YouTube yeah. it for me, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 difficult, man. It really is. I mean, I've been doing it for a while, and I still can't figure out the the algorithm. You know, oh, that it's so thing. stupid. And, yeah, and, and Instagram's worse. I don't know if you've. Oh, like, oh yeah, Instagram's the worst thing ever. Like I've I've tried so many times to have stuff get traction on there, and my photography work or like my art, and it just all it's just it never. And people are like, oh, no, you, what you've got to do is, like, you've got to post between, like, 7 and 8 a.m. And, like, you have to put this hashtag in it. And I'm like, I'm too lazy. Yeah. To there's, a <laughs> like, lot, there's a lot of tedious stuff that you really have to do. Like, sometimes, yeah. like, I get really lazy on my Instagram. I try to be a little bit more prolific. Like, tonight I actually posted, like, hey, you know, join. And I'm going live right now. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. I usually never do that. But I was just, I just hit me right before I went live. I went, yeah, let me just post something real quick on Instagram. Put some hashtags, whatever. But it's so tedious. Like, it, I just it, get lazy with it. It made me think of it because, like, I got the notification that you had posted on Instagram. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, I, I'm not used to Dave, like posting on instagram like what's going yeah. on what is this yeah yeah <laughs> no no it's tedious and then you try to do i try to do tiktok but it's just like oh. man yeah there's just so many yeah. different things where i'm like i understand when when people get to a point where they can actually have assistants or you know people that yeah. actually handle that stuff man if i get it, if i ever get to that point where i can actually have somebody just handle my social media oh that'll be a I've day where I'm just gonna, oh. i've said that so many times I've, yeah. I've joked so many times that i'm like i'm gonna pay somebody eventually to just do yeah. my social media stuff like if i get big enough to do that because yeah right it's now just, it's just so freaking tedious and tiktok annoys me i don't mind falling through you know i don't know if do you even use tiktok yeah, I, I put this something not yeah. normal yeah I, I mean i'll fall down the tiktok rabbit holes on stupid things like mm. you know like uh, there's always conspiracy theories things that no, show yeah. up on there and i get lost and i'm like whoa 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 what's going on you know, with this? it's funny because like tiktok's one of those platforms that doesn't reward like a lot of thought for any of this sounds terrible it sounds like i'm dissing tiktok but i swear to god i'm not but like it, it's are. yeah well okay <laughs> like, the, the creators are doing a great job but the platform yeah. rewards people that aren't putting in as much effort because nope. you'll see the guys they'll literally just have music in the background and they'll have text above their heads 
and they'll just yeah. do this. Yeah. They'll With their green screen, they have like yeah. the green screen effect or they're holding up their little microphone and they're like, the, you know. The, yeah. And some of yeah. them won't even talk. They'll just use that robotic voice. Yeah. And, I'm, and they'll yeah. get like a million views. And, it's and, same, then, and then I'll have like that same background music. that. And then I'll go through and I'll think of like a funny idea to make a TikTok. Like like yeah. back in the Vine days. I don't know if you watched oh, Vine. I remember that. But like yeah. Vine, they, they actually rewarded your like creativity. Because you had seven seconds. You had to come up with something funny. And it had to like be actually funny. And now people on TikTok, they'll just go in there and point at something. Three million views. And I'm like, yeah. I'm apparently i'm just i don't know what or or they'll do a duet and then just like just watch it yeah just watch and you're like wait a minute you got how many views because of this Mm. yeah i mean uh, i think uh yeah it's it's weird it's odd i don't even know like you know i just post some of my clips on there or my little sketches that's pretty much it well that's like you know you are smart you're smart because like you do the reaction videos in your streams a lot of the times yeah and i tried that and every (laughs) single time i tried it it immediately got blocked like really i could never post yeah i couldn't it was a couple of years ago so maybe they've like changed it but every time i'd post it it would give you like copyright claim and then they would yeah. like the the videos blocked in like three different countries and i was like okay whatever you know it's 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 always odd when it comes to that stuff i think uh i well definitely disney has embraced it because uh you'll hardly ever get a copyright claim on marvel a, and stuff yeah, yeah marvel disney star wars. star wars all that you'll hardly ever get that because i think disney was like hey these people are basically selling our product for free you know and they They're, use it they use yeah. those actually like, they'll use those i mean yeah. that's what's crazy about the disney thing is like warner brothers, <laughs> warner brothers can be a little bit of a a, a dick you know Sony, when sony's the worst I sony's think. really bad fox was yeah. bad before they got bought by yeah. disney fox always would happen warner brother i mean it, and it depends too like i've gotten a, i've got a copyright strike well i remember one time i got a copyright strike when uh, i think it was titan season two or yeah i think it was season two oh, the yeah. trailer came out early but it was actually posted but then it got pulled down i did a reaction and then i got i got a copyright strike for it i'm like wait a minute you fuckers <laughs> put it up early and then pulled it down i was and like well, you funny. gotta be kidding me yeah. What's funny is Warner Brothers, you know that whole fiasco that 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 Zach and everybody went through where his the teaser for uh Justice yeah. League leaked. And there were people that had posted reactions for that as soon as that leak went out. And they got but they didn't take those down. Yeah. And no, I'm like, there, there was a I think it was Nicotina, <laughs> I think uh he was doing a live stream and they watched it all on there. Did they and, block that? Yeah, they blocked it. They pulled the stream, they like really? cut his okay. stream off. Yeah, so I know some people didn't, but I think like yeah, I think maybe because he was doing it live. Yeah, they're weird about lives. I think. Um, yeah, I just I never did a live because I the YouTube. I don't know. I couldn't figure out YouTube. I, <laughs> I could do anything else, but like, and YouTube and Instagram are like the two platforms. I just have no idea. Yeah, it's it's like Twitter. I'm kind of figuring out, and I'm getting like I figure out like what goes, kind of like what I'm noticing goes viral, and then what doesn't. Mm-hmm. But. YouTube's a mystery to me. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. it's still a mystery to me. I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out myself, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. But so, but I mean, I mean, you're doing like mainly photography stuff. So, how long have you been doing like the photography? About three years now. Really? Only three yeah, years? Yeah, not even that long yet. Um, I, you know, for years I just worked like a normal job and uh, I was in retail for four or five years and yeah. worked in a rehab facility and I did a bunch of stuff like that. And uh, wow, I just decided rehab. to, yeah it, it wasn't like i wasn't I'm like a licensed i just uh yeah. did like servicing and stuff there oh okay yeah okay but um no i'd be making the big bucks if i did that 
<laughs> um, but yeah, and then I just I kind of was like, I want to do the the photography thing full time because that's what I'm passionate about. And uh, I started out with my phone. Literally, I just I was taking pictures of my phone, did a couple paid shoots with my phone, and um, saved up to buy a camera, and then got a better one. And now it's like you know, I, and I didn't know where the money was at in it. Is the thing is yeah. I had to talk to so many people and figure out like what what would actually be profitable for me to do because I couldn't just do the stuff I was passionate about with it. I had to like obviously choose things that would make me some money. And I found out like weddings and like things like that. That's like the that's what you want to go for. Anything weddings, like weddings. I used yeah. to film weddings. Oh really? Uh, Oh yeah, I've filmed uh, probably about ten weddings in my lifetime, and one of the things that was always funny when it, you know when it comes to photographers and videographers is, man, or the, sometimes the photographers, I'm like, it's like you're you're fighting for the ground. Yeah, you know, there's some times mm -hmm. where it's just like you know you're trying to get a shot, and then all of a sudden, and you're like, yeah, right. In front. <laughs> yeah, any any events I've done, um, yeah. I try not to be that way because yeah, I understand the struggle. Um, yeah. But it's just like, it, it's weird because it wasn't just learning the photography side of it because I, I knew how to take the photos. Yeah. It was like learning to work with clients. That was the big thing. That's a big thing. People like, and I thought retail was bad, but like some people during a photo shoot, I was like, if they're, if they're hiring you to do something really important, I'm like, oh my God, man. Oh man. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a, especially a day like that. I mean. I'll take yeah. a customer yelling at me over like, a retail thing over like somebody getting upset over like a, a photo or like a, a wedding or something like that. Like it's insane. I mean, I understand like the importance of it, but it's, it's crazy too. Yeah, I know it is. I mean, so when it came to me doing like filming the weddings, I, I figured out early on the structure that I would do it, you know, and I wasn't just like, I just show up to the wedding, film that film a little bit of the ceremony. And then that's it. I, I was like there for the whole day. I try to capture oh, yeah. everything I wanted to get, mm -hmm. you know, the groomsmen and the groom getting ready, the bride and the bridesmaids getting ready, all the stuff the you know, and have like a little uh, intro or like showing them and pictures of them and everything like that. Um, but there, I mean, there was one time, and I think I've said this before on here is like, there's one time where I literally was in the, you know, bride and bridesmaids, because let's face it, usually the groom and the groomsmen, they're all having a good time when they're getting yeah. ready. They're, they're joking around. They're taking shots. It's always a good time. It is stressful when it's on the other side. It is always seems like it's stressful. And one time I literally, I thought the bride and the bridesmaids were going to actually fight. I am oh pressed, pressed up against the wall, like holding the camera going. I'm like, I'm videoing this. I'm not yeah. going to be like breaking up a fight. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, uh, if anything, I'm going to upload this later. It's going to go viral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little experience, ugly. but yeah. I'm, I'm sure it'll happen. I'm, I'm going to yeah. have one of those. So you still do situations. it? What the? You still do weddings? Uh, well, actually, I, I've only done really small stuff so far. Okay. Um, it, it's just taking me forever to like, because the the problem I've run into is it's like. It's the same thing with work where you go in and apply for something and they're like, well, we'd like you to have like three years of experience in this. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm trying to get this job to get the experience. Don't you always hate that? It's like, we need yeah. this experience. I'm like, yeah, I'm and trying like, to get the experience. <laughs> all the wedding, most of the weddings that I've talked to people about, I've, I've booked some for next year, but some of the ones that I've talked to people about, they're like, well, I want to see some of your other wedding stuff. And I'm like, well, actually, this would be my, my first one. And they're like, well... I don't know. Like, I kind of want somebody that shot a wedding before. And I'm like, yeah. 
look, I'm offering you like way less than anybody else is gonna. That's what offer it is. You, you've got it. Like it's either you pay me like fifty percent less, or you pay like over a grand for somebody else. Yeah, that was like, my whole thing. Know. about that was my whole thing of selling, you know, because I would, you know, it, it was mainly like friends or friends of friends. It was never mm -hmm. like I had an ad out. It was always usually like it was either like a friend of a friend or family or something like that. And, you know, it was basically like, oh, I'll charge this month. They're like, hold. They're like, really? That's it? I mean, geez, we were looking at people that were charging like, you know, you know, five times as much as that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's just me. I mean, this just letting you know, like it's. You know, they maybe there would have been a little bit. I remember there was one time though, like a coworker of mine, he actually showed me his wedding video that's another coworker did that took like probably he said about four to six months to get out to get him to him, like to edit mm. it. And he showed and it was literally a montage of the whole wedding. It it was like a short video montage. I couldn't believe it when he showed it to that me. Was like, it? Yeah, it was like it probably was like a ten to twelve minute video. Wow. Yeah, it was horrible. Like I went, yes. man, dude. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. If you would have got me, I would have had the entire day. You would have had like probably close to a, you know, a full length like feature film. I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I'll at least give you like probably almost an hour of stuff. Just yeah, all once it's together. like edited down. Yeah, man. yeah, because it's gonna be a full day full of stuff. Well, but yeah, I was like, like, were you? Are you like one of the type of people? See, because I get this in in photography, like where they're like, well, actually, don't edit it. Just send me all of the the footage i've, I've got like, that's that not how it goes yeah yeah i've gotten that no. before and i'm yeah. like no no i can't do that because that's a no. lot of footage it's it's a big huge files um yeah i've gotten that request before uh i got that request i remember one time it was like a year later it was a year later after i did this wedding and the bride was like can you actually send like all the footage i'm like i don't even have that footage like, anymore. like i'm saving space on my, yeah. my drives like yeah i'm like that i mean as soon as it, it was done i waited a couple of you know maybe like a month or two just in case but yeah. you guys were satisfied by the video so i deleted all that shit out of there because i need some space in my computer man that's that's happened to me and people and the bad thing with photography is is that people will be like can i have like all the the raw files like the unedited straight out of the camera and i'm like no part of <laughs> part of what you're paying me to do is i'm taking the photos i'm editing them and i'm color correcting them i'm doing a good product like, that's part of what i'm offering you if i just send you a bunch of the god-awful looking like gray files out of the camera you're gonna be like this sucks yeah like, you know especially if you don't know anything about photography you look at the, those ones out of the camera you're like this is terrible this is like <laughs> so much of it is editing like oh yeah I, yeah i had a sure i also had a fun uh experience one time where i was filming this wet wedding where i had three cameras no i had two cameras both the batteries just went out Oh, <laughs> at the same God, time during, the during during this during the ceremony while like a song was being filmed or being uh sung and i was like oh my god you gotta be kidding me it was like i i just couldn't believe it like because we were filming so much before that that um i just miss i for some reason i think i had an extra battery for my camera and it wasn't fully charged or i didn't charge it i don't know it just it was uh it was uh almost it was like a, it was pretty anxiety ridden like it was so I had to get crafty with the editing big time. Yeah. I had to get really crafty and just kind of like I did this crazy like little fade and because it, <laughs> it didn't capture this whole song. And it was funny, too, because 
I think it was like a couple months later uh, that Bright, uh, she hit me up. She's all, do you actually have the whole song? And I went, you know, uh, what happened was uh, some, uh, the file got corrupted. Yeah, and, technical you know, difficulties. So yeah. I had to like do some editing. So I apologize for that. But yeah, it was funny too, because I had a buddy of mine, uh, one of my good friends who helped me out with it. And he just... <laughs> It was like he, and this is just just his his personality. He was like, "Dude, we should just go." He just tells me, he "Goes, let's just, just, go. just bail." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, I can't do that. These people paid me, paid me, and they're like friends yeah, no. of uh, a friend of mine. I can't just bail on this when I mean, we got to yeah. You know, luckily it was just you know uh, after the ceremony, it was like you know there was that lull time of like okay, everybody's getting situated to go to the to the uh, what you call it? Um, what do they call it? Ceremony, and then the uh, uh recession or Rece yeah reception there you reception. go reception i said recession like yeah like, recession geez yeah. no we're that's yeah we're in that yeah <laughs> yeah we're in that yeah no but um and uh and so i got you know we were able to like charge the cam charge the batteries get the batteries like on chargers and everything like that so we were good for the rest of the day but yeah when it came to the editing part man i mean i remember too like i even busted out my phone i was like all right i'm oh, just gonna bust like out my phone footage yeah oh yeah yeah, no, I mean that's what's so great about that is like you could just have that. And, and I, nowadays, like, nowadays phone cameras actually look halfway decent. You couldn't do that ten years ago. Dude, so. I mean, look at yeah. fucking Zack Snyder. How the hell does dude, that guy think everything so cinematic? That I have seen Snow Steam Iron, and I watched that, and I'm like, I'm he like this, he had to be lying. Like, there's no way this was on an iPhone. And then I look at the photos of him filming it, and I'm like, and not even wow. a good iPhone. Like, like, yeah. like. Like the camera wasn't even the way that they are right now. No, at like a 2017 iPhone. Yeah, that's and and and, and that's mind. like a half a decade ago. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. I've tried to film stuff like you know, do some cool things with my phone, and I'm like, I just don't get it when when it comes to, like, especially when I see footage of him. Even like the the last thing he did when he was playing ping pong, and he had it was just like his camera he just propped it up and just did some. Oh, things. you mean the, oh, you mean the three hits for the the or the three days. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know yeah. the little yeah we were deciphering the code you yeah. know something's gonna happen on the 18th yeah. uh yeah that that whole thing yeah no but i mean it's just like the fact that he just it's all perfectly like you know it's slow and smooth and then he just hits it right <laughs> into the camera i'm like how do you do and that's, that that's the sign of like somebody that actually has talent with something like that yeah. because they can take whatever they've got and make something cool with it it's it's and, unbelievable like well and, and it's kind of like like i can tell the difference in my stuff that i do with obviously the stuff that i do with my phone and buying a dslr camera oh yeah like i can go back and look at them like wow that doesn't i mean i did the best i could and it and it looks good but not nearly as good as like my stuff now so it but like to look at his stuff where it's like the iphone thing looks just as good as like anything else he's filmed i'm like it's lighting a lot of it's lighting a lot like, of it's lighting and yeah, it just, I mean, I don't know what he's doing post. Like, I don't know if he's doing anything special post. I mean, you know, well, I don't and, know. And it, from, I had watched it. There's a really good video and I can't think of the name of it where this guy breaks down the, the filmmaking of like Snow Steam Iron. Oh, nice. And, and uh, he, he was talking about like with, if you film on a phone, you know, on a, on a DSLR camera, you can film. And like you can bring the the brightness up and it can still look good with editing like but with a phone you know you start cranking the brightness up on footage and you oh. get like banding and you get the the really bad pixelization and shadows and things like that whereas with a with a professional camera you don't get that 
No. So I'm guessing Zach just knew how to like light it to where it holds up, even if you look at it like on a, a TV screen. That's that's the like key right there. That's the it's key old. right there. I mean, like I remember a long a while back, I, I talked to uh, Chris Dawson, the you know the black suit edition yeah, dude, oh and yeah, one of the things that he mentioned on there when I was speaking to him is like. What Zach does is, yeah, he knows he knows he has an eye for lighting because I think it's just the photography eye that he has in him is, you know, when it comes to these scenes that are heavy special effects, green screen, stuff like that. But he knows that I got to light this a certain way as I'm filming and I got to have I mean, when, when there's explosions happening, we can't just add those in VFX. You know, there's got to be you have to have that light that light up something. the frame. That's something I've said for years about, and and it's not like I know it sounds like I'm dissing on MCU. Well, I am kind of dissing on MCU. Yeah, but, it's fine. But that. but the that that's something I think a trap that they fall into is where like yeah. you can look at MCU stuff and like there's something happens like an explosion, and you can so tell when they add the light in yep. in post instead of just having like there's that shot of Zach that everybody uses as a meme where he's like standing back on that street and the the Batmobile drives into that explosion and they did it for real. And um, that, that you can see the light coming off of it, and it yeah. hits the Batmobile, and you're like, "That's because it's a real." The man went and got pyrotechnics, and blew something up. Exactly. And and I think that's what makes his movies look the way. That oh yeah, do. it's what makes them pop. I mean, he knows. Yeah. I mean, and I think we even talked about. I mean, I've talked about it many times. Is like you know one of the things that going back to the MCU is like when they're shooting stuff in broad daylight. It's like that's not oh. gonna be good for have for special effects no so yeah. that's why zach is always really good at like hey dusk dawn dusk, or yeah. night <laughs> you, you know you it's have like, like you have actual like the biggest thing that they did to me that that screwed up uh with infinity war and mm -hmm. and civil war too is like especially civil war they were like where should we shoot this big superhero battle let's do it at an airport on the tarmac which yeah, is the, the grayest looking blandest possible thing you could film on and let's do it at 12 p.m., like noon. Yeah. So the sun's directly overhead. There's yeah. no contrast, no shadows. Uh, and then their color grading process is absolutely so horrible. So then it just, that whole scene is just so flat. And like, it's supposed to be like this iconic scene of like heroes banning it, you know. And to yeah. be honest, it's like when it came out, I was like, cool, watch it a couple times. But then I, if I'm going to watch a, you know, a captain, I'm going to watch the other two captain Americas before I watch civil war. To be honest, oh, I yeah. like the other two more than I like civil war. See, I'm, it's a, just, yeah. I'm a weird person that like, I prefer the first Avenger over both other oh, yeah. captain America movies. That's, nice. It's like such a, such a period piece. And I like the well, it's Mr. Johnston who like, you know, did the rocketeer and everything like that. He, you could feel his fingerprints on that. Oh, I mean, right. the, he did do that. Yeah, he did the rocketeer. I love I mean, that movie. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you can actually feel that. I mean, and then, you know, even recently with Dr. Strange, it's like you could feel you could feel Sam Raimi all over that, which was refreshing as shit. Thank I was God. like I was watching that that fight in the beginning with the I can't remember the name of the thing with the eyeball. But like yeah. um, when they're fighting that and I was like, I can't believe it. There's like dynamic shots in this. There's not just static camera shots, which they do a lot of the times. There's dynamic lighting. There's stuff happening. And then immediately I knew it was the same Raimi movie when they pulled the eyeball out of the thing. And it, I was like, yeah, this is like the yeah. <laughs> same Raimi movie. Um, yeah. But it wasn't to the level of like a lot of people being like, don't bring your kids to this. This is the goriest like 
slaughter. Oh my god, clutch the pearls. Shut yeah, god. god. I was like, what an overreaction to it was so stupid movie. because it's just like uh <laughs> it's just like I mean when I saw people reacted to it like, well, this is not the movie I expected because they didn't get all the cameos they wanted. And yeah. because it had and then when I saw like, oh man, be careful, yeah. This uh this movie's really gory. I'm like, have you not seen a gory movie? Just go watch any other Sam Raimi movie. I mean, there's so many Sam Raimi movies where he doesn't get held back. The Evil Dead series, my god. Evil Dead and, is gory, not yeah. this. like this is not gory. I mean, I I I'll admit I went, wow, this actually pushed it, sure. Because it Marvel Marvel is so safe usually with that mm -hmm. stuff that when there's even like a little bit of a change, you're like, holy <laughs> shit. Like yeah. you know, like when they when that eyeball fell out of him, I was like, that's ballsy for an MCU movie. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought the same thing too. I was like, know, wow, they're actually gonna do that where the when eyeball they showed like a corpse, like a living, like zombie corpse. I was like, okay, cool. I'm like but I wasn't that, sitting there going like, "Oh God!" Like, yeah, I mean, even like the, uh, I mean, and then I'll, and then what I love about it too is like everybody was hyped up for that Illuminati scene, mm -hmm. and and then all, of a sudden, and then and then he just goes, "Well, we're gonna kill everybody." Yeah, <laughs> it's everybody's like, dead. Fuck yes. See, I yeah, wonder bring, though, is yeah. that a Feige decision or is that a Raimi decision? That's what I'd like to know too. Because you know they yeah. map these things out like three years. Oh in yeah, it's with, true. Like, with uh, the but, animatics. But I kind of wonder, because this is Sam Raimi, legendary director, directed the first three Spider-Man movies, which were, you know, led, paved the way to have this this big, huge cinematic yeah. universe. So I'm just kind of wondering if Sam Raimi said, OK, I will play I will play ball when it comes to connecting and continuing and fitting this in your story. But you have to give me what I want to the put in here. Mine. You yeah. know, I'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it PG-13, but I'm going to fucking push it up against the goddamn wall. Yeah. You know? And, and I a think great that example, I, you know, yeah, a great example of that is like, you know, the thing I was worried about. Actually, I was happy that there wasn't a ton of cameos. I was that weirdo yeah. that was like, please don't actually have that many cameos because I want the story to hold up. Because yep. when you just have people walking in frame just to be like, hey, I'm so and so, we're cheering, like, yay, yeah, like, and 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 you know, at that point, I'm like, you know, maybe Scorsese like had a little bit of a point, but like, uh, but you know, the thing okay. that you could tell is like, Raimi. We're past spoilers, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it comes to Doctor Strange, we're good. We're good. Okay, movie well, ends. Steven's, well, I loved how he ended the movie. It's a perfect Raimi ending. He, Steven's walking away. He's happy. He's content. He's he's like almost tied the stuff up with Christine. He's actually in a good headspace. Again, he fixed his watch. Yeah. He's walking away, and then all of a sudden, it's like the evil consumes him. Yeah. He falls to the ground, screams, and the movie just cuts. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. And that's... What is, and that's and then, how Sam Raimi does that. Yeah. And and you can tell like the committee came in for the post credit scene. Yeah. And they were like, okay, so what happens here is we're just going to go back to him walking down the street <laughs> in the exact same outfit. And then he's just going to randomly go like, Clea, I hated that scene. Clea yeah, just I didn't walks like either. out. She walks up and goes, Steven, I'm Clea. There's been an incursion. We need help. And then she's like, here's a portal. There's the dark dimension. Let's go. And yeah, and then he's like, "Let me get my eyeball ready." Yeah, <laughs> like, you know. yeah. No, when, when that happened, I went. I was like, "That just totally ruined the fucking ending for me." Like that I was like, "What the hell is this?" I mean, if they, yeah. If they had ended it with the the smash cut of him screaming, and then yeah. the only post credit scene was was um <laughs> was the <laughs> it's over. Yeah, yeah. that would have been cool. Yeah, because that, that would have been rainy. That was the rainy post credit scene, but they they, yeah. they screwed it up, and that's what I feel like. If they if they 
hadn't gotten Sam Raimi to direct this movie, the entire movie would have been that post-credit scene. Yeah. Where it's just people I, showing I up and like a portal opens and like somebody walks out, you know, so yeah, somebody else, like somebody, you know, they were going to try to get as many people. I mean, you know, there was rumor that there was going to be like all these other people in there too, but I'm like, I'm with you. I'm actually glad. Like when the scene was happening, I was like, all right, cool. Let's see who actually shows up. I mean, I already had the Krasinski Reed Richards boiled for me. Sure. Yep. But, um, and then it was cool. People, you know, cheered and everything, but then it was just like, I just started like smiling going, Oh, Wanda's gonna kill every single one yep. of these guys, isn't she? And, and to and be honest, what? I forgot about Professor X because the way that yeah. the scenes, you know, laid out, they introduce all all of them first, and then they have like a conversation, and then he. Sh I forgot about him, and yeah. then I just hear the X Men '90s yeah. theme, uh -huh. and yeah. I was like, "Great, oh, that's right, Professor X is in this movie," <laughs> you know. And they're like, "You know what we should do, like for a third time? Let's like just kill him, <laughs> kill him you know? I know, in, in uh, every I mean, way possible." Pretty much. I, been, I mean, he's been stabbed. He's been disintegrated. He's been like snapped back. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's now. I know. Poor guy. I can't catch a break. Well, literally, he got a break in this one. Yeah. But like, you know, it was like it was like one of those things where it's like I didn't want it to be Patrick Stewart. I was like, just use McAvoy. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. You know, he had a send off in Logan. It was perfect. It was great. Please don't. But you know, it's it's whatever. But in, in terms of the cameos, the only one I was disappointed with was I really thought that they could have found a way to enter, to like have Deadpool make like a two second, just just like not even like just have him walk the, in the background. Yeah. You know, because I thought um, I thought if they had that shot where they were going through all the portals, maybe if he just was like in there in one of them, like what? Yeah, just oh, you know, just to just to like let you know, like yeah, he's yeah. in the MCU now. Like yeah, it's not. But but I it would have been kind of. Yeah. It would have been kind of cool though, because I think like one of the ideas that that was rumored was he was going to be in the post credit. Maybe it would have been cool if like he was in that scene with Bruce Campbell and like just kind of popped in there. That would have made that a yeah. little bit, you know, better. It would because... have been as jarring, I guess, like in that yeah. movie. But because the, I mean, you're waiting, you're, you're waiting till after the credits. You know, it's like another f almost f you know four to five minutes for that, and then it's just like oh, it's just Bruce Campbell see now he's stopping you know even if my that, brother was like that was it <laughs> was like, yeah <laughs> if that had been like the only time he showed up like if he hadn't been in the movie before that might have been a little bit more yeah you know but um but the the thing that was funny to me the the people that were genuinely disappointed that like toby Maguire's spider-man didn't show up like, and we I was just like, had guys, come on guys you knew that was not gonna happen like yeah, it was like, like I mean, I, I I thought like when people were asking, you know, you think Toby? I'm like, could be a possibility, be cool, but we just had him in a movie. We just had him like and, in this and, last and movie. He was in it for a good amount. And the thing is, is I don't think so far, you know, mostly the spider when we see Spider Man pop up, especially like like Tom Holland Spider Man is the one that Sony has established yeah. with uh, the MCU. So he's like they they partnered with him. I don't know if Sony would let Tobey Maguire show up in an MCU movie because That's that is right. their Spider-Man. True. That is interesting. They that didn't, you know, he's not, he showed up in No Way Home because they own it. And that's a Sony, they get all the, the money. They get most of the money from it. Marvel gets the, uh, oh my God, the, I can't remember, I, the way that they had it worked out or whatever was like Marvel yeah. gets like the merchandise money or yeah. some shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, Something like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they'd have him show up in a in a regular just Disney MCU movie. Yeah, I mean it would have to be Sam Raimi would have to put like, hey, we gotta have this happen. It would have to be say up to Sam. I don't know. I think Sam Raimi had a lot of pull to be honest. Honest when it came to his movie, it was like, all right, 
let me do what I want to do, but I will fit anything that you need for to continue the stories. Yeah, which or, honestly wasn't that much. No, and, like, it wasn't. I'm kind of glad. It felt I, like, I, yeah. I don't need the constant like, hey, you remember this is in the MCU? Like, you know, yeah. Moon Knight didn't do it at all. No, that's Moon what Knight was, was just like, too. it was like, you hey, this watch, is our own, own thing, own yeah, thing right here. You could watch the whole thing and you could actually go out of it being like, did this even like happen in the. Yeah, I know. You know, it's going to be reference to the fact when they were doing like the, the like turning the, the, the sky. Like, is anybody going to see that? No, but uh, yeah, I mean, when, when it came to Sam Raimi and like, I mean, I, and I loved it too. And like, because we all knew that there was going to be zombie Doctor Strange. Yeah. It was like, okay, so is that going to be a bad guy thing? What's going to be? And then when I really, when we, when we realize, oh, he's going to project himself from this other multiverse into that to save the day. I was like, Oh my God, that's so that's rainy cool. because I was like, I was just thinking of army of darkness when you have like the other ash that like came out of him. Yeah. In army of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. But he has, and he leads the whole dead army and it's just like, and you know, the, he, uh, uh, yeah. The, they had such a Sam Raimi shot in that, in that scene where Christine's fighting the souls of the damned or whatever. Yeah. And then like he had that shot that he had in uh evil dead and um, Spider-Man two where like the person that's being attacked is holding the camera. Yeah, and it's like up in their face. He does that, and it's I love such that a, so much. They did it's it with the claws uh, with Doc Ock in Spider Man Two. Yeah, and then I believe they did it with I can't remember what they did it with in uh, Evil Dead, but he always does stuff like that. Oh no, he knows where to put the camera. I mean, uh, he, the first Evil Dead is like my all time favorite horror movie, and it's like it was yeah. made on like God damn. I remember reading the budget was like twenty, thirty thousand dollars, something. It was and, very um, low. They called in a bunch of favors for those movies too. Like oh, Bruce yeah. Campbell's uh, wife did the costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. And, I mean, and did all the costumes for it, which I thought was cool. It was made for like barely. I think the most of the most of the budget went to all the stop motion that happens at the end. Yeah. I mean, it gets a little crazy, but there's something about that that's just I don't know. It's for the it actually, honest to God, the stop motion makes it more creepy. It does. Like it makes it weirder. And I it like does. it. Like, because if you were to, if they were to fucking Star Wars special edition that shit with some VFX, it would not hit as well. No. Like, it would be like, no, no, there's something. And, and it just misses. It misses. That's the something. problem I think that, that is going on with like comic book movies is now yeah. we've got this like idea that they have to be made for like $200 million. Yeah. And that's just not, that's not feasible. I mean, I mean, it, it, it obviously it is like Disney's got like $8 trillion, but like, you know. <laughs> But like, they're they're like they're calling everything like a failure. People are like, you know, you got all the people on Twitter like, oh, it didn't make a, a billion. You know, it's oh, a failure. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and it's like it, it. That's what that's what I loved about what Matt Reeves did with the Batman. It was like, all right, we're gonna make this dark. We're gonna make this gritty. We're gonna make it for a cheap budget, which he did. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, you had it was you know around a like hundred indie film. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it wasn't, wasn't like, like that. Yeah, but it wasn't ridiculous money. Like well. And to be fair, the only reason it went up to like a hundred million was because of the pandemic. Because yeah. they had to they had to do so much extra like precautions and they had to keep like reshooting and like stuff like that. If they had if that movie had went through and there was no pandemic, that they would have made so much money back yeah. off that movie. Yeah, I think the pandemic really screwed up that movie. But then, you know, then again, I mean, it, would it have made a billion? Who knows if it was like, you know, if the pandemic didn't happen or if it came in pre-pandemic. I don't know. It, we, we'll never know. We'll never know. But, I always love it, though. I always love I've seen tweets where, like, you know, and, you know, I'm all for I want to see Ben Affleck's Batman. But I've seen people like, oh, this would easily make a billion. It's like, how do you know? 
How do you know if Ben Affleck's Batman hey, was a billion? I'm the biggest like supporter so of like making another like I see Batman, it right Batman. behind you. I see him yeah. behind. Yeah, yeah, he's right there. I I am the biggest supporter of bringing Batfleck back, but I'm not gonna like lie to myself and say like, oh, I know for a fact it would make a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, because I yeah. mean, I mean, and and I love BVS, but BVS didn't make a billion dollars. Yeah, like true. And I love I love BVS, and I think it's one of the best comic book movies ever made. But yeah. you know, the so when. So when did you actually get involved with like the Snyder? I, I don't even remember like when we started following oh, each other, yeah. started talking. I just remember like um, all of a sudden you were there. You had great art, and you know oh, you've shoot. designed um, stuff for me. You, you've helped me uh, with uh, some design work, and uh, uh, I still I'm still thinking about other things that maybe we'll work on too. So I, I know you sent um, me over something, and I still haven't responded fully with that. But I'm like trying to. Yeah. I don't know. I have so many things like oh, yeah, that, that yeah. Are up in my brain um, that. Yeah. It was like 20, it was, I mean, it was 2017. Um, yeah. I just had like no followers, but I like literally in the past year, for some reason, I've gotten a bunch of followers and I don't know. For why some that. reason, stop acting so <laughs> modest. Come I, on. I really don't know. Like, I was hey, You do good work, man. You do good work. I mean, you're well, a Photoshop, you know, guru. Well, I, I, I have <laughs> just started learning. I started learning Photoshop probably. I mean, I was doing fucking PixArt before. That's oh, not Pixar, it. man. Yeah, I know. That was my, that was when I was starting to go like, all right, I got to start doing more because, you know, obviously you can go online, you can find a PNG file and it's always oh, nice. Yeah. Like, oh, that's sweet. Find a PNG. But that then sometimes now you got those web fucking P goddamn uh, files where you they're have, all internet based. Uh, there's a plugin for Photoshop that you can download to let you open those in Photoshop. All right. Well, we'll talk later about yeah. that. I'll send you we'll the link. Thank I you. Had to do it because I was you. I was making stuff and I was downloading it. It was a stupid format. Yeah. And I was like, I've got to fix this. This is not like okay. It was funny too because my computer before it fucking updated, I was actually able to open up those. It would just open it up in like Microsoft, whatever the fuck, and then I'd be able to resave it, and it would save as a JPEG. So then I'd be able to have it. But now after my computer updated. Doesn't do it anymore. And when yeah. I open up the picture, it just opens it up in my like uh, glitch Chrome. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. So now it's like, yeah. Th okay. I was wondering if there was yeah. some kind of uh plugin or something. So um, yeah, we'll talk later. Send me it over. It was like it was like 2017. Um I uh I wasn't big on Twitter at the time, but I uh I remember I went to see obviously I went to see Justice League and just like everybody else, I was like, this because I was a fan of Zack Snyder before that. I was like, this is not a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, um, this something's up here. Like, uh, you watch three hundred because I, I that's what I did before Justice League is I went through and did a uh, marathon of all of Zach's movies up to that point, and uh, you know I did Dawn of the Dead, I did three hundred, I did Watchmen, sure. and then the next day I went at the midnight showing of twenty seventeen Justice League, and I watched it and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> and, and I just got done with BVS because I did them in order, and I was like. There's no plot threads that carry over. It looks god awful. Like I was like, this is this is Joss Whedon. This is what's happened. He's weedened it. That's it. He he weedened all over it. They, like they de snidered it. They, they de -snidered yeah. It. And and so and, like yeah. I remember um, getting on Twitter and it was actually a uh, uh, mayor movies at mayor. He uh, I remember seeing oh, yeah. his tweet oh, and yeah. he was like, release the Snyder cut. And I was like that's a good idea. Like, damn it. <laughs> and at the time I didn't really know anything about like fan yeah. petitions or like anything like that. So I was like, you know, somebody should really 
do something about this. And yeah. so I started tweeting stuff about it. And then in 2018 was when I really got into it. When I think yeah. a lot more people got up into it. And uh, were you always good with Photoshop? Yeah, I was doing, um, I actually did, but nobody saw it, but like I did, I took scenes from the 2017 Justice League and like edited them to look like Snyder hmm. shots. Uh, and I posted it and it got like one like. I had like, I had like, <laughs> like 40 followers or something. Yeah. It got like one like. And uh, I remember the first thing I posted that really got any traction was, um, I think it was, yeah, it was an edit of Ben Affleck's Batman, I think. And I posted cool. it, and I remember being so excited because something I posted got 50 likes. I was like, whoa. I, was I like, made it. I yeah. was like, I'm going to start signing uh, signing yeah. friends, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then, then, you know, years later, I would, I would like, post stuff, and it get, like, 3K, 4K. And I was like, this is – like, like yesterday, honestly, like, the day before yesterday, the, uh, the bat – like thing i posted that's like one of the first times anything my own personal art has actually like taken off that's cool something that's not that wasn't like being kind of funny or something <laughs> well i mean like yeah wasn't something trolling yeah it wasn't i was just being yeah. stupid yeah <laughs> no i mean like i mean that's what's so great about it i mean and people have to realize you know because i get questions like hey what does it take to do a YouTube channel. I'm like, just turn the camera on, turn the microphone on. You just never know what's going to do anything, you know? And it's like, yep. you know, uh, I'm not doing this full time, you know, it's like, it's a part-time gig, but I mm -hmm. put a lot of effort into it. And yeah, I mean, you'll eventually, if you can get to the point where you could start making some money from it, which I do, and it's great. It's extra money that I, that I can have. Yeah, uh, I can't live off of it yet, of course, but, but it's just like, I just tell people just, just do, you just never know what's going to, What's gonna like blow up? Is that What's, like, is that something that you would want to do eventually? Like, actually oh yeah, make oh it? yeah. I is mean, that, okay. I would love it. I would love to get to a point where this is all I'm doing, and then create like a network where you know we can have bunch of people i mean that's what that's what i love about the vodka stream is the mm -hmm. fact that bring on people who are working on stuff who have platforms have voices that's why i love like you know the normal panel with like scott steven all yeah. these guys you know they all have their own platforms of doing stuff they're you know scott does his podcast squad cast you know steven writes for screen rant you well, know and, we got and you're the only, like i don't know many youtubers that actually do like like because all of your stuff feels not it's not forced it's like you're yeah. just you're hanging out and talking about things yeah and exactly. a lot of the shows that you see like so many people you can tell everybody's sitting there like so stiff and they're just <laughs> like it's a newscast yeah and it's I don't like, like you gotta that. lighten up man like I, I, yeah i don't like that i i mean when it came to i mean the idea of the vodka stream is just like it was just it started off with just me turn on the webcam and it was like, all right, I poured this much vodka in my glass, guys. When it's done, you could stop asking me questions. That's all it was. It was just like the chat, just asking questions. Yeah. And that was it. And it would last for probably like an hour, maybe a little bit more. And that's it. And then all of a sudden, I, I think I brought Steven on. And then I started just bringing other people on. And then I kind of got it got to the point where I was like, well, let's just, you know, let's get some people in here that are doing stuff that want to chat and just come in, have a relaxed conversation. You're not on the spot. Yeah, sure. I'll ask you questions, but I just want to get to know you, you know, and see yeah. like, where did you start doing your stuff and, and everything, you know, and I tried the whole press junkets thing. I didn't <laughs> really like that. It was like, you know, it's just too, too, just too much of a machine and too yeah. like, Oh, you got eight minutes go. And it's like, uh, it uh, too no. much like 
like doing like something you wouldn't enjoy doing and you always want to like if you're going to make something that's your hobby you always want to still enjoy it like and exactly. that's just i can't do that whole news cycle thing and like trying to get yeah and uh, you know when i do some junkie live i'm like i'm trying to keep it like hey you know let's talk about this talk about that you know yeah and, you know let's see what happened in the twitter what what, what did i what, what did i think was cool on twitter and you know and stuff like you know and just kind of comment about it that's what i just try to keep it loose you know, Honestly, and, the most fun I've ever had on the stream was when we did the the watch along of Justice League. Yeah, <laughs> and right. it just went on for like six hours. Yeah, <laughs> and by the end of it, we're all just like, "What are we talking about?" Like, yeah, exactly. And, and everybody's loving it, and we're just having fun. Like, oh yeah, Scott got super wasted. So did I. I mean, yeah. like, it's by just the one end of it, we're just like, should we yeah. end this here? Like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, we had a four hour movie, and then we're like talking about all kinds of stuff yeah. afterwards. That's, Scott disappeared. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I just wanted to be like a hangout, you know. That's, and that's the appeal of it, though. That, that's, that's the appeal. Why I mean, people like yeah. it. Is, is yeah, you, you've got yeah. like a loose, and you're hanging out, and th because that's what you do in real life. Honestly, that's what me and my friends have done. We grab yeah. some beers, we talk about movies, you know, uh -huh. and and the fact that you make a show based off of that is like actually kind of genius. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just. You know, I mean, it's nothing revolutionary. I mean, like, I watch a lot of, you know, Joe Rogan and stuff, mm -hmm. and his stuff's very relaxed, and he talks yeah. about that. And, you know, I remember one time, I mean, one of the best compliments I ever got from the man himself, you know, Zach, he actually said, he's like, the reason why I like your your stream is because it's like Joe Rogan. It's just, it's relaxed, it's whatever. And, like, the last time he was on, he was literally in his pajamas. He was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just hit him up. I'm like, dude, we're going to be doing a full-on discussion tonight about Army of the Dead if you want to join. And he joined. He was, like, in his PJs in, like, one a of the, One of the yeah. funniest things that I love about when Zach is on the stream is when he's on the iPad, and, yeah. and, and like his name on there is just Zach. It's like Zach's iPad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like the most down to earth dude ever. He's not. Right. Like, he doesn't even no change handle, that. No handle, no nothing. Just no nothing. You know, it's just like, just yep, it's, I'm on the iPad. <laughs> I love no, that, man. man. I know. That he's guy is just, cool. he's just something else, man. But uh, yeah. so like, so when it comes to all the photos, so you've learned, you learn Photoshop for a while. And then just, so when you see something like you just, what, get ideas, like, just yeah, ideas like, pop in your head. A lot of the times, what it is is like, um, like I'll see like something that's like lately. I'll just see something that's trending, and like, and I'll be like, I've got a really good idea for something that I could do with this, and I'll try to, I'll try to do it within like that. But that's what we were talking about, like in in a timely thing, so I can get on with like a trend. But ninety percent of the time, I'm not happy with it by the time that I could post it, and it would get any traction because I'm like a perfectionist with stuff. So, <laughs> so I end up just. I get that. Like, there'll be times like there'll be times because, you know, obviously when I cut up, I cut up my shows and I like put them in individual videos. There'll be times where I go, oh, I have a good idea for this thumbnail. And man, I will spend like a couple of freaking hours just like I'm trying to put someone's face on something else. It's not easy. And sometimes yeah. it just doesn't work. I, I, there's been times where I've worked on something for a couple hours and I just go, nope, it's not working. Scrap it. And that just know? that just goes to show because, I mean, you know, the YouTube thumbnails like this tiny little thing that you normally see. Yeah. But it but that is what people click on. You've got to yeah. you've got to have, you know, you got to have something that's interesting in there. And yeah. I'm glad you don't do the whole like uh, circle thing. Like, like when you put, like, I'm so glad Sometimes. that you circled. Did you notice this? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes circle. I will, like, I'll put like that little circle in there. Like if it's something that's like zoomed in, like I did it today with the flash costume. There's like, yeah, something like, like that. Like, 
but but it's yeah, always but, it's always the dumb ones that like kill me and they'll do the surprise face in the in the yeah. thumbnail sometimes there's like oh, people will put arrows in thumbnails like that not even like what are you pointing at like what what exactly yeah. are you pointing yeah i've literally watched youtube videos where like i will click on the video because it'll be like here's everything you missed in doctor strange and then it'll be pointing to like the back of a car in a scene yeah I'm like oh shit i'm gonna watch this video and find out like what this nothing. is talking about and they don't it's like has nothing to do nothing to do with it and no like, they'll, they'll, they'll be, <laughs> i've seen misleading thumbnails where it's like they have the blurred and it, it'd be like the figure of like some other character and they point at it and then it's like really wolverine was supposed God. to no, he wasn't in the background of whatever the fuck shut up Stop. i i immediately like i i, I was I really thought like getting into like scooper culture and that kind of stuff was going to be like interesting. And all it's done is like make life worse. <laughs> like, it, yeah. You know? I mean, you know, when it comes to all that, I mean, I, I remember that at one point it was like one of those things where before even like, I mean, this is like BVS time where I was always wanting to get, even when it came into Marvel stuff, if something leaked out, I had to get to it, yeah. download it, save it somewhere. And I did that. And it was, uh, and it actually was, it worked to the point where it's like, all right, then I'm going to shoot a video and I'm going to be like, all right, guys, well, I don't, you know, I'm not going to show it here because of this. But if you click the link down below, you'll be able to see the leaked Guardians of the Galaxy trailer or uh, whatever fucking trailer. And it, you know, got a lot of clicks, yeah. but it also felt sleazy. I felt yeah. sleazy. You're just for like, that. yeah. And that's funny that you mentioned uh, the BBS time because that's actually when I started watching your channel. Yeah, I was when, covering that. I was covering that movie like crazy. I got a thing. Um, I remember the first video I saw on your channel was like you talking about the um, the mech suit. The first yeah. time that we, there was like a, a leaked photo of like his his suit in the end of the movie, and uh, I just remember like the hype in that video. Like I, I missed the BVS uh, build. Oh yeah, the BVS the, hype like, train. Was, oh friggin', you know. Right? And everybody was talking about like he's gonna use this to fight. Uh, he's gonna this is gonna be the kryptonite suit, and it's gonna have it like in the inside of the suit to fight him, and like in the in the comics. And I'm and uh, then you know you find out it's the spear. Yeah. Um, but I was like, dude, <laughs> oh my god, that was such a good time to be a, a comic book fan, man. It really was. But then it like yeah, like you said, the scooping game has just gotten to the point where. Now just people just just make up shit. I mean, they yeah. make up shit or they have bad info that gets sent to them. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, and, and it sucks because, you know, I, I don't want to. I'm not trying to cause wars or anything like that. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, and, you know, I, I'm just all about like, hey, let's have discussions. Let's talk about things. Let's do all that. But then when I see the BS and it's just right in the face and I see people praising and I'm like, oh, my God, I just yeah. I just go, what do you, I'm, I, I just can't help. But just I have to point it out. And, you know, but then I but then I always try to be like, hey, you know, if you want to listen to these people, go for it. But when you yeah. when you get let down, you can't blame anybody but you for, you know. Yeah. yeah well, that's the yeah, thing. thing is like you, you, you know. You're, you're trusting somebody that you don't know on the internet that exactly. like, and, and I don't care like if they have, you know, 500 followers or like 10,000 followers, you know, that doesn't mean that they, they legitimately or know what they're saying. I, I believe that some people get like scoops and they, and they have legitimately heard that they're not lying yeah. that they heard something, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that is accurate. You know, exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, and, and you know, I mean, when, when it comes to the Snyder fandom, I mean, obviously the Snyder fandom is very, very hungry. So yeah. very, very easy for anybody to just kind of take advantage of that. Yeah. And it's happened before. I mean, that's the thing. It has happened before. And it was like very much like, all right, what the hell is happening right here? And then it, you know, and it got to a point where it was like, it fully got exposed and then people went, Oh shit. And we're like, yeah, that's what we try to warn you about. Yeah. And then it finally that, that door closed. But then of course, another one's going to just open right after that. And it's like, God damn it. You know, but the thing is, is like the, I think the problem, like with a lot of like really super people that are, that are like hardcore into it is like, and, and, and I can see that was, was crazy is I remember when like everybody was, it was just the Snyder fandom and we were all, we were, nobody was like in fighting like yeah. in like 2018 we were all cool there wasn't like <laughs> you know this like thing where there's like the elite ones or something like <laughs> you know the army you know like yeah and and it, everybody was just cool we were all like trying to get this thing we wanted to see released and now there's this divide where there's like oh these people are just doing it for like clicks or something and like for clout and i'm like what clout like what clout could you possibly get by saying that something is probably there? You know, you got to keep your expectations low. Like, <laughs> no, I know. I always wondered about that too. Like, I because I've gotten the clout chasing clout, you know, doing it for clout. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? Me too. I mean, like, the only clout that, yeah, I know, I know you've got it too. I'm like, the only clout that I want to get is like when something comes out, people are like, oh, I wonder what Dave has to say about it. That's what I want. That's yeah. the clout that I want. Is they're they're looking forward to my opinion, your opinion on, on something. Yeah, yeah, because like, you, you know, always have an interesting opinion, and that's yeah, like, and then like, the. The clout that you would want is like, hey, you want to you design something? Hey, we heard about something, and like, look, I have a piece of art that shows. Poster, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want clout for like doing something like that. Like, yeah, like that's the wrong kind of thing. I'm not in it for that. Yeah, you know, and and it's so funny because like people have like people have talked about they talked to me and they've said like you really like changed. Like you used to really be. Um, big in the Snyder fandom and now you now you're like talking about well we should just see how the flash goes or like I'm excited for Black Adam and they're like oh so you now you're a WB shill and I'm like dude yes oh, yeah. they're paying me my big WB paycheck <laughs> that I get oh I've gotten you know, that too trust me no I'm I mean counting the money uh yeah I know right have you yeah I'm still waiting for those back checks from like three and a half years ago apparently yeah there's been so many i mean i've i've uh you know i've gotten those claims before because just because i was going oh whoa whoa wait guys i mean i know you're thinking that the snyder cut could just get released anytime now like fully it's done 100 percent. no we uh, we you know my whole thing oh, was like hey we got a campaign thing yeah yeah my whole thing was like hey i mean i get what I totally understood why Zach was Zach wasn't just going to be like, oh no, it's uh, it needs work. And when when at a fan of it, it's like, no, no, it's complete, as in it's complete from start to finish. It is, you can sit down and watch it. You could sit down and watch there's it. There's like there's holes, previs, and like yes. you know, there was probably some screens where the thing would a text would pop up and say like, yeah, Steppenwolf punches an Amazon or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, there would be, there'd be, yeah, or you'd see like a storyboard or something like that. It's like, that's yeah, what I tried I mean, to, that's what I was trying to tell people even back then. But apparently, only now am I, am I somehow a WB show? But like, I, I was like, guys, like, he, he's saying that it's watchable and like what he showed Jason and like, yeah, the other people, 
was like a rough cut. He took him into his home theater. He plugged in like a USB and it was like just a very rough early cut of the movie. Well, what's funny about the whole, it was even funny about the Jason thing is like, it's like they didn't sit there for fucking, you know, three hours or four hours watching the whole thing. I think from what I gathered, Zach just like kind of showed him like, Oh, look, this is what we have. He probably showed him mainly his scenes. Like Jason, look at what, your scenes were supposed to be like yeah. this is what you know. I don't blah, think blah, blah. he just invited him over for four hours and they sat and watched no, like no. a half cobbled together. No, out of the movie. I, yeah, you know. people were like, "Jason's seen the Snyder cut." I'm like, "He's seen bits, bits." He and saw what was so funny was clip. the people that were like, "No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't need work. It doesn't. It doesn't need anything." And then Zach, him, literally Zach was like, "It's when he announced it, he was like, it's going to need a little work." It was like yeah. it'll probably be twenty uh, twenty one because we're gonna have to finish some things with it. Yeah, and, and then, and and then like, Jason, yeah, Jason became like the biggest hype man, and he mm-hmm. fucking went out there and hyped it up. Okay, he in interviews he was just like when people would ask him about it, he was like, "Yeah, I want to fucking see it." You know, he was just he was not holding back, yeah. and then even like he went, he was just such a good hype man, and then of course. Everybody's taking his words like everything. I mean, he even said stuff like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, what, what, you know, with Zach, yeah, yeah, he could finish this shit." What are you talking about? He was like, Jason was the perfect hype man for it. And I, 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 like, yeah. And when I heard that he actually had seen or uh, some of it, I went, yeah. "Oh shit." That's going to be interesting when it comes to Aquaman press because people are going to ask him and he's not going to hold back. And they did. And sure enough, the whole press tour was just like, do you, what do you know about like Zach's justice league? And he was like, yeah, I want to see it. Like it's you know, like in that Jason Momoa kind of like, yeah, no, he was big. I mean, he became, he knew what he had to do and he had to be the biggest hype man for it. And nobody was going to yeah. question him. Even WB was like, fuck, what the hell? But then it's like, it's like, bitch, my movie is about to make you a billion dollars. You know, you know, the, cue that fucking gift. Honestly, if you had, if you had like told me that Aquaman was going to be the one that hit a billion, I wouldn't have believed you. But like, I love the movie, wow. but I was like, damn, like Jason Momoa has got some like theater. Like he, he can like bring people to a theater. That's kind of crazy. He's just got charisma. He's just, yeah. he's just he's a likable like dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like super likable um, dude. Yeah. And and his it he always was posting the videos on his cell phone like just, like when it got announced and he was like Did you hear that yeah like, <laughs> yeah. yeah you know he's just I, I love I love Jason he's cool yeah there's just I mean when it came to that whole thing yeah. oh but Henry was the traitor though like that was oh well, yeah Henry was a traitor <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden but it was like you know and you know what's funny too is like I mean and it's it. it, it it's so stupid because at the same time, it's like, yeah, even though like we all want to believe that every one of these actors were like, all right, we're going to just get together and just like Mm. go for Zach. But, you know, and it got to a point where Zach is such a great guy to work with that when it came to that November 17th, 2019 campaign where they did kind of like they band together. But I always said, I always backed up Henry because I was like, dude, he's in a, he's literally like in a rock and a hard place because, you know, he wants a new Superman movie. WB is, you know, W Warner brothers itself. Of course, you know, when it comes to other people, Warner media, like, you know, on the streaming side, they were like, well, they were considering of course the Snyder cut because that's why they had the meeting with Zach where he was just pitching it all. So when everybody was waiting for Henry to do it, and then all of a sudden a lot of them were like, fuck Henry, what the hell? And it's like, no, he was very much in a weird He didn't know what he was, yeah. 
And he, and he was in he, um and that was Paramount. Never mind. I was gonna say he was in Mission Impossible was a Yeah, Paramount. I proposed that. I mean, obviously the mustache gate and stuff like that, but then there was also the fact that I mean, from what I gathered, is like he he had tried to renegotiate his Superman contract and oh, they definitely. clashed. They clashed mm -hmm. about it. And I always said, like, I mean, god damn it, like Warner Brothers, how are you not just backing up a dump truck of money? in this guy's fucking driveway because his value has gone up so much you know since the first movie where nobody knew who the fuck this guy was they yeah. were just like oh my god he looks like superman let's see what this is about and now and he's now like Geralt of rivia he's in yeah. he's in mission impossible like yeah you know his value went up so much so i mean you know i and i know they clashed about that so i don't know if that had something to do with it where it was like ah i can't really say anything i'm you know, his people were saying, yeah, don't don't take part in this. I mean, I was glad that Ben did, which I knew Ben when it came to all that. I'm like, Ben's going to be 100 uh, yeah. percent behind Zach because Ben's also a director and Ben mm -hmm. loves Zach. He's always expressed that you could see that you could see that with the press, any kind of videos where they yeah. were together. You could just see the love uh, that Ben had for Zach. So I was like, anything that Zach needs from Ben, he's going to do it. And sure enough, additional photography, he was there. God knows if Ben even got paid for that. Well, you, know? That's, you know, that's something that people were forgetting too, is like they, they gave him 70 million to finish it. And the thing with it was, was like a lot of that went to the special effects because oh, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't just finish the ones from the 2017. 40 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They they legitimately like redid like they they re, they did a whole entirely new Steppenwolf. Mm -hmm. They redid most of the effects of the movie. Added the flash stuff, the nightmare. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it wasn't like a fully redone Steppenwolf. They just went back to the 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 because the, they already the, had the design, but they had to, of course incorporate it into the scene and yeah. redo and make sure everything looked really, which it looked fucking amazing. Yeah, um, which is because funny. The, I'm sure I don't know how early on I know that the, he, he had the, the that Steppenwolf was in BVS in the deleted yeah. scene or the extended edition. He's in it. Um, but he was just like he was like the Kryptonian um, tech or whatever it was. And then, you know, so I'm sure that they that that was Zach's original idea to have the spiky Steppenwolf. Oh, yeah. The spiky fucker. The spiky fucker. And then they they were like. No, we want like a like a dumb version of <laughs> like I don't know what they were thinking with that original. It was it was just like a back and forth. They kept going back and forth. I mean, that's one of the things that I've always even said too, where people are like, wait, no. And then of course turned on me and was like, No, that that design that we saw in Justice League, that was they like came to the agreement to do mm -hmm. that design. And that's why when you saw Zach post stuff that had Steppenwolf in it. When he was posting black and white images, you saw that exact design. There's a 214, uh, 214 yeah. shot that wasn't in the 2017 movie. It was the shot of yeah. him holding the the mother box after uh, Silas dies. Yeah, and it said 214 on it, and that that was from Zach's movie. Yeah, so they had even done VFX of Steppenwolf for like scenes that didn't even make it into the 2017 exactly version exactly. of the movie, and. The, the you know the funny thing was was like they had to do all that visual effects they had to like pay to he he I mean he says that they he didn't wasn't supposed to shoot that nightmare scene which is yeah. funny uh, that's hilarious that he did that but you know if they had brought back Gal if they had brought back Henry that would have cost so much money because I guarantee oh, yeah. Henry's agent would not have let him do that for free no no they would have had to renegotiate and that's the same reason they didn't release it as a series 
and they did it as a movie because if it was a series they would have had to renegotiate the contract because that's that's pretty uh, much what happened the, i mean he pitched it as a series because he was pitching it to hbo max and he was like all right we could do this as a series i can totally chapter this out for that which is why it remains chaptered out and i know there's yeah. people out there that still say no he didn't he's like yes he did he literally uh, said it like yeah he literally had said i know that's what's funny well you know narratives and everything um, it's so funny how like the people that claim to be like the biggest like snyder cultists like don't yeah. even know what the man has said <laughs> like yeah, they don't even listen to him <laughs> i know it's it's i it just it gets it's beyond me when it comes to all that but insanity. uh yeah it is insanity but um yeah, like uh, if they brought back everybody, I mean, that's the thing is like, and the uh, the the series structure, the pay structure would have been way different. So that's yeah. why they were like, no, we can't do it like that because then we're gonna have to pay even more money. It's like per and, episode. Yeah, per so episode. It, it was just gonna be a huge deal. So it's like, all right, just release it as a full movie, and yeah. uh, you know, we'll, but we'll we'll do our best to be like, hey, you can, you know, we'll have it chaptered out still. You could still like fast, you know, you could still jump to each chapter if you need to. So I mean, so it still I'm, worked out. To be honest, I'm so mad because like I have a, a buddy on Twitter and he lives uh, here in North Carolina also, uh -huh. and um, well, I have two two friends actually I know on Twitter that live around here, but um, he actually invited me to an IMAX screening of. Zach just and uh, he posted his tweet went viral. Actually, he posted a photo of um, him standing in the with the IMAX uh, projector and was oh, like shit. watching Justice League. And he invited me to it, and it was in um, uh, Charlotte, which is like fairly close to here. But it's just like literally out of nowhere at the time. I had to work last minute, and I was like, dude. Like I, I was so mad at myself, because because that would have. I just don't know how else that's gonna happen. <sighs> I know. <laughs> no, like... I mean, I mean, he wanted to do SnyderCon, but I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is like, no matter what, um, this this movie is still a WB property. You know, yeah, it's still a WB property. I mean, uh, even I mean, even to the um, you know, finishing the Snyder cut. They even Warner Media and all of them were like going, hey, can you like not have, you know, this open, you know, dark side thing where he's going to still invade and like, can you just kind of like not have Cut that? that out, so, we yeah. like, so we could just like end this thing. And he said, Zach's no, like, nope, he's that's like, no, my movie. They want my that's, movie. That was yeah, the movie. that's the movie. You know? Sorry, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it open to, you know, like, uh, yeah. you know, that some of those execs were like, oh, my God, this is going to be the biggest. Once they see the end of this movie, we're never going to hear the end of it. Like, and they, they have not. No. That's so great. No. no uh, th and that's that's what's so funny about it is like and, and I'm sure Zach knew to a degree that that was going to that was going to happen. Um, uh -huh. But the thing is, is like before like like when when in 2018 the build-up to the whole snyder cut thing he, he was you could tell he was he was like campaign for this oh, like yeah. like go out and ask for this and campaign for this and and you may get it whereas now i feel like he's pretty happy doing what he's doing oh yeah he totally like, is as much as i want the snyder more snyder stuff i would give anything for that he seems like he's really happy with Netflix and they're just giving him a pile of money and like, Hey, make a freaking like universe, do your own thing. Yeah. He's not make more than one universe. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got a zombie franchise and he's got a space thing going. 
and they're just giving him the money and they're like these aren't pre-existing characters you're not stuck in a box you make the characters you make the story go yeah and that's like a filmmaker's dream like my god that is Totally. I mean, especially after what he went through when it came to all that. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was pure craziness, but I mean, but you know, when it came to the fact that it's like, all right, I'm going to pitch the fact that I can get this out there. I mean, there was enough of a, I mean, it became a culture, you know, it was pop culture, yeah. uh, you know, release the Snyder cut. Now you hear that about everything and any movie that people are like, what they the fuck? It. Yeah. yeah. Release the, whatever the cut. I mean, the, the fucking boys season three is totally going to, you know, do a whole, uh, satire of it, like the release the break, whatever the hell yeah, that guy and then is. Zach yeah. retweeted it. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, totally game. Like, I mean, like, that's what was so great about that. And I was like, I was even kind of wondering, I'm like, is Zach gonna cameo in the boys? But no, no, I don't I know if that's <laughs> oh, that would be so fucking even awesome. If it was just it. like a if he zoomed in and like did it like that, like, I would still love it. The one, the one thing that one thing I'm kind of thinking about though, when it comes to that, I'm like, are they gonna have it? Uh, you know what's going to happen in that season? Are they going to have rabid like fanboys in that? And, and is that going to piss off the actual? <laughs> I think there's, well, you know, some people, it was so funny because I saw them release that. And before Zach retweeted it, a bunch yeah. of the other side of the fandom was like, <laughs> this is wow. Way to like shit on Zach and like, way to, way to make fun of the movement. And, then, <laughs> and they were like, wow, this is making fun of Zach. And then Zach retweets it. Yeah. And then so that, I saw nothing that, else about it. Oh, that's what I love about you know, and it was it sucked too because I didn't get to see the reaction to that because I was that, that was that was last Friday when I was yeah. going to Arizona. So and and then when we stopped for lunch, I just like looked at my Twitter. I was like, oh shit, is this? Oh my god, look at that! Yeah. They're actually going to be doing this. I'm like freaking awesome. And then, but I didn't get to a chance to actually see if any what how anybody reacted to People it. But I'm so but, we're like ragging on it. Oh my God! That I mean, means it's, a, it's an homage. It's like a it's, reference. It's, it's like you realize this became such a pop culture phenomenon. I mean, I mean, come on! I mean, you got to embrace it. Yeah, you got to yeah. embrace it. I mean, when I saw it, when I saw it, I was like, I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's perfect for this world, especially because obviously they already made reference in season two when they're filming this movie. They already talked. They said, "Well, Joss wanted this or something like that." They already had. Oh, yeah. They yeah. already laid the foundation for this. So that was, you know, I got a similar thing. Like when I was doing those, uh, the Zach edits, uh, people were like, do you think, do you think Zach would appreciate this? Like you, you making everybody think that he's in places that he's not. And I'm like, I'm he pretty sure not. he would just chuckle and be like, yeah, that's great. Like, yeah. And it's exactly. not like I posted it and was like, I got this photo of Zach at the <laughs> Spider-Man premiere. Like I was invited. That's the thing is like, it's like they, Zach has one of the best sense of humor. I mean, I've talked to him so many times, just even personally. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he is just one of those just guys that you just talk to and you just, it's just easy going. Yeah. He likes to joke around, you know, bullshit, talk about movies. He's been on here. He's always just, he's always like that. So when people like get that, like, would you, how dare you do that? Would, well, but then all of a sudden you see some of the tweets that, that some of these guys tweet and you go, would you think he would appreciate that? I mean, yeah. what you said, I'm like, I don't know if he'd actually appreciate that. No, and that's what pisses that actually pisses me off is like a lot of the the people that will say that they support AFSP and stuff, and then they'll go and like bully people online. Oh, of course, because they yeah. do, because they don't like. Literally, somebody else like, well, I'm not really a big fan of Zack Snyder's movies, which is that's a valid opinion. 
that's fine. You don't yeah. have to be a fan of everything. Yeah. And then somebody will reply under it and goes, wow, that's, you know, you should just jump off a bridge or something. And I'm like, now, would he appreciate that? Would he want that to happen, what you just did? Yeah, I just don't know no. about that. No. But hey, we got Mr. Steven joining in right now. Throw a knife at Steven. Speaking of telling people yeah. to harm themselves. Yeah. Uh... yeah throw a knife <laughs> Perfect, right? Yeah. What's going um, on? Well, yeah. No, well, the great part about that is um, then if you say like, hey, that's not appropriate. They're like, I didn't literally say to jump off a bridge. I said to whatever. And it's like, but <laughs> yeah. can you like there's a weird thing on Twitter and it's hard to tell. It's like it's one of those things. I'm always torn between. Hi, guys, by the way. Hi, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Hi, David. <laughs> hi. Um, Welcome. Jump right in there. Yeah. Um, I have things to say. Shocker. Um, <laughs> there's this, uh, um, 90% of the st stuff I read on Twitter, I'm like, okay, are you like, just in general, like not on any particular topic even is like, okay, are you, are you maliciously being bad faith when you say that? Or are you just so stupid that you actually believe that? Like 90% yeah. of, of content is one of those two. And it's like, there's no kind of doesn't matter almost it's like either you're too dumb and it's like not worth arguing with you or you are knowingly lying to get a to get a reaction in which case also it's not it's not good to respond and so i've i've responded less and less but there, there's this shocking like assuming that like let's say someone's not dumb and they're not lying um there's a sense of like there's a total lack of self-awareness frequently with what people are saying where it's like i don't th there's a disconnect between like how they perceive themselves and how they think people perceive them and um and it's like i don't know how to give that to people it's like can you think through like put yourself in, it's, it's like an em empathy ultimately can you put yourself in someone else's shoes and imagine being in their context and their situation reading what you said and and you don't have to agree with them, but can you understand why they would see it differently? And if you can understand yeah. that, then you can learn to craft a message that they will receive. Um, so it's, yeah, it's crazy. Well, and the problem with Twitter is, is there's no context for anything. Yeah. You know, people, people will say something and then they're like, oh, I was joking. I wasn't serious. But you didn't say that in the thing that you said. Like, so the right. way it's coming off to everybody is that you were serious, you know, and it's like, I don't understand like why people would just think that like it's an open battlefield. You can just say whatever you want and then be like, I didn't mean it. Like, yeah. yeah. So, so, well, or, or even like you were saying earlier, so much of it is just like, like shit posting is a thing. But yeah. like, if you're going to be shit posting, then like own it. Like you were talking about making memes and jumping yeah. on trends and stuff like that. And like, you're way better at it than I am. Not only just in your, your speed and your, like your angle, but also you're like way, way better with Photoshop. So it's frequently that I like, that's kind of what's awesome about memes though, is that you can say like, okay, I can either say nothing here or I can just post a really bad Photoshop. Yeah. But like the art form of the meme kind of allows for that where you can be like, you mm. know what? This is a terrible copy paste of somebody's face. <laughs> but yeah. like the point is not how good it is. The point is it's the it's context the, of it, yeah. the, the, the yeah. concept I mean, is fun. However yeah. you do it and it's like, also seamless so that that adds to it but like i posted i posted zach standing at the at the discovery oh, thing that's a whole trend now <laughs> and somebody was like somebody was like 
the the shadow is incorrect on the floor and i was like dude yeah i did this in 10 minutes yeah. well this is a stupid joke and you're you, you're not that good at photoshop you're an artist i'm like and before we go along we got mr uh, anthony showing up right now oh, i saw you reaching right i saw you reaching for the button and i was like let's yeah. see how many times we can interrupt him <laughs> my new I saw, I saw anthony like laughing behind the stage i was like i gotta get him in here now. that's that's my new what up what up what up, what up, what up? <laughs> what's going on anthony good to see you bud hey it's what's like... up man appreciate you yeah. having me on what's what's going on guys <laughs> oh no we're just talking much? about we're, we're talking about aaron's uh, you know Stupid. yeah like, it... and, uh, and twisting <laughs> his uh good photoshop but yeah yeah no, no. yeah i mean there's there could be a whole thing i mean i saw that one though the wb upfront i was like mm -hmm. i laughed at that too but it's like yeah i mean that's a picture i've even used as a cutout and i'm like i know that that's not real but it's like and yeah, i screwed up hurt. now i screwed yeah. up because you you retweeted now other people are doing it yeah and <laughs> yes. like you yes somebody and i was like oh no i know somebody I was like, Somebody oh. actually did that, and I was like, "Oh, oh, Aaron, he, he beat you beat to, it. to it." Yeah, and well, that's like, damn. That's one of the funniest things about like, like you've got the whole of the people. That I, I even hate saying the term Snyder fandom because it. it I don't think the mm -hmm. concept of fan fandom is not like when we talk about it that way. There's kind of an implicit acceptance that there's like an organization. Or like we've got a like a membership card and we have secret meetings yeah. and stuff. And there's not. It's just a bunch of people who happen to like the same thing on yeah. the same platform. No, Steven, yeah. you know we have a leader, man. Like <laughs> he, he, he posts all the time. Like I know I keep on telling on. you guys I'm not a leader. You don't need yeah. to listen to anything <laughs> yeah. I say. I don't know why you keep on pushing. No. I'm trying <laughs> um, to tell you. But um oh, God. and uh but but the, so the but the funniest thing about what people outside of that don't get is with stuff like like that's a that's a meme of itself that has its own life that you started but there's also like the Zack Snyder is the blueprint and <laughs> and and there's all those things that like some or or the original was started by uh by soups soups batsy um was the Jesus oh, the yeah. Snyder Jesus that oh, was yeah. the, that was the OG <laughs> Snyder meme I, right man, nope. I forgot about that um, one and yeah. and going that. going yeah. back to the very beginning people who didn't like you have Snyder fans and then within Snyder fans you have like the people who take it too seriously and the people that recognize that it's just ironic um in the same way that Zach's movies are where it's like oh no this is just a maximalist like we're we're being hyperbolic for the sake of making a point um or just for because it's funny um and then and then you've got the people so that's so you got that division like within fans but then outside of fans you've got the people who who just hate zach and um and and think that everybody posting that is like doing it with like a religious fervence yeah like um <laughs> where they're like oh he, they think he's actually jesus and it's like no, no. Like, they, they think <laughs> you, or, or the it turned into a sub meme of its own was the zach snyder yeah. didn't invent insert here like that is that that is also now a meme because it's like yeah, we know he didn't invent a camera, but like, it's yeah. funny to pretend he did. There's also yeah. the meme too, where it's like you put a gun in someone's hand. It's like Zack Snyder's whatever, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's great. That's great. I mean, like, I mean, uh, you, you can't get offended by that or any or or Martha, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh any God. any anything uh. Martha. And that, and speaking of fans getting mad at at like thing like like getting mad at them, that's what I'm waiting at was this because the thing, same thing happened with Harley Quinn. But there was like an attempt with fandom to like own that before it turned toxic, where the Harley Quinn t-shirt guy came out. 
And some yeah. people right away were like, how dare they? And then a whole bunch of people were like, no, we're going to embrace this as hard as possible. <laughs> And they could to be to be yeah for some people they were like yeah let's like yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be in on the joke and um perfect and and that's the thing I'm waiting for with the boys now is I'm waiting for this season to start and you got people who are like oh yeah you're honoring Zach and it's like oh I am waiting for the Cheeto fingered fanboy to like (laughs) bust on the set and be like release the Burke cut and like and then they're gonna be like how dare they satirize us but like when Zach goes on Colbert that's exactly what he did like his caricature of himself was the Burke the the, oh it's 23 hours long and I didn't cut anything and there's like yeah. yeah that's the joke like Zach Zach participated in making the joke about like I recreated this entire office in CGI and it looks yeah. exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, like nothing's real. Like, yeah. like Zach Zach knows how to make fun of himself. The whole thing, like I mean, and it's funny too because I think he even said it on here. He was all he was all man. I was nervous about it and all this stuff. I mean, of course he was nervous about it, but he fucking nailed it when it well, came to that whole bit. He nailed. It. He knows what iconography. Is. Yeah, and so like yeah. you've got classic iconography. So you have Watchmen. You got the Watchmen opening sequence, and in that you've got like the um the oh and the the artist now is slipping my 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 mind. But like the pop art look, the the war war um yeah. Wow, I'm gonna look like an idiot now. Um, Andy <laughs> Warhol. 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 Yeah. Come on, Warhol, 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 yeah. So this is pre-recorded, right? Go back and edit that yes, to make yes, it sound yes, like. Yes, yes, yes. So we'll I'm just gonna breeze through. So let's let's totally take, edit take two. So All in right, the Watchmen Warhol. opening credits, he's got that like Andy Warhol and Mar- Marilyn Monroe, yeah. and like the modern version of all that stuff is is the meme. And the, it's never accurate. The point isn't that it's accurate. The point is that it's got a fixture in culture. And so you've got like the Martha the Martha stuff, and like people make fun of Martha. Every time certain fans see that, like, how dare you? Every time Zach sees that, he's like, huh, that's my movie. Yeah. Because like, yeah. he knows that's 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 it's his. Keeping, it's keeping his world and characters in the zeitgeist. Literally. Yeah, or, yeah. Or like, like the memes. Yeah, exactly. And and then you've got the, the people on the other side who are like, well, just because it's being talked about doesn't mean it's good. And it's like, yeah, but I can name lots and lots of, like, really oh. bad movies that came and went that people just don't talk about anymore. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ones that stick around. Sometimes it's like the room, because it's like the so bad it's good hits Morbius. meme status. And then others, it's something that's polarizing <laughs> that over time, you know, you've got like Speed Racer, you've got uh, oh, yeah. like, you know, you've got all those that are like kind of polarizing at the time and have some sort of a fixture as a meme. And then over time, you start to reevaluate. I mean, that's even stuff like Citizen Kane is like that in a lot of, or, and, and I'm not, uh, you know, People are always like, oh, you're comparing BVS to Citizen Kane. It's like, that's not the point. The point is that it hits a nerve, a cultural nerve in a way that people remember. I remember in like Deadpool 2 and like, you know, dead, you know, when he's fighting, uh, when he's fighting Cable and he goes like, he's all, geez, what, you know, wh- why you like this? Or you must be from the, 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 the DC. DC or like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you're, oh, like yeah, well, dark. Dark. yeah. Yeah. You must be from the DC universe. And I saw people get upset about that. I'm like, it's fucking Deadpool guys. Of course. He's yeah. gonna say Jesus that. Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just making a point of the fact that yes, the DC universe a little bit darker than the Marvel universe. Nothing wrong with that. But okay. And then apparently it? I haven't seen it yet, but the Chippendales movie has what Batman versus ET or something. It literally like has that? the the BVS Batman. Yes. yes. Like and Larry Fong was like tweeting it out, going like, yeah. "Look at this." I mean, it. I mean, that's the thing. Is like 
how polarizing and everything is it's like oh. it, it like his shit has become such a but, pop culture phenomenon it's it's insane at, at the same time though then you've got stuff like I, I get it it's hilarious and i i love the the image but like if people can't take the hint larry fong doesn't like you sharing that picture uh, the screenshot of him saying he wishes the Batmobile ran over Devin Faraci. <laughs> and I and I realize people love it, but notice every time someone posts it, he's like, that was a joke or like whatever. And yeah. um, I don't know, maybe maybe that's just not a not an image that he wants and like to share that personally there. instead of putting it on on Twitter all the time. Yeah, probably shouldn't do that. Uh, we also got Mr. Uh... Ray. Ray. Ray! going on ray how's Hello, it going cheers cheers um Ugh. what do you what it so I, like are, are people sorry <laughs> just coming into this are people complaining <laughs> about the the bork cut thing or something like oh, oh no sure. we're just talking it's i'm, I'm predicting <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're kind of predicting that there's going to be some backlash and they're gonna be, the difference is that zach is actually good they make it look like bork is terrible and like whatever <laughs> well it's gonna was, be the i mean have you have you seen that yet it's been a couple of days like, have you seen people react to it that way yet, or? No, I'm predicting yeah. that based on like how people reacted saw, initially to Harley Quinn. I saw Quinn. people initially when they first put before Zach retweeted it. People were like, "This is like <laughs> kind of making fun of Zach," and then Zach retweeted it, and they all immediately shut up. That's so, like, the other <laughs> thing that's funny about that too is people will be like, "This is anti Zach," and then like they notice that like they're getting Twitter engagement, and they're like, "Actually, let's talk about this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just it's it, it's literally I said this the other day. It's literally the second time in a, in a year that an HBO Max competitor has mined Zack Snyder and his fan base for marketing gold. It's exactly what they did last. It's what Netflix did last but, year with Army of the Dead the, and all the hashtags. And, and yeah. also putting, you know, remember the sizzle reel they put out last year for all the, the 71 movies they were releasing at the very end. He's like, could you make it longer? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah when he got interviewed. Yeah. He right. knows how to lean into what he's all about and all the fucking jokes. He is very much, he likes to do like self-deprecating shit. That's Zach for you. Everybody should be like that. I mean, in like it gets, you know, do it to a point. And he knows what how his style is, and people talk about it, the slow motion, the long movies, all this kind of stuff. But he knows that, and then he embraces that about him. Well, and then he can he could totally joke, he could self-deprecate all all, you know, whatever. Go back to May. I, I just looked it up, or March of 2009. There's a quote that I I was like, when was that from? And I looked it up. So this is like after 300 leading up to, or after Watchmen maybe leading up to uh, Sucker yeah, Punch. That would have been, 2009 would have been Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's always said this. So it's one of those things also of like, you can kind of tell who's been paying attention for a while and who hasn't <laughs> based on how people react to this stuff. But um, it's an interview with Complex. So I always recommend people look up these old interviews because they're so interesting to see. Mm -hmm. He always has in insightful stuff to say. But they said, um, how does it feel to have 300 spoofed in Meet the Spartans, one of those horrible parody films? And those films, like Scary Movie, those were so, like, just trashy, lowbrow, like, mocking every... Like, there's hardly anything that people would consider, like, celebratory about it. Yeah. Or, you know, if they made one of those about, like, the Snyder Cup, people would, a lot of fans would be like, oh, they're just making fun of it. And what he said was, I think it's pretty funny. You can get upset about that. If the thing didn't hit pop culture in the knees pretty hard, there'd be no reason to spoof it. 
My favorite parody of 300 is Robot Chicken 1776. They nailed it. Yes. I saw that and I was yes. like, I'm going to make yeah. that into a movie. I, I can't wait to see Robot Chicken's Watchmen parody. Like, yes. Yeah. Well, and and even the, the and if you remember the 300, the, the Chicken 1776 parody, that's the one where they were like, the movie that's so hard, it'll blow yes. your fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, e even that was making fun of the, yeah, of the hardcore I mean, Zack Snyder I remember, that, I remember that too. One of the most famous comedies ever, Spaceballs, is literally a giant parody of freaking Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it, it, it's not it's not exactly celebratory of Star Wars no, either. It's making it fun thinks, of it. It think, not just making fun of it, but like there's a sense of like like yogurt and Pizza the Hut. Those aren't like compare it to um like I don't like Spaceballs is funny, but like as a Star Wars fan, I've always enjoyed like Blue Harvest yeah. and the Family Guy stuff more because you watch that and it's like oh we love Star Wars. Let's like celebrate it in a funny way. Whereas yeah. I watch Spaceballs and it's very much like ha ha, isn't this stuff stupid? Which is like I realize that goes against the point that I'm making, but I just don't don't like doesn't register with me as much. But everybody got that. But that no, I think job. that's a, it's a really interesting distinction though that like that is yeah that's proof of proof of uh, impact is when that that kind of stuff happens. Really uh, when you know uh, Chameleon Air riding dirty. His reaction to white and nerdy was he knew he had made it because Weird Al parodied one of his songs. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. You know. Yeah. So I mean, that's <laughs> what like, and and it, it is it Shane Black and like the Lethal Weapon. Are they supposed to be pissed at National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One? One Fuck of my no. favorite things you know, ever is is Star Trek, and look at how many times Star Trek has been parodied in like every oh, galaxy quest. Galaxy as a card carrying Trekkie for thirty years. Galaxy Quest is brilliant. Yeah. Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Yeah, is yeah, Galaxy, yes. Yeah. Patrick oh, yeah. Stewart actually watched Galaxy Quest and was like, "That was incredible." Like, I, he yeah. was like, "I loved it." Mm -hmm. and, well, and and and, and, and it, it goes into what Steven said, where it's like that that it, it's closer to Spaceballs because the movie deliberately pokes fun at like. I remember one of the funniest uh, like quick gags is they they land on a planet and Tim Allen is just like body rolling randomly from rock to rock like shatner and, yeah like, and sigourney we was like <laughs> sigourney we was like does the rolling help yeah <laughs> it's just... and they even in that movie they even not just poke fun at the movies but they poke fun at like hardcore star trek fans which is yes. like yeah. you know and it's not it's just supposed to be funny right you know yeah. it's like well, he knows the schematics of the ship because like... justin long is like the the diehard trekkie right that was yeah. that was the first justin long movie i ever saw Remember when Justin Long was like the dude that was in things all the time? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's still <laughs> in stuff now. Yeah, yeah. But like, but man, I mean, accepted, and he was the he was I the Mac in the Mac Jeepers and PC Creepers, commercials. Man. Jeepers he Creepers was in a Die Hard Jeepers movie. movie. Yeah, in a Die Hard movie. I actually I liked him in Die yes. Hard. I know a lot of people don't. But no, he, okay, okay, okay. When it comes to that Die Hard movie, I'm like, you know what? All right, watch I like the unrated that. I like version. the movie, but I don't like it as a Die Hard. Watch movie. the unrated the unrated Wait, which version. Which one are we talking about? It's almost he's in the fourth one. Justin, he's almost like an audience insert. Oh, and that's, totally. And, and that's what makes it almost like a um, like a last action hero version of Die Hard, because oh, it like takes it takes John McClane, and then yeah. it inserts the audience just to be like, "Whoa, John yeah. McClane, what are you doing?" Yeah, he's all he's all you just killed a helicopter with a car. Yeah, <laughs> right. And it, it, so and it's it works twofold in the movie because one, it's it's being incredulous about everything that he did in the first three movies, and two, it's also because the passage of time. Like there's a big deal about how he's analog in a digital world, 
Mm-hmm. And like he's a blunt instrument from like the late eighties, early nineties in the because that's the whole point. Timothy Oliphant and Maggie Q are like hacking the world, yeah. essentially. <laughs> Fire sale. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and he's he and, and and he's supposed to be the blunt instrument from you know yesteryear that's gonna come See, back. I and mean deal with it. Like, I have such a, a weird relationship with that fourth Die Hard movie because I, I like the movie, but I just don't like it as a Die Hard movie because yeah. because I mean I mean the first Die Hard is iconic, it's the best, yeah. it's everything like that. The second one, cool, cool follow up, but the third one just overshadows the second one because you got Sam Jackson. It's a buddy cop movie. It's so fucking well, great. You got Jeremy Irons as the fucking villain, mm-hmm. and it brings it back to that first movie because he's related. But uh, also, you can see the progression is very much more and more parody of itself, too, as it as it goes along. Like, the yeah. second one is very much like, oh, remember when you did that thing in the first one? And then the third yeah. one is kind of like, <laughs> like it escalates. And so... I, I not not to entirely disagree with you, but as someone who like I grew up with Die Hard also, but was was less um, I don't want to say precious about it because I don't I'm not diminishing like how other people feel about it, but it wasn't a like untouchable kind of thing on a pedestal for me, and so I think that's a lot of why I didn't mind. Well, what Die I Hard loved about Die much. Hard Three is like they always talk about yeah that thing in L.A. that thing in L.A. Yeah, they yeah. always call it that yeah. thing in L.A. I I, I I I am like Die Hard like my dad and I have bonded like religiously over Die Hard as a franchise. He took me to see Die Hard with a Vengeance at the theater. Your dad, the cop, like, I'm shocked. Yeah, well, you know, he loves, he loves all that shit, but he took me of to course, see it because he had the first two on VHS and I watched them religiously and he took mm-hmm. me to see with a Vengeance and then like we went and we went to Planet Hollywood that summer and ate dinner next to the bomb that was in the school because it was totally the prop <laughs> that they had there, right? So as somebody that loves the franchise, the third one is by far my favorite and the yeah. second one is my least that. favorite. The second like when when people when people say that the third one's their favorite, I don't go how dare you. I don't do yeah. that. I still think the first one's my favorite, but the third one is like a close second. I, and yeah, I, the second one is enjoyable, but I, I, it was I, I, crazy I, about I, the second one that I forget about every time I watch it is like the first one is R-rated. But it's kind of a hard PG-13 by like today's like the cussing i yeah. think sets it over and it's then the only you, thing that does it too many and F-bombs. then you watch the second one and you're like holy shit this is an r-rated movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, i've only this, seen one yeah. too i've never seen the, three and four the, the, the you second... haven't seen three? Oh, no. aaron aaron my i've i've literally um i don't remember where i was but i i, I was at a tr- some kind of trivia or some kind of game where the the solution was the the Die Hard Three um, water Riddle. jug, pr- uh, Riddle. Wa- oh, and, yeah. and and <laughs> oh, it was funny right. because I didn't. Nobody else knew it was the water jug. Either they hadn't seen the movie or they didn't recognize that. Like, oh, this is structured the same way as the water jug Riddle. Mm-hmm. Riddle. And so when I, I remember figuring it out, and then and then um, and then when I when I was like, oh no, it's from Die Hard Three. They're like, what are you talking about? It's like, no, you pour the one into the one, and then you pour it all into the other one, and then the <laughs> right. leftover difference is combined. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> It, it just, it just the, the well, it, Jeremy Irons, yes, and, and I love the he, whole. He was, the, he was the first Riddler. The, 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 <laughs> the, the, the Gruber connection was awesome, but seriously, yeah. it just, just, it, it, I can't, it just the, 
He didn't say, hey, Zeus. He said, hey, Zeus. My name is Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. Yeah, Zeus. As in father of Apollo, Mount Olympus. Don't fuck with me or I'll shove a lightning bolt up your ass. Zeus. Yeah. You got a problem oh, yeah. with that? Oh, well, yeah. you know, yeah. Zeus was just like the drunk dad of the of Greek mythology. Oh, God. No, no. Don't, don't, don't. You had to go there, Stephen. Don't need to do that. No, when it when it comes to for me when it comes to the, the third diehard it was the, the entire sign at the beginning the entire sign thing like like literally just pulled me in no matter what you think about like when you're talking about fire movies that have like sequels and you're like uh, i don't know what to think about this that one diehard the Dude. third one when, with the sign i'm talking you know the what sign i'm talking about yes i know i know exactly what you're talking a, about. that shit pulled me in so hard i was like yo this is the stakes are automatically here, dude. And I was like, "Holy shit, really?" They're okay. gonna do that. And okay. I was like, "I'm in, I'm in this." And now, obviously, you Samuel Jackson enters the picture at the time when the sign comes into play. But like that shit was fire, dude. I was like, "Now I'm in this." And yeah. then like, and obviously, the rest of the movies. Well, that movie Aaron, existed Aaron, at a time. A treat. You're in for a treat, Aaron, because like, just, it. yeah, yeah, because. This is a buddy cop movie that had that pushes. I mean, you couldn't make this movie nowadays. Well, I was, was, was in it with yeah. him. Samuel Jackson. Sam Jackson. Yeah. Oh, Sam Jackson. okay. So it's oh nice. Yeah, yeah. And, well, so Anton's like, Gruber's brother is the that's played by that's, Jeremy Irons. That, that's technically why well, it, it's that movie. So it it, it was te technically played it as a twist because yeah. the first half hour of the movie they don't know why he's after him and you're left to mm -hmm. guess. What the deal is, and like, but I remember my dad whispered like in the theater. He was like, "McLean killed his brother," and so in my head, I'm like, "Well, he can't be Stewart's brother. Stewart wasn't German. He's gotta be Hans's brother." And it's yeah. it, it it's really awesome the way that they set no, it up. But, no, no, yeah, yeah. No, when you're talking about like a buddy cop movie, I mean, obviously you got you know you got black and you got a white, and then the fact, I mean, the way that they bust each other's chops when it comes to like it's race so, stuff, it's, it's it really is perfect. just so great. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's, it is. It's great. Mm -hmm. But but sadly nowadays somebody would get upset nowadays, which is mm -hmm. you know, and it was funny too because um, last weekend you know when I was in Arizona and in the hotel room during like you know no. Uh, you know, no family thing that was happening. I, rush hours on. Same thing with that too. There's some things in there where I'm like, holy shit! Even rush hour yeah. pushes some shit. Yeah. Well, because yeah. Chris Tucker and fucking Jackie yeah. Chan, they like, <laughs> Jesus well, Christ. There's a period <laughs> like what from like the late '90s or the mid early mid '90s to the mm -hmm. late 2000s, um, where that was like this crazy sweet spot for like the but. I guess maybe it's like our our opinion on cops has changed maybe mm -hmm. um but that where you could have these buddy cop movies that were like you know i guess maybe before superhero movies and it's not they weren't as quite as big but i mean you have lethal weapon you have die hard you have mm -hmm. um you have rush hour and and they're i mean in a lot of ways also they separate it from the police so it doesn't feel like it's not the stuffy like i'm wearing a police uniform being a policeman yeah, it, it's it's mm -hmm. not like um, it's not uh like law and order or anything like yeah that, exactly no. but also but all of those like are rated i guess rush hour is pg-13 but like it was an f-bomb away i mean they, there's like a lot of cussing on that um but yeah. like those are there are rated buddy cop comedies that were like huge and like also existed at a time where they could push the the content um in a way that they that they don't today it's kind of crazy to think about like that con um the confluence of 
of the people who were in them that were big at the time, the fact that the genre was that big, the fact that you could make an R-rated buddy cop movie and have it do that well at the box office, um, and also kind of bring in some of the social, um, like, edginess. Yeah. I, I, I think you still can't, I mean, I think you, you still can do it now. There's, you just have to be more crafty. Well, and, I think the difference is now that about it. now it has to be pitched as such. Like well, no, nobody was saying like, oh, well, Die Hard 3 is going to be a like real what... social commentary film about where they talk about race. <laughs> like that's what it's going to be today. Whereas <laughs> then it was just like a movie and today well, you would have to like, sell it on like that point. Otherwise people like, would like. People now getting upset about like Tropic Thunder. Which at the time, you know, I remember watching oh, that because of, uh, that yeah. killed, that movie yeah. was so funny. I, well, there's I mean, so much context. It's the same thing with Eminem. Yeah. People keep on, they discover Eminem and they have no context for like what era he existed in. And mm -hmm. not only in the music industry, but also like, like you listen to, you know, White America or anything like that, where he's like literally like doing battle with Congress over censorship issues. Mm -hmm. And, and like the reason he pushes some of the stuff as hard as he does, because he's making a not to like i realize there's racial implications in contrasting it but i mean not in a totally dissimilar way to what nwa was doing about like no we're yes this is extreme yes this is over the top that is the point mm -hmm. we are making an argument about art mm -hmm. and about censorship and and because that battle doesn't exist in the same battle field today obviously censorship is still an issue but people find something that eminem did and they're like what the fuck is this dude talking about this is <laughs> fucking insane um because it, it's totally devoid of the like oh no he was the point of saying that was to point out how extreme it was yeah, yeah. well it, it, so i they when we're talking about die Herbert the vengeance it, I, you're obviously you're talking the harlem scene you're saying you can't oh yeah do the, the harlem, harlem scene, scene yeah today it, well yeah it's okay yes somebody would probably get yeah. offended by yeah. that. But, but yeah. I mean, but, even like the exchanges back and forth. I mean, and then even talking about Rush Hour, when I was watching like the, you know, there's like that, uh, I think it's in Rush Hour 2 where, you know, there's like, a, of course, there's always that part where, you know, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan's characters, they like, you know, um, they, Carter and Lee, they kind of just have a, you know, and they break off. And like mm -hmm. Carter's in a Chinese restaurant. He's watching, you know, Temple, he sees Temple oh, of Doom. Yeah. And it reminds yeah. him of, you know, of, of Lee. And he's ordering that. And then, and then Lee is in his hotel room. He's all, can I get some fried chicken? And it's like, come on, those are stereotypes. <laughs> but at, yeah. the, at the time, it was just kind of like, hey, this is just, it's just a, a thing where it's like, oh, okay, you know? Well, I mean, they're and there's also like, an acknowledgement of like, because even in Die Hard 3, you've, like like the, the whole argument about whether or not that the Harlem scene would be offensive. Well, I mean, they shot two different versions well, of John it. Well, even John McClane calls Zeus a well, racist. Well, 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 <laughs> but well, at the time, like when they shot it, they were like, yeah, we can't do this. We have to shoot an alternate version yes, yeah, because yeah. we can't include this well, in all the... Well, mm -hmm. well yeah. and the, right, because like, and, and even within the, like, the whole point of like the full context of the scene is that Simon is trying to get him killed. Yes. Simon is yes. trying to did. And, 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 <laughs> yes. and, that, and that's the thing. Like when, when you, when you see the review, I and I remember the theater going, Ooh, like when the, when you, you finally see what the signs so say mm -hmm. and it, and it's, and, and, so and it's it, a long shot too. Like once it finally shows it, you see him yeah. from far back step out of the back of the van yeah, and right. you see it. Okay, okay, like, oh. okay. Before we continue like talking to like Aaron yes. has to go and he hasn't seen it yet. So we, we could talk more yeah, about it. <laughs> uh, we don't want to spoil it for him, but Aaron does have to go because he has to get up early. So He's thank you Aaron, for uh, Take it easy guys. Thank you for coming right. Dave. All right, yeah. See you. Oh, wrong way. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> See you guys. Yeah, pretty All right. 
All right, Aaron, you know, join on, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Bailey art. Make Aaron sure Bailey you join him. Guy <laughs> does stuff. He does good art, does good art, good photography. So Aaron, watch, watch all the diehard movies right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. Go ahead. Watch. We're right ahead. <laughs> See you guys. Right, take it easy. All right, man, take it easy. All right. All right. All right. Now, so now we can really talk about that. Yeah. No, no. Oh, but yeah. like, well, that that scene, that scene was like, I mean, that that scene is really, it's brilliantly crafted because, yeah. no. you know, when 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 Zeus walks up, he's just like, you know, he's just like, call nine one one. You know, he tell he's like, he's all mm -hmm. something bad's gonna fucking happen. And then he approaches. He goes, you have about this many seconds before seconds. that group. <laughs> Fucking tease your son, and then and then McLean's like, dude, I'm just having a bad fucking day right now. Right. And when it happens, like, and then you see like when the you're like, oh my god. Well, well and, and like you said, it was shot really well because the guy was yeah. out of focus. Like the focus yeah. is fully on Zeus, and out of focus, you see the you see the blurry dude in the background screaming. Yeah. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, and yeah. then everyone else show it's like, oh, this isn't good. This that's yeah. how bad is this gonna get, dude? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it, I mean, in in going back to the, the the context of the story, if you okay, so you're trying to you're, I mean, obviously he's trying to get McLean killed. Mm -hmm. What a perfect way to do it because it's like, all right, I'm gonna get John McLean to wear this sign in Harlem, mm -hmm. and it's like, I mean, talk about just the worst. I mean, the worst scenario that oh, you can ever be put in. It, I mean, it's, it's, and it's, he's it's, obviously hung over as fuck. Like, oh, John, yeah. That's what I oh, love about done. the whole story, too. It's, it's, like, so, it's funny because him, he's, he's like, he's like. Ugh. Well, I love the beginning of that when he's getting, when they like wake him up and he's just like yeah. eats the whole bottle of aspirin. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I got to prove. Yeah. He's just, he's completely hung over because his marriage is failing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's always been like the, the trend is like, he's trying to keep his marriage alive with the first two movies. It's always been that, but he just mm -hmm. can't seem to get it because he's John fucking <laughs> McClane. Who's like cop first, cop first mm -hmm. kind of thing, right. you know? So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what that, that with the first three movies, even the third, you know, fourth movie has that too, but they kept that consistent is the fact yeah. that he was like, he's cop first. You know, when it comes to all this, but yeah, I, 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 I think through the fourth movie, it, the reason the second one is my least favorite out of all of them is because it just it, it, the story is too flimsy. It, first of all, mm -hmm. no, that's not going to happen at Christmas two years two years <laughs> later. No, it's just no, <laughs> not going to work. And then. You know, I, I, you know, I like the fact that it was at an airport. Yeah, you know, there's Robert Patrick coming off the T1000 fucking gig. True, but but then there's yeah. also like that the, the, they didn't continue. They only had Powell in for like a, a quick three minute. True, scene, true. And, and he wasn't a New York cop anymore. He was an LA cop, like because he had moved out. And fine, cool. You're you're good with Holly. She's in danger. Okay, I get it. But I don't know. It just seemed like the whole strange thing made it better in the third movie right like he was estranged in the first movie and he's like really estranged in the third movie and well i think the the I, I, this is i guess exactly what you're saying um but the the subplot of his family situation doesn't get enough credit for the development throughout the three movies yeah um and that like there is an actual like if there is a single through line that's what it is that's the only like 
mm-hmm. like thing that connects each movie is that the development of his relationship with his wife and then his kids. Like you watch the first movie and you hear him talking about like getting gifts for the kids and stuff like that. And then by the time you get to the fourth movie and you've got his daughter like won't talk to him, that is like a really good thematic arc from like seeing him as a dad trying to like m- figure it out and 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 failing. Whereas like there's no other like what else about the movies connects other than like it's the same cop in a similar situation doing a similar thing like mm-hmm. that is the yeah. emotional core so i think that's a really great point i, I was yeah. i was really hoping that you know and, and it's it's not possible now but like i wanted you know because they got to a point where like both of his kids john and lucy had grown up and mm-hmm. it's literally huntress and captain boomerang yeah <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I wanted a I wanted a point where like they could do a final movie and bring Bonnie Bedelia back. I wanted Holly back in the, in the franchise just for one last time. It would be nice. Cool. It would be nice. But I mean, sadly, I mean, what we heard from uh, you know, about Chris Willis, I know. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh. Can't do it now. If I mean, one last one would have been like one last like down, you know, because Die Hard Five, <sighs> Jai Courtney as the son, that wouldn't got. Although know, you I, see some I, of the other stuff, Jai Courtney is Jai Courtney is one of those ones who like he's been in just some, like it gets bad scripts or something. Whenever you see him in something with the right script, I could like give him the right Die Hard script. He, like he was, reboot he trip, was, and he, he, would he was not fucking the nail it. He, he was he was not as John McClane. No. Look at his like boomerang or any of that stuff. And imagine nothing, him doing the John oh. McClane shit. What? Like Jai Courtney has been always typecast as the fucking douchebag in a lot of movies where mm-hmm. you just kind of go, I just don't like that guy. But you put him in the right role, which I think Captain Boomerang was perfect well, the, for him. The, 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 there's the douchebag, and then there's the lovable douchebag. And John exactly. McClane was a lovable douchebag. Totally. Like, yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. So you you fit him in the right role, but it just seems like he always like yeah. I mean, it's like he was always on like hey, you know. I mean, Terminator. Um, what is it, Genesis? I I didn't buy him I as Kyle Reese. I, st- I still haven't seen that. I was thought I thought that was bad casting for him to be Kyle Reese because I'm like you don't resemble Kyle Reese at all. I'm like oh man, they I mean they shit the bed when it came to that's that Gen- Genesis is the only one I haven't seen. I've seen yeah. I mean, you really. I think you'd actually you you would. You would like it, I think. I mean, maybe not love it, but I, th- knowing the, you tend to seize on the positive aspects of a movie and be like, yeah, sure, it's not perfect, but like this is some interesting stuff, and that's very much like, yeah. if you can swallow the like, oh, that was dumb parts of Genesis, <laughs> I think there's a really cool movie in there, especially if the if the, if the twist hadn't been spoiled. People yeah. have said that about me with Dark Fate because I know a lot of people that hate Dark Fate, mm-hmm. and I like it. I actually yeah. like Dark Fate. If you like Dark Fate, I think you would like Genesis a lot. Okay. Dark Fate is better in my eyes. It's yeah, better it, it, constructed, but I think yeah. Dark Fate, well, but, or I think but, Genesis but, has a lot of like, back to the whole, that, hey, that, we got a savior. But, that we but, that, but that's the funny part, Stephen, is that the structure is literally what they hate about Dark Fate because of what it does to the canon. I fucking mm-hmm. hate the word canon now. <laughs> canon is, canon but, is like the word plot hole. I hate, I so hate it now. Genesis, that, that's the one where they kind of reproduce uh Kyle Reese's what he get when he comes back right so like yeah. you have Jai Courtney with the with the feet coming down uh <laughs> in the little uh changing booth or whatever you don't know talk about but like yeah yeah they reenact the scenes. scenes they okay. reenact yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which I they did a good job, but at the same yeah, time, I mean, it was like, like yeah. I even like yeah, I like yeah, yeah. I like Terminator <laughs> Three and Salvation too. I mean, they're not they 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 yeah. don't hold a candle to Terminator. But I actually found a, I I was really into fan edits a few years ago. Um, there's a really like actually very well established fan edit community, um, where there's you know some it's not just like people on Twitter that are like here's my edit without jokes or whatever. Um, right. And they took Terminator Three and they they <clears throat> forget what I said a second ago. <laughs> they edited out a lot of the jokes um, and they but they also gave it like the T two sound. They, they, they demarvelized it. Yeah, but they also I think they color they changed a little bit of the color grading and they also um, mm -hmm. added in like the T two sound like more of the t2 soundtrack instead of the the um whatever they used in, in terminator 3 mm -hmm. and it like drastically improves it because i think the thing about that movie that especially really sold me on it um that was lost because of all the other goofiness with arnold and stuff that they were doing you know the 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 what were they heart or su or star sunglasses or whatever the mm -hmm. all of the parodies of the other stuff yeah. um is the that last like 15 minutes of yes. that movie is like yes. the greatest universe building moment in that it entire is. franchise in it my is. book I where agree. they go into that bunker and the yes. and the reveal that it was the, like a real life the, 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 the ending of the movie is oh. very good exactly well yes. and yes. and kyle reese i think well i know not everybody like loved the actor i think finding kyle reese at that part of his life and kind of him like Patrick, knowing to to go to the vet yeah. to get all the meds and like he he's like very much a scrounger. He, Wait, a, no, you, no, he, he, no, you're he, talking about he, John Connor. He, he, oh, sorry, I said Kyle Reese. I meant I meant John Connor. Yeah, I mean he's he's very much He's very much the son of he's very much the son of Sarah Connor from from T two. I mean, like that's a much more logical <laughs> evolution. What, 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 did it, what did it, Stephen? It was the fact that it's like we went from Edward Furlong to uh Nick Stahl, and it was a very jarring, like, wait, it was thing John Connor. Well, they didn't do good with the casting, even though Nick Stahl did a good job, but at the same time, it was like this doesn't feel like Edward Furlong because T yeah. two was so iconic and everybody was like Edward Furlong. Although John like Connor. Edward Furlong is all like I'm not saying his acting oh, yeah. is fine, oh, it, but like the character is like whiny and annoying. So I, I have really, kind of I was just gonna say that unfortunately the the turn that they made with with john's character i for a long couldn't have pulled that off in my opinion yeah no no disrespect intended well, to him and also like, like did oh. you not see detroit rock city come on well but there's also <laughs> like movie, there's not movie, the, the, way, the chemistry between him and the um the woman was not as like what wasn't great but that was almost then when it re is revealed it's kind of part of the plot where they're like oh Ardanes, yeah. this isn't really about us like getting along this is mm -hmm. about us being responsible for the for saving humanity yeah and yeah. now we're locked in a bunker so we gotta what, get to doing that what, one of my one <laughs> like, of my favorite like world building scenes in that movie is the realization that sarah died and that she waited until August 29th, 1997 had passed to die. Yeah. Because yeah. That, that was the only, like, she, she well, waited until it, it was no longer possible. Like, Judgment then, Day mm -hmm. wouldn't happen. And then she. An another awesome moment in that was when Claire Danes was like, no, 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 it was, it was, um, he, I can't remember what, what he said, but he said, I think he was trying, the Terminator wouldn't take his instructions or something. And he's like, cause you didn't send me, send me, she did. Like, I'll, I'll listen to what she says cause she's the one that sent me to, yeah, and it was like, oh, that's a really cool 
Yeah, like, it is a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we got somebody else joining right now. We got Mr. Rob Keys. Hey, what up? What up? What up? Hey, everybody! Happy Friday! What's Happy good? Friday, sir! Thank you for joining. Of course, thank you. Nice. Okay, okay. So there's like, an obligatory comment on the development of your setup. Every I know exactly. <laughs> I'm like, every time you show up, there's always like your 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 background is always like, and now it looks like you have pretty much got it fucking it's, dialed in, man. Uh, yeah, I'm still waiting for. Um, it's hard to get contractors. I mean, the housing market. Yeah, you're crazy. waiting for what a robot to be in your background. No, I mean, this, this is all like, this wall. Maybe like I threw the light up from the old place and it's deceiving. Yeah. This actually goes far back. There's a whole nother big table and workstation here in, in the studio, mm -hmm. but that whole wall is supposed to be like a lighter color and it's supposed to be shelving essentially. Cause I have boxes and boxes of stuff from the old place with collectibles and toys and stuff. And I want to display them like some of you guys have here. Um, but right now it's, it's literally just a flat wall and over here it's just endless boxes out of frame hidden away. So it's a mess. It really is. I'm no, but it looks far, good, far less along, but a similar, um, I was doing a lot of it myself, and then the price of lumber like quadrupled. And I was like, yeah. I'm just gonna not. <laughs> it's tough. Not, like I've got just like bare studs up. It but, took me yeah. three months just to get or four months just to get the guys to put in like a just two little doors and like oh, an extra wall here. And they were so slow. My brother and I just did we finished it and did like the painting and everything else. And yeah, uh, we painted. I put new floors in right away before I moved in, and then that's it. So zero shelving for any of my stuff, which is and no art or anything. So it's very plain looking from the inside. You know. But, Do you have like an insane number of boxes of art and uh, and stuff you've you've been sent over the years to? Yeah, I guess some like nice make decisions. Like, like, yeah. Certain movies, certain like around like you know home video releases, they do press drops sometimes, and sometimes mm. you get some nice like limited edition uh, Mondo art drops for certain movies and stuff like that. Mm, and, or, Mondo, over the years, yeah. a lot of I'm a big fan of, of not just film like concept art, but like video game concept art. I have a lot of art books and posters of like the Assassin's Creed franchise and Mass Effect and the God of War, like beautiful, beautiful like production design games that have some yeah. of the most. I have some of those. They're very nice. Right? They're like the best coffee books, those hardcovers. And like so oh, yeah. I get some kind of posters for that kind of stuff because it really is like amazing I, artwork. I, working for GameStop for seven years, I got more oh, of wow. those than I wanted, <laughs> than I necessarily wanted, but yeah. That's like the, the inside, like the theater my brother used to work at theaters, brings home every. Oh yeah, you get those. It was a dirty little secret back in the day. Like if you had, like eventually, if a, a new game is in your stock for so long, they will just convert it to used inventory. So if it was a special edition that had like extra art books or stuff in it, they would just they didn't care about any of that. They only cared about the game in the case. So you, they they tossed that stuff out. And we're gotcha. like, you're not. No, you're not. You, you will take <laughs> yeah, it. Let me have that. <laughs> <Get a swag. laughs> so exactly. So, but uh, but Rob, we we gotta ask you because we were talking about this before. We were talking about diehards. Like we gotta mm -hmm. we gotta we gotta get your opinion on the diehard movies when it comes to like how you feel about like you know. Obviously, there's what five movies. Right? Five. There's five. Like, yeah. how do you feel about all five? What are you? What Wait, do you consider yeah, the best? Okay. <laughs> I gotta be honest. The only one I think is bad is is the fifth one, right? Yeah, the um, fifth one's really it's not that fifth great. One, fifth yeah. one's not good. Fifth one's I, not I, I didn't mind. Like I, we can all agree, the the PG thirteen thing didn't really was not best. Why, you know, as why, a fan, why, yeah. Why, why, like for the the fifth fourth. one or the fourth? The fourth one. The fourth. Watch, no, the fifth watch, one. The fifth one was R rated. Watch the unrated version. 
Well, Watch yeah, yeah. Version true, true but still, the way it was designed, like when I went to the theater to see it, like I like Timothy Oliphant, yeah. I like the cast. There's some funny bits in it. Kevin Smith's mm -hmm. cameo is okay, but you know, it's okay. Yeah. It's watchable. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. I'm in my command center, speaking of. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> It's a lot of memorable moments come to think of it, but uh, they're really, movie, they're really but it just, it's it not a bad movie. No, I just didn't fit like in that era. There was a lot of like those PG 13 thriller Thank action you. films, but yeah, you know, yeah, I wanted something hard and gritty. It's like when, um, weird comparison, but when Dwayne Johnson made like is it faster? Like his R rated movie? You know oh, fat, yeah. oh, yes, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like, that was awesome. I, I, I like, like that getting movie. those mm -hmm. here. I like there, that movie. The Rock was excellent in that. Um, mm -hmm. but anyways, in terms of the OG diehards, I like all three, but I actually quite like Die Hard with a Vengeance, like the third one. There it is. Okay, there okay, go. there it is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Because we were talking about that, <laughs> we were talking about like, you know, I mean, Ray thinks, you know, same thing with you. I, That's I mean, my I'm, favorite. I'm very much in the, 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 the whole, the first one's the best, but yeah. Third, yeah, the Vengeance, sure. Vengeance is just a close second because. I mean, the second one, we all kind of go, all right, a little bit of a filler. It's like, eh, it has some mm -hmm. cool moments. It's, it's it fun. continues the story, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. But then yeah. when you got the Vengeance, it's like, oh, it turned into a buddy cop movie. You got Sam Jackson. Mm. I mean, it, and it really pushed the stakes with some of those scenes. We were yeah, talking Jeremy about Irons, very right? much that Harlem scene. Yes. Holy your, shit. You know? Jeremy Irons. Yep. Jeremy Irons. Was yeah, like, Jeremy yeah, Irons. Yeah. So it's such a great villain. And yeah, so I, I mean, and I even said, like, if anybody says that vengeance is their favorite, I don't go, I don't go, how dare you? I go, huh, and the reverse too. If someone's like the first one's the best one, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not arguing that. Of course you're not. It, it's, it's, uh, it <laughs> when I went on it, when I finally got a 4k TV, like two or three years ago, Got the TV, got the 4K player, whatever, and I was like, yo, let me dive into these older movies. First off, got Predator, trash. I got the, the 4K <laughs> Predator. I was like, it didn't look good. Well, movie, so many of no. so, so many of those are like half-assed transfers. Yes. <laughs> I got it and I I was like, I can't. And Predator's fire. Like Oh man. Now, on, now that you say that, the idea of a Predator remaster sounds like that would be fire. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the one the, the I got it. That's one of the first ones I got, and I was like, of the older movies, obviously, like, I had Ready Player One, didn't even have Ready Player One in 4K, got it in Blu-ray. Shit looks like it's about to walk off my TV screen into my living room. <laughs> That's how fire it is. So, like, so, but as far as the older movies go, like, 80s movies, because I'm that dude, so I was just like, yo, what? Predator didn't look good. Yo, Die Hard, though? The original Die Hard. I Look got it, and I was like, I saw it at Walmart. It was fourteen dollars. I was like, <laughs> I'm getting it, and I got it. Yo, like two days later, I was like, all right, do that shit in. I was like, let me, let me, like, get because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So I got yeah. it, put it in there, four K, like in full, like just let me experience this. Please don't be like Predator. That is one of the best 4Ks I've ever seen in my entire wow. fucking life. Oh, dude, mm. it, it looks. All right. whoo, if you have not seen, if you obviously, I don't know if they like you know have it like where you can watch it otherwise. But if you have like a 4K TV and the player, and you find Die Hard somewhere, I'm sure you could find it for probably cheaper <laughs> than I did at the time. It is absolute. I watched the entire thing, and then when it was done, I was like. Is this the first time I've seen Die Hard? No, it's not because I've watched it thirty thousand times before. But it felt like it. It felt oh, like dude, it. Dude, it was yeah. 
That's one of the best 4K transfers I've ever seen in my life. It, that, the nice. Die Hard one was good. It was good, dude. Predator was, is it, like it's crazy how similar those franchises are too. Yeah. With how like the first one is so like genre defining, and yeah. then the second kind of takes it in a different direction, mm -hmm. but and, and it's like good, but because I, like underrated, and then the third one, I guess I guess. I, I, predators I, is weird but like pre like no, I, predator I, is like way but, underrated but, but, in my book. C c continue on that path because i feel the same way about predator 2 which i uh, otherwise known as predator lethal weapon uh, <laughs> <Fuck> yeah <laughs> that's i'm too that, old for this shit that, that, that's that's what it is i don't care what and, anybody yes, says but not, gold. That, not just because of Danny Glover, but also because Gary Busey's in it, and, and it's Bill in Paxton. LA. It's Bill totally, yeah, uh, Bill Pat, right? Yeah, so it's Bill Paxton but, completed his trifecta of getting killed by all three, yeah. you know, by a oh, predator, God, a xenomorph, yeah. and a terminator. He completed the trifecta, mm -hmm. and I love that that scene in the subway when he's just like so confident that he's gonna. And, and you know, and and Predator Two also fits in the uh, you know, obviously with Top Gun Maverick coming out and um rewatching top gun have you seen know, it? it it revisits that whole thing of like you know when you had movies where you, they wanted to feel that like you wanted to feel like they it was really hot there was a lot of fans and people were just fucking sweaty the whole time predator 2 jesus christ everybody i mean that whole thing i mean it was a heat wave mm -hmm. in la when that was all happening so everybody was just like sweaty even though they're wearing like you know suits and jackets like dude just fucking you know can, can we wear a shirt, the t-shirt, or something? Or it's, it's, it's like a really interesting like version of the the noir genre, where yeah. it's like everyone's wearing trench coats and it's dark all the time, and there's steam and yeah, like right. and like really dark lights, but like everyone is just dripping sweat. I just like... I just love that scene in Predator Two where Denny Glover's like you know he has the car and the the, the doors off and he just like is leaning out. And shooting at the gang, oh, yeah. like that's happening. I mean, it's so cool. I mean, there's this whole thing happening, this whole subplot of like gang wars and stuff happening, while there's a predator that's just overlooking the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. I'm gonna fuck up all these people. Like the the predator is just like going, I'm gonna pick off this these people, these people, and these people. And that's what's so brilliant about Predator Two. Is mm -hmm. the fact they're like, okay, we had the jungle, now we're gonna have the fucking cement jungle. Urban and jungle, I thought man. they I thought they nailed it with Predator 2. I don't know, like like when people say, like, oh geez, it didn't go anywhere. I'm like, oh, is it? Predator what did, two is fucking what did you gold, guys man. what did you guys think of the trailer for Prey? Oh, oh that's good. That's interesting. I, I actually I, enjoyed I, it. I it, thought it, it was it, yeah. It, it, I yeah. mean it feels more like predators to me, which yeah. I like because because yeah. underrated that, also. Yeah, because because I Dave, we don't agree on Predator Two, but that's okay. It's all right. It's all subjective. <laughs> but but Predators, uh, I really Predators is really good, and Prey just reminded me of that. Reminds me of that. Like yeah, no, nah, yeah. speed. When I saw the, the I guess it's it's a teaser, right? For no, yeah. when yeah. I saw the teaser for Prey, I was just like immediately like I'm interested. So that's yeah. It just it just it just struck a chord, and and well, obviously as a as a Predator fan, like that's that just you know what I'm saying? Well, like, the, like the teaser was just it was, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, like, like one of the things that it it it's really going to show is like, which is one of the best acts, aspects of uh, the first Predator and even Predator mm -hmm. is the fact that you have to use these, you know, the you can't use you're not using technology to defeat the Predator. You're using right. the jungle. You're using mm -hmm. what you have, primitive mm -hmm. methods to defeat this character. And I think they were like, oh, that's what people actually liked. About this whole thing, I mean, you know, was, yeah. people were like, "Like, how are they supposed to fight the predator?" It's like, well, have you, 
And have you seen the end of Predator or the, oh! or the Predator? Yeah. It's like I mean the whole point there is like you like your your fifty cal machine gun was useless. Fight him with wooden spikes and cover yourself in mud. Like, so <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. And I remember you pointed yeah. that out on Twitter, Stephen. I was like, exactly. I mean, that's what the strong points were in the first Predator movie and Predators as well. It's yeah, the yes. fact that it's like you use primitive methods to mm -hmm. defeat this alien, you know, who is hunting you. Yeah. And, you know, I well, think that got lost in a little bit of the translation of all the other sequels that came I about. I also um, I love Dan Trachtenberg. Um, yeah. And he sure. did what he did with um, 10 Cloverfield Lane after cloverfield we're keeping it in the genre but um like it's a very similar kind of idea of like oh this is like same universe but totally different kind of approach on it mm -hmm. giving him that ability to play with an ip but also giving him an open sandbox at the same time like God, of his other stuff like that is uh, to me that gives him what i have where i have seen him shine before which i guess he, has, he hasn't done a ton but what he's done what I love from what I've seen from him is like very much in that niche of like, yeah, he's also, so Dan Trachtenberg is also a perfectionist. Like he has turned down like 10 huge known IP genre films. No and shit. Hyper. Yeah. I, I won't name them online here, uh, <laughs> but one of them was a disaster one. Uh, one of them was a remake. Oh. Was someone it? he worked with who's related to another person who did the original film. You can kind of figure it out. But um, but he, he, uh, he, he and he also works on projects where he gets to work in secret and on his own timeline. And then he surrounds himself with perfectionists. So like this one is exploring the Comanche Nation, and he has like actual people and consultants who they're doing it all right. You know what I mean? So he needs such respect more than most for his age, right? For mm. the source material that he he mm. won't do it unless he does it perfectly. It's how the Uncharted thing fell apart, right? So um I was gonna so, say you guys know each other, don't you? I yeah, well, Dan and I go way back. So I knew him when the TRS days. We did this podcast for alongside Dignation for the Revision Three Network before it got purchased by Discovery. This is like a fifteen years ago. So uh, this is two thousand eight, two thousand nine era before he, he used to doing commercials back then, right? Now he's like this big time film director. But um, so yeah, I, I have a biased love for him, but also I understand how he, he he's not just doing work for work's sake. He's hyper. Mm. So I think that alone makes me think like this is going to be something special. Plus, it's going to streaming, right? This is a Hulu film, so I feel like they don't have to. They don't got to play by the same rules. Well, the they they they, do. Exactly. Yeah, they 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 don't have the same pressures, you know. Like, oh, it's got to make this much, and it's got to be like they, exactly. They, they, well, the, the suits are not going to be and, breathing and they down. Draw it out too, and they'll they'll allow yeah. him to be like you were saying with him being a perfectionist. A streaming movie is the type of movie where they'll allow him that leeway to to mm -hmm. do that kind of thing. Whereas a studio is going to be like, no, 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 we need this yeah. <laughs> this way. Like, got to yeah. hit the quadrants, got to have it on time. Can we get an Arnold cameo somewhere in here? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, take, no, they yeah. back before he was born. What the fuck, you know? And it's like, right. yeah. But I like the fact that it's like, all right, let's let's yeah. When I saw that teaser, I was like, all right, that's a good way to you know, if you're going to reinvigorate this thing that needs that that's a way to do it is to like all right let's show it when you know because obviously the best parts like i said primitive let's get it back to that, that think hole. about if this does well too what i mean because i think there's there's books or comics where they do all sorts of like there's a pirate one or a old west one or something i don't 
Oh, I'm sure. I think that ties into the end of Predator Two also, because isn't that like an old? Yeah, because well, in Predator Two, yeah, yeah, because when Predator Two, like he gets like Wyatt Earp's fucking revolver or something. Yeah, my understanding is that that is that is tied to in a comic or something. Yeah, but but imagine if this takes off and you can do all those different time periods, or Mm -hmm. it gives you an angle that you need to like go back and properly do some of that Alien vs Predator style stuff. Do one, do do one without humans in it. Do one about a predator in fucking i don't know landing on another planet well i mean like when we're talking about (laughs) when we're talking about like crossovers i mean one of the biggest things i mean even like me as a kid watching predator 2 is like when they showed all like the whole all the skulls you saw the xenomorph skull on the fucking wall and everybody was like oh my god same universe what the fuck you know it was like (laughs) before this whole thing even happened this is like 1992 or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. i mean and they were already trying to do a crossover. Like, look, there's a xenomorph skull okay. right well, there. Because it just made sense. It did. You know, As a kid, yeah. seeing that right. is mind-blowing. Oh, right? dude. Oh. Yeah. but And, 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 and that was also because, remember, Aliens had done really well, and it was before Alien 3 came out. Yeah. So, that, so they were also, like, the both franchises were trying to, like, find their heyday in, like, the early mm-hmm. 90s. So, it, yeah, that, that just made sense. And, yes, they should... Yeah. Pursue and yeah, that that is one good thing out of out of the Predator Two movie is the idea that it is historical and you can do. There is a, a, a chance for expansion with like all the different time periods that you know the predators have come to hunt us. True that. All right, so we should talk about all the Star Wars stuff that we <laughs> you know got this week. I mean, my God, Obi Wan Kenobi. First off, yes. we could start with that. And then, of course, the Star Wars celebration with all the stuff that they announced right there. But has mm-hmm. everybody here seen the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Mm-hmm. I have. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, good. Nice. We could talk about yeah. it. We don't have to, like, dive into spoilers. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of hard to not dive into a certain oh, aspect yeah. of the story. But, okay, so what do we – okay, let's let's go around the horn right here. Steven, what did you think about the first two episodes? Talk, talk, to, talk to them first and then end, yeah. on, a high, then end on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I i anyone who's heard me rant about like boba fett and kind of what's going on with like mandalorian knows mm-hmm. some of my pet peeves i will say that there were some things about what they were doing with this that um i was pleasantly or i don't know i had some low expectations but like it, it, i was i was kind of pleasantly surprised with the way some of the stuff was pulled off um but there was also a lot of the some moments that were a lot of the same frustrations that i've had with the other ones too so it's a little bit of a mixed bag but i love that they like despite those frustrations a lot of my biggest issues feel like things that were like um just kind of set up stuff that i don't think they needed to do it that way but and it was not like executed super well but it's done i think i hope like like all mm-hmm. of the inquisitor setup and stuff is just like unnecessarily complicated and potentially problematic for like canon stuff when it didn't even need like they're 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 really bending canon in weird ways when they don't have there's no reason to do it that way <laughs> um and um and like a lot of the like a lot i don't think like most of tatooine looks really bad I don't think the work they did with the stagecraft and the volume there was was that great, but mm. 
they get away from that so quickly. And so like by the end of the, the second episode, I'm like, okay, all of those things that I'm frustrated by, it feels like that's like, okay, that's done. That's why we dropped those two. Now, like the next four are like, cool. I don't need to worry about these lingering things, hopefully continuing to be frustrating. I'll say that um, the Inquisitors as a whole, not really a huge fan. I was not yeah. expecting though for the young Leia stuff to hit as well as it did. I think that she I... was perfectly cast. And the writing for her, like that, like where not only do they capture like that Leia personality, but also the, the strong implication of like, oh, she's like reading people, like with yeah. the force here. Like she is like, and it, and it really adds a new twist that I don't really think I ever thought of from like a New Hope about like the way she just talks so bluntly to people. I'm like, oh no, she's just straight up like snatching that shit out of their brain. That's cool that they're able to 40 years later make me kind of see her like reading people the riot act that differently um and then on the other hand there's stuff like the forest chase in the first episode was like laughably badly choreographed and executed where it's just like classic like goonies level guys yeah. guys stopping and not like or like or, or they're they going like, run like they're running they're girl. running and then they'll like yeah. stop to like, like go around a stump and it's like dude i know you can parkour like why are you yeah i know why yeah and then and then <laughs> when the inquisitor do, them, and then when the inquisitor does pork parkour on the top of the the buildings there's like like some huge hardcore arrow like unnecessary parkour like there's a moment where she jumps and swings around a pole and runs on a building just to continue on a straight line on the building she was oh. already running on and then when it camera cuts away to to the to the front shot angle and shows it back there's not even a wall next to her she's just on a different like Dude. it's just that kind of stuff that's like what why she, no, 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 it... she does a jump where she backflips forward and then when she lands she rolls like she backflips and then rolls forward and she lands and i'm just like yeah i think and i think that's a product of shooting in the volume because you're shooting like one rooftop at a time and then editing it together for continuity or something mm -hmm. And I don't know if if they if if it's something that was lost in editing or if it was just lost in concepting, but like I, I I it it threw me out of it. I had to go back and rewind and be like, where what is she doing? I can't follow. Like I get she gets from A to B, but the like it literally confused me to be like, wait, yeah. she's why was that relevant or was she just doing a like let's backflip off of this for no particular reason? And so it's that kind of stuff that's like, uh, but um. But the 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 real important stuff, I feel like they they mostly it, at least hit or or nailed. So that gives me some hope for the rest of the the season. So I'm like way more in on this so far than I was for like Boba Fett. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see nice. that. Or like and stuff like like the restraint for like the C-3PO cameo, for example. When I saw him, I was expecting, oh no, are there, is there going to be a like. I bet you didn't ex recognize me without my red arm. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, but like, no, he's just like in the background. I'm like, cool. Like, like, yeah. wait, like you yeah, get really nervous at like cameos these days. And like, so I really yeah. appreciate the kind of restraint with that, with that kind of stuff. And, you know, and, and he, one of the things that I, when I was watching, I was like, hey, man, I was really happy to see the guy who played Needles in Back to the Future 2 and 3, like, get some more work. <laughs> like, I was wondering, what, where, like, where has that guy been? Where's that guy been? I'm like, okay, there's Needles right there from back. Uh, obviously, I'm joking. I know that's Flea. It, uh, it took me way too long to figure that out. I was like, I know that guy. And then and when the credits <laughs> really? came up, I was like, oh, it's, it's out of context. It was out of, I, did, I, I, was not, it. I forgot he was in it. And I was just like, I know this guy. I've seen him in so many things. And then it popped up. And I was like, oh, because I was thinking 
making movies than it was yeah, yeah. it was like, flea i mean the only other i mean he was he was he also him and uh, anthony kiedis also had a cameo in chase the, the chase, chase with, yes. with uh charlie sheen and chrissy swanson mm -hmm. all through yeah. that. Was like, that was the only other time that i know that flea has been in a movie or in anything acting wise and i was like oh yeah and i just like thought about the joke i was like oh yeah needles he the guy who played needles he's in this fucking a i was gonna make that joke on twitter but decided to save it for the vodka shrimp because that's who i am anthony what'd you think about it <laughs> no i thought it was great i thought um obviously i like i had I had to work today and shit like early so I, I wasn't able to watch it until like uh, uh on um on my show earlier so like i did like a live total oh yeah like a congratulations like a, um, from the 100th episode too but appreciate way. it appreciate it yeah hit yeah, 100 episodes nice. tonight it was uh it was sort of like a a streaming sync so like you know obviously didn't bring it on because i was like yo they'll clap me off of this if i bring the actual footage up but no i thought both episodes were great the leia stuff was absolutely incredible i didn't expect that at all and honestly like even like navigating social media today like i didn't get anything spoiled for me from any of the first two episodes and so like when that leia stuff saw i was like holy shit like this is really cool I, and the actress was all of that anything that had to do with leia like what they did from the ground up with that was i don't know it was absolutely fire dude i i don't she hit the she hit everything i was just like yo this is this is like i can literally see this young person growing up to be carrie fisher as princess leia like starky and talking shit to like anybody and so like no nah, it was good man it was good it was good the vfx were good and um i was really impressed with ewan mcgregor's performance like throughout uh as far as the inquisitors uh, <laughs> Obviously, we saw what happened to one of the big ones at the end of the second episode. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. He's gone. So, you know. Uh, but, no, I was I was impressed. And I thought that um, I'm looking forward to the, the next four episodes, obviously. Like, when it comes to some of this Disney Plus stuff, it's like sometimes I feel as though, like, when it first starts, they handcuff themselves by saying, yo, we're only going to do six episodes. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, are you going to be able to, like, expand on a story-wise story with this small amount of time. Um, but with this one, it feels like the first two episodes kind of like it made room for like, if there's only four episodes left, like it's going to fit uh, as opposed to some of the other ones. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fire. Cool. Yeah. All right, Rob. Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty fun. I think there were, it's better than Boba Fett. We all know my feelings yes. on that. Um, yes. It's very watchable. I, I actually, it's funny. There, there are there are moments of greatness, like that beginning sequence where it's like flashback to Order sixty six, and you're like, "Wow, they put some work into this choreo." Yo, forgot and, about that. That is fire, right? That, I was that, like, yeah, this is. It, it, it reminded me of like those cinematics for like the older public games. I'm like, that's okay, cool. Like more of that vibe, and and they didn't go too far in that scene. They avoided the prequel stuff where it's all just like spinning lightsabers for the sake of spinning lightsabers. Like every mm -hmm. swing, even though it was fast and kinetic, she was deflecting, taking hits, and doing stuff. It was cool, right? And I was like, this is nice. That's oh. a good teaser for what they can do in other projects. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I, I kind of agree with Steven after that. Once we get to like Tatooine, and I, I forgive me, but did they name this other planet they go to? Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Dayu or Dayu? Dayu. That's right. It's something yeah. like that. Mm hmm. So on the Tatooine sets and that sets, like they, they, there's like right away you can tell, oh, 
it's a small stage and like the background's completely cgi and it really like fuzzes out and, and there's like they can't get that right it's like there's a real difference between what you see in the andor trailer and what you see here and what mm. you see in world one versus what you see in disney plus and it's like they're not even playing in the same universe when it comes to like cinematography and production design and like even this simple use of extras in a sequence you can watch when we talked about young leia running away during the during the trees and you're like mm -hmm. eye rolling and you know, it's the force that's how she's doing it it's it's whatever <laughs> but the same thing happens when obi-wan's chasing her and, and she's suspect of him um she can't read him because he's a force user right so but he's chasing her through the streets and if you watch the the one shot it's like following obi-wan from the front and he's trying to chase her through the crowd he's literally just doing a circle on their set and all the extras are just standing there like like pretending to be busy and it's like they're all wearing you can tell like they're just it feels so to this can't get over this fan film feeling to it all where it's like they got this money and, they, and he's like john favreau and who loves this shit and Filoni, who's a really incredible story guy, but these are not like, these are not Tony Gilroy's, right? Uh, there's mm -hmm. a reason <laughs> I think Rogue One looks so different than what we're seeing here. I, I think what I expect to see from Andor, which looks like they're using some real locations in that, you know? Um, yeah, well, there's an element of like, the, the stagecraft was so like, we've seen some really good examples, and especially like early on in Mando, it seemed really impressive. And I think just the more the more I see of it, the more like there's just some places where it works and some places it doesn't. Or like I don't know. So, I don't want to. I don't want to assume laziness on their part. It, but... It's not laziness. It's a trap. So like stagecrafts gives them a really cool enhancement. Like actually today, Ron Howard at a panel we hosted. Ash uh, for screaming hosted the press conference for the Light and Magic panel today at nice. uh, Star Wars Celebration. Ooh. Tomorrow we are hosting the Mandalorian panel. So stay tuned for that. We had an hour and a half meeting with nice. Filoni and Fabro big things coming um but uh so so that began as a thing to to, to to simulate what the exterior of the falcon cockpit looks like right and they kept expanding it's used for a bunch of different film things but now they've used that they are building the, like they are staging action sequences in all mm -hmm. scenery in this stage as opposed to using it to enhance certain scenes it is everything now they, they think only in how do we do it on this tiny little set instead of thinking how can we use this for certain but, scenes to enhance moments now everything has to be there and it's like uh, obviously i'm i'm like a, a snyder fan so i'll go to this but like 300 was shot on a 30 foot <laughs> sound stage right i mean not 30 foot but i mean it wasn't it was not a huge sound stage and like that the whole the whole um speed ramping scene is them running like like 20 yards or whatever sure and and like they're they're working in a very similar like space constraint and, and that's what i was talking about like with the parkour where there's a level of like you can do a cool looking like here's one cut but then when you need to go from like one building to the to the next there's a level of like concepting that it almost feels like it almost feels like the trap of cgi that we ran that people were running into before they started to figure out how to how cgi worked where it was like we'll figure it out in post and it's like some of these things you you can't which is weird because stagecraft is supposed to let you figure that out ahead of time but where if you have it mapped out or drawn out or whatever you should be because it's not like they film these things in one take normally anyway like even if they were actually on rooftops so how do you string those together and then stitch them together so that it looks like you're actually going rooftop to rooftop to rooftop instead of like the camera cuts and like you're on a totally different place and logistically it doesn't make any sense yeah um some of the action stuff falls apart because of that obviously and 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 I, I feel like the environment they're in when i see the extras and like the props in front of the thing and i can see the border i'm like okay this is everything else is fake 
Once I move 15 feet back, I can just see it. It's all just, it looks not real, right? I can feel it. Um, and that's a shame. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it is a pleasure to see you and McGregor back finally, right? Uh, I like seeing him rugged. I like the, they took a bold yeah. choice. If you think about what's happening in the first act, like, Obi-Wan kind of sucks. He's reluctant to help. He's seeming, mm -hmm. he's cowardice. He sucks at fighting. He refuses to fight. It's like, that's cool. Let him wait, wait. That. Is he almost like Luke and Les? Jedi? I saw some people making that correlation. But I, maybe, but I think Luke yeah. is capable in the last Jedi. He's just reluctant. Mm. Obi Wan just seems functionally useless as a person. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Like, uh, but it's great. I started, that, feeling, it's I started feeling bad for that camel creature. I was like, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, he I, I like out a little. <laughs> I was like, oh, that poor little camel creature. I mean, he gives him like a little piece of meat, little piece and of meat I, he steals. You know, yeah, whatever. Panther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's good. I like that. I like how he's like this. He he, he sucks, and like through Leia, he's gonna turn the corner, and through this imminent confrontation with Anakin, like that's gonna change him. And I, I hope, yeah. like in Act Two and Act Three, or Act Three, I suppose we're gonna see like okay, this is Clone Wars Obi Wan back, baby. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, and that's exciting to see that. So I like that he is not the hero yet. It is like it's young Leia, and that's cool. Well, um, and the, and they pulled off some stuff really well too. Like like you reminded me of someone I know. Like that's the kind of line that normally I'm scared of because well it's so dangerous. But yeah. like that was really well, like like that was really well played. And so there's a lot of stuff like that that I would have been like, oh no. And then they do it here. I'm like, oh no, that's actually like you nailed that. That made me kind of emotional. I knew exactly what you were talking Agreed. about. And then when she like started asking him about it, you're like, no, don't ask. <laughs> like he can't tell you about it. And I'm actually feeling things, and that makes me happy when I'm feeling things and watching Star Wars. Like and that's that, that's a testament to like the, the writing, but also obviously the performance of you. And in, in those the subtle scenes is when he excels at. So I like yeah. seeing a lot of that. Like even Obi Wan just like sitting in the transport twice and then cutting the meat. You're like, okay, this is cool. I, I like this journey. And I, I, so that mm -hmm. part of it, I'm, I'm in for. Um, again, the action scenes and production design, it, it's still not. It still feels like Disney Plus, man. You gotta you gotta push it up. Um, but uh, the last thing I'll say is Kumail, Kumail, as much as I like him as a comedian, like he, as soon as I see him being himself, so typecast. I, yeah, yeah. Me out right totally away. is. I'm like, just totally is. Totally let is. Him be yeah. different. You know what I mean? He has talent. Yeah. Let him not be like the sarcastic, funny, I'm embarrassed guy. And it's like, just let him do something <laughs> different, please. Um, but other than that, like I, I'm, I'm in to see where it goes. You know, I mean, this is, this is, um, a lot of big characters they're playing with. And, and I agree with yeah. the Inquisitor stuff. I've, I've never liked their spinning lightsabers. I don't like how they, there's just an endless supply of Sith and Jedi in this universe when they're shooting so cool. <laughs> yeah. Every story has to go back <laughs> to these guys. And um, I love Rupert Friend uh, as, as an actor. He's, he's super great. I love his voice as the Grand Inquisitor, but him walking in his costume, I was like, oh boy, this is some, this is some, this is some cosplay here. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm curious what they do after this to tie into what we see in Star Wars Rebels eventually, right? So, uh, okay. I'll leave it. All there. right, Ray. It seems like you've been you're you're thinking you're thinking. No, I'm I'm just listening. I was just listening. Okay. Just processing. Okay. Processing. Yes. Because <laughs> um, because quite honestly, everyone is is more positive on the show than I thought they were going to be. Uh, oh, good. And yeah. and and the the thing is like the one big thing that became very clear to me like midway through the second episode is that I think it's obvious that one of the most important edicts that Lucasfilm is hitching, like, like one of the most important orders that they've given everybody is connection. Steven, you bring up the line where he says, you remind me of someone I know. We've never seen him say that in live action. It's the first time you and McGregor 
has actually referenced that character in live action. And mm-hmm. not to act like there is this massive separation between animation and live action, but let's be honest, there is. It hits a little differently when you see him say it, as opposed to seeing, as opposed to know what we saw in Clone Wars. You know, so like, but it's clear to me, like, between that and the way that they started the first episode with a opening that I don't think any of us needed to watch, but we still did, like, the, the recap, if you will. Oh, yeah. Which was, it, was which a, was, it was a good recap. It was good. Which yeah, was, it was. It, and it's basically there for anyone that has not seen the prequels. Anyone that had ju- that jumped into this, like, if maybe they just jumped in from Mando or maybe they jumped in from the sequel trilogy, whatever, and they're just into the franchise here, but they haven't gone back to see the prequels yet. Here is your recap. This is what you need to know in case you don't know it. And it's very clear that one of the most important edicts is to connect everything that we've seen so far on screen. And they, they, they did, they've done it in Mando, they've done it in Book of Boba Fett, and they're doing it here. And to me, I think that I, I, I really appreciate that as a fan, because again, with to, to have a moment like that in live action, to see you would actually mention that character. And it was funny because people were picking up on Twitter that the official uh, Twitter account for the show was was recommending du- Duchess episodes for them. For oh, the where is that coming from? From, from? Not from it's me. My, it's mine. My. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they were recommending episodes with the Duchess to watch in preparation for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And people were like, picking up on that like oh okay so i wonder how much more of that we may like get teased with going forward um with respect to the action sequences i it didn't come across to me as as a tight set i think it's bad choreography i think it's ultimately Mm -hmm. bad choreography and i don't think it's really because i don't think it's because of the volume i've seen them do good things with volume and Mm -hmm. i think that Quite honestly, if I'm talking about Disney Plus in general, I do see a difference between how Lucasfilm treats their shows and how Marvel Studios treats their shows. I do see a difference. I know that they were on the same episode Mm -hmm. count, generally speaking. But somehow with Lucasfilm, for me, these these, they feel like episodes. Where at you know the the big knock on that people have for the MCU shows is they're long movies cut into six parts. I don't mm-hmm. feel that way with Mando. I don't feel that way with Book of Boba Fett. I don't feel that way so far with this show. There is something that they get in, in Lucasfilm about the TV structure that Marvel has, still hasn't necessarily figured out in that regard. So I don't think that it's the volume that they're relying on. I think that it's just bad choreography. It can be a little bit of both, though, too. Not like I'm not disagreeing with you so much as I think that part of the the bad choreography is a product of because they are operating in the volume. It gives them in the same way that like George Lucas having to solve problems in the original trilogy and like figure out how to do these things practically on Mm -hmm. a low budget forced some creativity and ingenuity that like changed movie making. And he did the same things digitally in the, in the prequels. So it's not to say that's not groundbreaking and ingenuitive and creative and all those things, but when you can just edit someone into a scene and make them say whatever you want, even if you don't have the original performance like he was doing all the time in those movies, you get some kind of wonky stuff. And so when you have the volume and you're like, oh, we can just 
make whatever we need. I, mm -hmm. I, I question if maybe there's a little bit less preparation that goes into the stunt planning and stunt biz and stuff, because a lot of that stuff felt like having stunt people on set and be like, just do some backflips and stuff and then we'll make it look good. <laughs> and like, yeah. it looks good. Like it's not like it's bad backflips. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. why are you doing a backflip the, there? The reason I don't want to blame it on the volume though, is, is kind of similar to what you, you, you use 300 as an example. I'll use the Batman as an example, because that movie uses a ton of volume. And yet I don't have, the, it does not have nearly the same choreography no issues whatsoever. Well, well, and, right, and and and, like, and and Reeves, like you know, the highway chase, for example, I've watched a ton of behind the scenes work with that. That was a combination of location and volume work. Like, well, I'm not saying the volume right? made it bad so much as the volume changes the way the filmmakers behave, resulting how in, they shoot it, right? How they shoot, resulting team. in poorer planning or yeah. or well, something. The, well, like, like the, that, like the like the, the rooftop, like the. I, I I largely agree with you guys in terms of like the. The, the the blocking and the like the, the rooftop that the, there's no need for it she's just running across rooftops she does not need to do all that jumping like, like i know you a, hate this criticism but uh, th that one moment was like 100 percent arsenal in arrow doing a backflip off of a car for no reason to me like it's good for the frame the, 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 the dccw <laughs> doesn't have perfect action there are definitely yeah. some shitty action sequences in that, that franchise but like the the steven you can criticize the dccw it's fine it's not <laughs> i'm okay with it but at any rate like no but it, it, it just I, it i didn't i didn't dig that and and yes when obi-wan was chasing her it's like okay i i just didn't see it it almost felt like nolan choreography and i love oh. christopher, I, I love christopher nolan but that's the one thing he can't do. I've said that for a while. He can't do yeah, when action but, fight but, choreography. But he he doesn't showcase it in a way like what's what's smart about Nolan. His choreography isn't impressive, but he knows how to shoot and edit around it. It's not yes. like he it's not like he just puts down a camera on a tripod and just shows right. us bad choreography. Like right. Batman on the dock scene in BV, in, in uh, Batman Begins is like really really poor. Corey, I, like if you think about what's actually happening there, there's just a circle of guys, and Batman is just like running in a circle, punching Pretty them, much. I guess. But, <laughs> yeah. but you, yes. get the, but like with the shaky <laughs> cam and stuff going on, it actually feels scary until you start to think about what's going on here. Mm -hmm. The right. problem with this is you watch it and you don't have to think about what's going on, it shows you what's going on, and you're like, Yeah, why? The, 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 the choreography, <laughs> like, like, like why? yeah, and and but like, like, we're talking about with the editing, like, I, I, I think it was poor choreography, I think it was poor editing. I just don't think that they and, and that does concern me for the rest of the show. It's like, okay, I, I don't want to see you do a whole lot of that anymore because I don't know how great you were at it in these first two episodes, but we'll see. And that's um, a good point, and something that you would appreciate me realizing is. Because of how much prep this stuff takes from these stunt teams and how they'll they'll choreograph um, they'll choreograph this stuff so early on and like put so much work into the the previs a lot of times because like a lot of these stunt groups are even like the same groups that like Snyder uses a lot of like the guy that does Mando is also in in um, in Army of the Dead and stuff like that um, and so when you see the stunt viz they do the exact same process. Um, so if they've got a lot like we know there's two Vader Obi Wan fights and there's presumably other stuff. Are they going to spend all of their time blocking and rehearsing 
a rooftop parkour scene, or are they going to dedicate the months leading up to production blocking and choreographing Vader versus Obi Wan? Well, and and it also goes into what you were saying about like like your your concern with the Inquisitors. Yeah, my hope is 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 kind of the same along the lines of all right. After what you showed us at the end of the second episode, yeah, let's be done with them. Because quite honestly, Reva was pissing me off. Yeah, and I think I, a lot of us were kind of not because because it. it, 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 it she seems like a really one note pissed off angry and 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 it when i found like the whole thing with her at the end where it's like i'm going to deliver you to lord vader oh yes anakin is still alive. like that part was like the saving grace of anything that she was doing i really do not care what her vengeance for obi-wan is she can be gone as far as i'm concerned as far as like <laughs> a villainous character however the, that revelation and how it hits obi-wan the realization that you know knowing that yes that murderous bastard is your friend he is alive mm -hmm. and he is one of the the, the 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 ones that turned and is hunting you that revelation is like that that was very chilling and apparently that, that was, was that was christensen because he's credited in the in the episodes oh, yeah. so that, so oh, yeah. that was they him, sure him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, i do like that but uh anthony you gotta go yeah man, i gotta bounce man no problem man exactly. thanks for joining Yo, have a good man. All right. Hey, y'all yeah. as well. All right, follow ACS. Go ahead, promote yourself before you leave. Oh, yeah, you can find me anywhere at 2279ACS, Twitter, whatever. Yeah, I'm on there. But, uh, <laughs> yo, I appreciate you having me on. Yo, also, you didn't talk about it, but if you haven't seen Maverick yet. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick. I, I, I haven't tomorrow. seen it yet. I've seen it tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say this. Probably never gonna see another perfect movie like that in your entire lifetime. Oh man. Peace out. It's, it's fire. It's absolutely yeah, it's, fire. I saw it just say. Oh uh, man. There it is. That, right. that, that, that movie is getting so hyped. I'm getting worried because it's starting to really get overhyped. I feel like I don't know. Like, is it is it really Steven, did you see it? I have not yet. I'm I okay, think I'm doing it tomorrow as well. It. I'm the only one that's seen it. All right. Yeah, All right. You guys are in for a treat. You're in for a treat because All right. I mean, I tell you what, I mean, just go in and just go, I mean, just sit back and just enjoy, literally enjoy the ride because, man, I mean, okay. I even said in my review, I was like, you know, I mean, obviously there's this whole thing about, you know, Tom Cruise and fighting to keep it on the big screen. And uh, I mean, even though we're like in the streaming wars and we're like, hey, you got to adapt, you got to adapt. But, you know, Tom Cruise is old school. He's very much that. So he fought to keep it, you know, obviously we're over two and two years, I think. For this movie is going to come out um and you know i mean it was such a different vibe it really was a different vibe going on opening night because it wasn't like going and watching an mcu where you got a bunch of young people and oh we're cheering it was like parents and dads and grandma it was like older people, people who were alive when the first movie came exactly out. it was such a different vibe and I even like made comment to that. I was like, man, there's like, I mean, it's like you have veterans here. You have people that are wearing their hats. Oh, no, dude, they, sure. okay. it, 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 the, the timing actually worked out for them in terms of the weekend. Memorial. Yeah, like exactly. So. And, and it was funny, too, because in my movie theater, there was somebody in like the down in the front part who was just laughing because he was just enjoying himself. And he would like he set the whole vibe of the whole theater because it was just shit that was like not even like funny but he was just <laughs> you know it's just because and I, I could tell it's like oh this guy he's 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 of age 
he saw the first Top Gun in the movie theater. You could tell. You could hear by the laugh. He was just enjoying the shit. And and to be honest, like, you know, obviously I love the the original movie. This one's better. It's definitely better. Obviously, it's supposed. <laughs> you know, obviously it's gonna be better. But at the same time, it's like they do a proper callbacks. I think like the only. I mean, I, I'm not, I won't say like like my little gripes that I have about it, but they did a good job with the callbacks, and I was actually pleasantly surprised of certain things, certain aspects of it, where you kind of go, oh my God, man, they kind of upped it right here. And the final act, I had a pee. I did not leave my seat because I was like, all right, what they're preparing for with this mission, the suicide mission that they're going on, Jesus Christ. It's like Dude, you pissed yourself? ripping. I almost did. He straight almost up pissed himself. The movie was so good. He <laughs> yeah. walked out and he was like, you guys understand. And like, yeah, you don't even know. Good. Look at this. Look at my jeans. Just a whole row of guys with, with, with band patches in their jeans walking oh, out yeah, of the theater. Oh, that's Proud, great though, man. Proudly. There's not movies like this, like a bringing back an old classic. I mean, this was the biggest film of '86, right? When this thing came out, oh, yeah. I think was, so. I'm yeah. really hoping that, based on what you were talking about, like the demographics, I hope this is the kind of thing that proves, like, you know, I love my comic book movies, but I think that the the success of them has caused the box office to f focus so heavily on a on like the most lucrative um, demographics, whereas there there are like you look at like you know in the top 10 highest grossing movies you have like all these superhero movies and comic book movies and star wars and stuff and then you've got like james cameron's avatar or i mean titanic there's avatar but then titanic specifically and it's like how does that end up there and it's like well because we used to have movies that would like attract larger crowds to the theaters and like the mcu and and star wars and stuff attract a huge crowd but but it's a it's like it attracts a huge crowd that like goes to movies regularly, but it starves the like the true general audience of those movies that like every fucking buddy goes to. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. and I realize yeah. there's other factors involved. But, like, you look at like E.T. and that was like number one at the box office for like six months straight. You know, you have stuff like that, yeah. and part of there's a lot of industry changes resulting in that. So it's not simply performance but i think we've so narrow like laser focused on this like oh we can hit a billion dollars with this every single time that mm -hmm. there's an entire portion of the audience that's not being served and so i really hope stuff like top gun kind of proves like you know there is an audience to capture there maybe we should serve that and and, and to be clear the, the the whole streaming theatrical thing but my issue you know because of course i'm like proponent like one of the biggest proponents of the streaming age my issue isn't the idea of Top Gun Maverick having theatrical exclusivity. I don't have a problem with theatrical exclusivity. That That's never been my issue, especially for a film like this. I want to see this movie in the theater. I want to see it in IMAX and like the yeah. big and have the big, I want the jet engines to blow my eardrums out like in the theater. I want, I want that experience. My problem is, has only ever been the adversarial nature that people like Tom Cruise have had towards streaming. They treat it like it's a war and I get from a business standpoint, it might feel that way for them because the studio is pushing subs and they want the different income model from streaming. But by the same sure. token, it, it there has to be a meeting in the middle where you want to like, like one of the things that, that bugged me about Cruz is like he wants 100 days. And I don't know if he's going to get it for this or if he wants it for like dead uh, for a dead reckoning uh, part one or whatever. But like 
you don't need a hundred days. Well, I mean, it, unless if it'll perform, more. then then sure. It, right. I, I think that to and this is agreeing with you actually, but I think that hopefully, if they are treating it as a war, then then great, treat it as a war. That means make stuff that people want to see on the big screen. Don't make stuff that they could see at home and tell right. them that to see it on the big screen. Make make Top Gun with with F F-16s and, and, and IMAX with these loud like, blaring jet engines and say oh, like, you can't watch this on your couch and, and have the same experience and get right. and tell people exactly what it you is. are paying for a ticket for this experience that you won't, even in your home theater at home, you won't get this and they'll go see right. it. But if you're going to say like, oh, hey, this is the same thing at home, but a bigger screen like you're not going to get the same and it's and it's that language right there steven like if that if that's how he markets this and if he doesn't if he's not so adversarial with it and and if he literally if if you spend less time trying to fight streaming as an enemy and more time propping up theatrical as to why it's the unique experience to see a movie like this i think you would have like i wouldn't have it i have no issues with that I think he is. What's your issue? Is your issues with Tom Cruise being he made a he made a comment about how he that I make movies for the big screen, and it's well, like, he does. I mean, well, he was promoting Tenet back in the day, and he right, put, but, he put but, his own money up, put, put the crew in yachts and shit. Like, right, he, but he's the, serious about Tenet. That. Yeah, yeah. Remember when when Tenet came Tenet. out of theaters during oh, the early pandemic? The, oh, where, oh, right, right, right. Came right, 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 the yeah. big video where they masked up, and, and, went and, to see, and, and I and I get that, Rob. But my thing is, is like. Like, I mean, he's trying to go, like, I think he's going to try and go legal, if not with this movie, then definitely with Dead Reckoning. Course, and it's like, of course. And, but, but, but my, my problem with that is, like, it, it shows, to me, it still shows a disregard for the audience that either can't or isn't comfortable going to see a movie in the theater. I, I don't for, think so at all. For, I disagree. Do you know why? I, why? Because no matter what, no matter what, 45 days, 60 or 100, you're going to get that movie on streaming and home video afterwards. Well, he why, doesn't why want do that though. Days? Because he doesn't want that. He's made it clear through through his attitude he doesn't want that. No, he no, does no. not want he, you he to watch. Not, he he has never said Maverick. ever that he never wants if one of his films to go to streaming. He doesn't want it to be six released. months after the fact. Exclusive. What he doesn't want to do is take a billion dollar film and turn it into a six hundred fifty thousand dollar film. It's just, you know, well, it's just it, it, I mean, it, I don't want to get into a debate about the budgets of streaming and theatrical because that's not budgets. That's a whole I'm telling you, like if 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 a movie comes to you know. We, science and economics there's only x amount of theaters and people and runtime right if yeah you take you take a month and a half versus a movie designed for the theater experience and i'll, I'll give credit to paramount paramount's playing the ball right so mission impossible and top gun these are things that should be seen in the theaters if you can yeah. go and then sonic that got fast tracked to streaming that's a perfect watch at home with well family. but it's, it's, not, it's sonic. but sonic didn't get fast tracked sonic just went with the 45 days which is what they've been well, doing well, right, but, but 45 days is yeah, com well, that 45 is days track. is compar that, that, fast track comparatively to historical. Historically, right. yes. And but, movies like, I don't think, do you think Avatar is going to show up on Disney Plus within 45 days? Well, I don't know what the deal with, because that's a whole, because Avatar wasn't originally a Disney property. It was originally a Fox property. I, I don't know matter. how that changes. It all matter. That. It doesn't matter. Like I'm asking you what you think. Do you think James Cameron and Disney are going to fast track that Disney Plus when that is a th ideally, and you think of the original Avatar, that didn't make two hundred million opening weekend. See, that but, I, see but I still, I still don't think forty. I, th I, I feel like treating. I feel like calling forty-five days a fast track in this day and age is. It is, but it's it's it's. See, it's I mean, I, I'm actually, I'm actually with Ray on this too because 
I mean, 45 days, it's not the same as like when we were talking about ET being like number one for six months, it's not like that. Well, like, like, well, like, being number one every year, right now, it kind of, I mean, it was like boom, and then it went. Or, I think right, the, the Batman is a really fascinating argument Batman, because yeah. because they really cut the box office off at the knees in some ways, but they also got a huge financial boost on HBO Max from releasing it when they did. And so there's very much an economic decision of like, yes, you're cutting the box office off, but what but what is available at like like be, if they had released it after a hundred days on streaming, it wouldn't have been as big for HBO Max. Right. But if they but what's the marginal benefit of those of the intervening days? Because at that point you're down to like a million dollars a day or whatever. Like the diminishing returns are there. But so depending on the movie, if it if it's something that is like like Batman is a, very much a theatrical experience, but not necessarily in the same way that like I want to see Batman on the big screen, but I don't have to see it in IMAX. Top Gun, I really want to see an IMAX. Avatar, exactly. I really want to see an IMAX. Yes. And so those are experiences where it's like you can make those like the new theatrical market is going to probably be these like these movies with massive mat like even bigger than we've seen before budgets where it's like okay this is going to be uh, there's going to be fewer movies in theaters. It's going to be like Avatar, Top Gun, whatever. I was going to say Star Wars, but who fuck knows? <laughs> um, but uh, like, well, yeah. but whatever you're like, the, the, historically that's what it would have been, right? But I, but right. you're going to have not even necessarily the MCU. I'm sure they'll have theatrical, but like not necessarily like IMAX placeholders because of the scale of those. And then and those will be there for for fifty hundred days maybe if they're if they're gonna engineer them for those long plays and then you'll have the Sonics and the other stuff that of course that, I mean right. everything is case by case right there are films mm -hmm. that are event films Marvel films super film or whatever and then there are films that are designed for the big screen because they're this crazy visual experience like Top Gun and Mission Impossible these are for sure will will all get a theatrical push some which are uniquely a spectacle and have a long tail are going to probably going to have longer windows of theaters, right? It makes well, sense. Well, like, and, and, and I'm fine with everything being case by case. Like that's sure. not the issue. The issue isn't with, with, with respect is if you have a movie, you know, like, like that is a visual spectacle and you want to keep it in theaters exclusively for longer than 45 days. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just not a blanket rule. It's not a hot, like, like, like keep it yeah. case by case. It is. And case if, by case, and, and, and if crews, yeah, wants it, to have the attitude of every movie he makes is going to be in that range. Okay. But I just still feel like there is an adversarial intent that is kind of eschewing the evolution of not what the industry is becoming, what the industry already is and what right. it is moving towards. It's a unique case for him. You got to remember, he, he, there's a Tom Cruise is a weird thing to talk as an industry standard. He's a very unique <laughs> being, and he also he has goes, a very. He literally steel. goes in disguise and goes and watch all. The I mean, he's, he's also he's also yeah, yeah, true. He's also too. full of shit though. Because, like, like I love Tom Cruise, but like the the persona of Tom Cruise of like I see every movie in the theaters. Now no, there's you no way. Fucking there's no, I know. Yeah. When, yeah. I, when I when I when like, I read that, I even said that on like like even on Film Truckee Live, I was like, oh, so he does that, and I was like going, mm, and you really go see he, everything. Not to get too far into his then, like entire situation, but he's also surround like he he's like the Truman Show. 
like and, <laughs> and and like so he might legitimately think that he sees every movie that comes out in theaters because <laughs> they've got like i bet they stock a theater full of actors for him to go into and watch like not actor like like a truman show audience for him to go in people that pretend they don't recognize him <laughs> here's an angle here's a non-tom cruise angle Pulls off but... a mission impossible mask <laughs> hey. oh, oh i bet you didn't recognize me tom cruise <laughs> yeah. watching this movie with you the whole time yeah who wants my autograph i was Gregory Scott. yeah <laughs> <laughs> here's here's a non Tom Cruise angle with Top Gun Maverick that that is related to streaming that I'm very that I'm more intrigued by Joseph Kaczynski because he's got a he he's got this and, and Joseph Kaczynski is kind of the example of what I'm talking about somebody that understands the evolution of the industry because yes he's doing he's done this big spectacle with Top Gun Maverick and then in a couple of weeks he's got Spider Head with Chris Hemsworth oh, yeah, and Jeremy Smollett yep. and Miles Teller coming out. On Netflix, yeah. so that and, and I already like I'm one of the I don't know how many people like Tron Legacy. I'm not sure like this where I do. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. I like it too. Awesome. So Rob like, has be been beating that drum for the sequel for. I, that's why yeah, he wrote up two hands. He was like, since I've fuck. known you. I I I I I I'm a fan. I mean, and David Warner is still here. Can Sark come back, please? But whatever. <laughs> like the. So I'm I'm intrigued to see like his work like and, and, and almost almost kind of juxtapose like okay what did he do here, you know with you know the the big the, the big huge IMAX deal compared to what he does because the trailer for Spiderhead was awesome I really liked I mean the the con the, the concept of that movie is a lot different than what I thought it was going to be, but I am intrigued by directors who understand the evolution of the industry and are not afraid to understand the copacetic nature of how both can coexist and i just don't feel i feel like there's still a lot of people crews included that don't understand or or don't wish to accept the coexisting nature of it and he doesn't have to i'm not saying he has to i i, I think but, you're looking at it the weird way it's not streaming it's not platforms his issue is i make 120 million dollars or i make less than that you know well, it's just a, it's a, for tom cruise it's a financial deal on this movie he may make another movie like that what's that robert redford film he made that was that kind of a um, smaller film where he played the uh like a senator or something you know what i'm talking about yeah oh, 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 i know the lion something yeah. or whatever oh, i forget what it's called uh, god damn it i can't remember but I'm saying, if he made a movie like that again where it's an actor's like thriller thing that is not right. a movie he gives a shit about that well, it's theatrical and the experience, it's or like, like a Magnolia, like a Magnolia or, kind of okay. thing. Yeah. So, or, or, or it's uh, a Tropic uh, Thunder spinoff. Well, <laughs> Wait and, and, and also, don't forget that this, like, the the you have to see it on a big screen jargon is is like a pre. It's a marketing thing that's a whole, from even before streaming. That's just mm -hmm. like you've got to get out and buy a ticket to this. Yeah, um, it's all and school. it's traditional and. Um, like obviously he wants people to see it on on streaming after it comes out on streaming as well, and so there it's one of those things where it's like yeah they'll position it as a as a war but I mean he'll the second it's available on streaming he'll be like go see it on streaming so it's like oh, yeah it's, it's, it's like as with any Hollywood PR I think I think when it came to like the articles talking about that they kind of went like oh yeah Tom Cruise just hates streaming it's like I don't think I think I think he just wants he wants people to enjoy it the way it's supposed to be enjoyed because i mean honestly watching it and on a big screen and fucking great audio i mean like great um you know it, it's great sound and everything it's like yeah that's the way to see this movie at first and i, I it's gonna be one of those movies just like the first one where it's like 
when it's on, you want to watch it because it's just that it, it they right. captured that essence as the first movie. It's like, oh yeah, it Top Gun's on. I'm just gonna leave it on while I work because there's something sure. comforting about it. Same thing with Maverick. Same thing. Yeah. Well, and and and, and but, Better, like said, but, like, but like you said, seeing it that is, see, see, you're see, you're 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 you're, you're really selling. You were really <laughs> overselling it. But right like here. the but the the the. What you said, seeing it like the first way that you see it, and yeah. like, and that is such a limited window. And that's the other thing, like, with respect to the traditional marketplace. And Rob, I get what you're saying in terms of like he's looking at it from the monetary aspect. Yeah, and, and, and for this and the, project, each project's different too, right? right. And and the reason yeah. that he's looking at it that way is because this is still, and I don't want to. It's not in the infancy stages, but it's still in the evolutionary stages. They haven't figured out exactly how the compensation works for everyone on a consistent basis with respect to streaming movies. We saw that last year. We saw each of these studios have their different struggles. You know, Warner Media settled with everybody and said, we're sorry. Disney let ScarJo take, almost take them to court and then settled, <laughs> right? Like they all had their different ways. So that's still a work in progress. I get that. I understand that. And if that's how he's coming at it, okay. It's just, sometimes like and maybe it is the way just that how it was postured when they interviewed him and they you know they they do the you know they, yeah what they do they take the quote of what he said and they embellish oh well he tom cruise hates streaming and do yeah, whatever you, it's you like gotta watch out for those movie sites well and well, and, <laughs> and look at look at any other like like take it out of the context of movies too like look at like sports if you had someone's like a commercial or they're selling tickets to a game they're not going to be like well, TV is a very important part of our audience, but it would be great if you saw it. No, they're going to say like they're going to they're, they're, they're the they're gonna show right. the kid getting his first jersey and right. his first hot dog. Like, There's <laughs> nothing like the big game. Right. And then they're going to yeah. show the dude with the small TV being like, Dave had a bad time at home. But you know, like, you know, that like <laughs> right. that's just the way it is. And that's not like disrespecting yeah. an audience. That's just marketing. That's no, saying, but it, 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 I'm incredibly busy. So why don't you get the hell out of here before I snap your dick off and jam it into your ass? <laughs> I, um, I had to bring that up because no, and, so and, 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 and I, I, Stephen, you're right, and I, I, I mean, but I, I don't know. It just for some reason with sports, it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like you don't have people. It, it doesn't feel like you you hear the same anti like watching at home rhetoric, and maybe it's because they make billions or make how much they make in the TV contracts. So it's like. I don't know. There's just something. That's all it well, is, man. And, and remember, they've also haven't. It's so new that like streaming is an upset. And I think that now you see there, it it killed TV, it killed theaters, or to a, a big extent, they it harmed. It's never gonna kill theaters. Well, no, but I'm saying like it really destroyed the way people go exactly. to movies, and it destroyed the way people watch TV. But now that streaming has its own foothold, now look at what's happening. They're like, you know what? The ad model works pretty well. The weekly model works pretty well. Um, and then you're going to see, like, I'm predicting in the next few years, you're going to have Netflix doing 45-day windows on movies and theaters pretty regularly, too. Because you know sure. what? The They're theatrical totally model, the theatrical model works, too. So it was, it was, it's way less disrupting the way that we watch it and saying one is better than the other, so much as disrupting the stranglehold that existed that was preventing new yes. competitors from entering the market. So right. the stranglehold wasn't theatrical or television. It was Warner Brothers and Discovery and Disney yes. and... I guess yeah. I, and well, 
and uh, I don't lie through Discovery and their MGM, whatever, Sony. And, and, and that is what got shook up. And so now you've got Amazon and Apple and Netflix and Hulu and Disney plus, well, I guess Disney's Disney, but they're all, they're all going to now be, um, they're producing stuff that is, um, no longer competitive with TV because now it's going to be weekly with ads. And then they're going to be releasing stuff that's no longer competitive with theatrical because it's going to be in theaters and then on a stream. Like Batman, I think, is a really good kind of first-run example of this Batman's is kind great, of... Batman's a great test case. I think, really and I, so I wrote an article for that on ScreenRant.com a while back about how Batman kind of destroys... Great. I think Batman destroys the way that we even analyze box office anymore because it cut the box office short but also is hugely profitable because of what it did to streaming. So, but mm -hmm. how do you compare those streaming numbers to another streaming movie? And how do you compare those box office numbers? There's no apples to apples anymore yet. It was a huge success and there's no way to come to line it up next to something else and say, this is better than that. Yeah, it, right. It's true. It, a lot of that has to do with different stages of subscriber bases for platforms, right? Like Paramount plus is a very different position than Disney plus is right. Like, <laughs> yes. If, if you, if you drop avatar a little earlier, the shorter window to Disney plus, like, are you actually gaining, at, at times x roi on the subscriber increase well no i have people who like that shit and are into that and are going to go to theater for that probably already have disney plus to a larger well, extent well, than people may have paramount plus who may see top gun well, right so well, it's, it's a very right. different situation well and, and and to that point rob it's also a case where like you know i mean disney plus i mean disney plus technically weirdly enough existed later that because paramount plus was originally cbs all access right but when it comes to the licensed properties that people have that, that got Disney plus 130 million subscribers, well, it's Marvel and Star Wars. Like that's, that, oh, those are their two. And but, National but, Geographic. Come on. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, but like, those are their two big IPs. And then of course with Warner brothers, it's like, okay, well, D DC and Harry Potter are like your two biggest IPs with Paramount. It's their biggest IP, whether people necessarily agree with it or not. Bob is. What, what, I was just like I was like what what it was Paramount like yeah Halo Star I'm Trek Halo and Star Trek Star oh yeah Trek. But, but 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 the but the but the thing with Star Trek is it's not a, it's a TV franchise so it's not so it's nothing I mean yes of course yes the Kelvin timeline movies yes we're gonna pick, hopefully they'll figure <laughs> that shit out but you're talking you're talking like fifty six years of several different TV shows and now look what they're doing they right. They've got their fifth season of Discovery going to start filming in June. Brand new show going now, animated. Like they, that's their window, and that's what they're pushing forward with. That's why they're. That's how they're trying to compete. It's all about like who has like the big IPs that they can like push for the numbers on streaming. So when it comes to top, when it comes to what Cruise does, I think perhaps they can afford to let that be their theatrical, you know, of course, darling while Mission they Impossible as well. Build up enough, yeah, well, like anything Cruz does basically. Well, not, going, I mean, the, well, not anything, yeah, but like the, the big, giant the big, ones, for sure. the, right. The big ones that he does, but, the, but you know, like a like quiet place too was the 45 day window. But that uh, makes sense. Cl I think Clifford, the big red dog was also like the 45 <laughs> day window now and they've tried yeah. and they've tried doing some other, you know, like the Mark Wahlberg movie. That came out last year. That was Ooh. that was like straight oh, to streaming. Infinite, infinite, infinite. Yeah, yeah. or yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, so, they, steel, yeah. so, so, so they're all like trying to find. They're all trying to find their foothold, and it. They're gaining subscribers. Like Paramount Plus has had a boost, not as big as HBO Max has, but they have had. A yeah, boost, there, there's so. another factor here. Not to, I don't know how much we want to focus on streaming things, but like uh, the thing with uh, 
the big news that came out of this whole Netflix fall where they lost, you know, six figure subscribers for the first time. And they talked about the growth comparison to Disney plus, which had like seven plus million in the quarter or whatever. And the most impressive thing is Disney did that without any sort of regional expansion. And they have a lot of key mm -hmm. regions they have not expanded to yet. So when they do that, they're naturally going to get more subscribers where Netflix is already, already the incumbent. They're already there. There's nowhere to expand to, right? Disney plus still is going to expand Paramount plus and the same thing with HBO max, like in a lot of regions they do not exist. Paramount Plus right. in Canada is like a quarter of the platform yes. because of existing license agreements with we have Crave, mm -hmm. right? Um, which has different things like HBO Max we can't get. We have a version right. of HBO on that. So, so there's always weird restrictions. Mm -hmm. Disney Plus doesn't really have that anymore. They kind of got a lot of stuff, a lot of that stuff back. And in India, they made deals, and you know what I mean? So um so that also will change what the theatrical window will be because like if they can't grow subscribers in an area why would you push a movie to subscribers so much well, when you're going to make more money on theaters first and then maybe a different digital or on-demand purchase and then at the very end tail end you have an agreement with a whatever streaming service or your own and that's why run, right? netflix was going into so much like people are so confused about why netflix was going into debt and it was because they were looking at this roadmap and like, okay, look, we're first to market, but eventually Disney and Warner Brothers and these All other students, library. they're going to they're gonna come. Not only are they going to take our library, they're going to come for our subscribers because they're going to mm -hmm. launch their own platforms. And so they're like, we've got five, ten years to build a library to compete with the hundred-year libraries of Warner Brothers and Disney. The only way to do that is to go into like it's either go into insane debt or like there there's no there's no world in which Netflix doesn't go like Apple's doing it only because Apple is Apple and they've got this captive it's a loss leader. Yeah, they've it's they've got this captive subscriber base that like they're gonna never buy anything that is an Apple anyway. But like Netflix the, they were just gonna be gone. I mean, they 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 were either gonna become like the Tubi of of streamers or <laughs> right or they were going to or they were going if they wanted to stay at the top they had to put in that much money because they knew they'd eventually reach a point where there's saturation which is where they are now which is why all of a sudden you see them immediately making some changes talking about theatrical instituting ads i wrote another article on screenrant.com about all this by the way check uh, it out. but drink. um but there's a um so 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 that's why i expect them like to go theatrical but also I'm also expect them to like, they're going to get a little bit more judicious about what they green light. And I bet you're going to see a lot more season twos. The reason, or season threes, like the reason they're canceling so much stuff early is because if it's not like a huge, like they're just a numbers game. Um, right. If it's not Queen's Gambit or Stranger Things and they're not going forward. Exactly. And maybe so. they'll go back and finish some of that older stuff too. But when you're, when you're in a race to like you hit the finish line first or it's a, it's a, it's like my favorite joke my dad used to tell is that two guys were in the woods and uh and they saw a bear and the one guy took off running the other guy sat down and put on his shoes uh, on his tennis shoes and he's like why are you putting on your tennis shoes like that's not going to help you outrun the bear and he goes oh i don't have to outrun the bear i just have to outrun you um ah! mm -hmm. <laughs> and and so that like that's exactly what this is and so so they've it when you are focusing on staying at the absolute peak of developing this hit library and huge subscriber base if you've got a pretty good show and you could spend that money to to pull the the gamble on another show to to like to keep on trying to get that jackpot hit you've got to keep on going for that jackpot because until you run out of runway and then when you run out of run out of runway now you've got to worry about retention now you've got to worry about like you know curation of of all of these 
of you know all, of all these things and so you're going to see like a lot more shotgun like looking for the big hits before whereas after like they're going to be way more focused on like quality over just blasting the market full of as much as possible and 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 that's partially why in the last year or so they've like you know really made a concerted effort to get more of the hollywood a-list talent in terms of creatives whether they're actors writers directors to do stuff on the platform because subjectively speaking when it comes to libraries like who's the best library i personally think it's hbo max Subjectively speaking, and it, Stephen, you, I think you were the one that TCM, that TCM libraries. You, you were the one that brought up that from an objective standpoint, they have more awards, far more mm -hmm. awards for HBO Max content than, or Netflix. just like name recognition. Like even even if it's not awards, you look through through HBO Max, and you're like, these are all movies that I I have seen before that I know I want to see. And you look at like a lot of Amazon and the Netflix back catalog, and you're like either this is something they made themselves that I've never heard of, or this is like a B movie from the eighties that like, right. it's just this deep, <laughs> just like, uh, yeah, stuff. but I mean, I, I'm not one of those guys. I don't care about archive content. I care about what's new. So I care about what's coming out for the year slate. So that's, I'll, I'll say this with Netflix. One thing I still really like about them is that they are still the most innovative and forward thinking, I think, because they, if you look at the, what they're doing in investments, it's not just like, they're taking established stars and building a bunch of projects around them. Adam Sandler, Will Smith, you know, et cetera. And, and, and Chris Hemsworth, and, and they're working with the Rousseau's and a bunch of things. It's like, they're smart about that. But the other side of it, they're the only ones taking things like gamifying content. Like they're going to do a bunch of like, you know, they do more interactive elements, which is again, they're pushing the, the, the platform forward, but think of genres. They're, they're pushing so hard into video games that no one else is doing Sonic aside. But look, all the shows they're doing—they're doing animation for Cyberpunk. They're doing The Witcher. They got like the Assassin's Creed. They got Castlevania. They're the, doing the stuff that's big for them. Yeah, yeah, well, and they're doing so much more of that. And well, it's, Amazon's getting into that a little bit now. Love, love robots. The one—the one, the one too. thing that like hasn't no studios like shorts, like, yeah. really cool stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing that like hasn't happened nearly enough in streaming too that I think we might start seeing more of is which like you were starting to get to is like the game shows. Like how like it's shocking to me that you have an internet platform that can live stream this stuff. That you can do like an American Idol or a, a well, Discovery Plus is doing that with Warner's, right? That's huge. yeah, where you can do like live watches with voting. People can vote online, Smart. do yeah. and um, and audience engagement. And so, so because when you go on the internet, you can do you can do sort all sorts of crazy things with release schedules and like and Netflix got a little bit smart with this with animation, where instead of doing like a big season every few years, they just drop like six six episodes every few months that like really keeps you tuned into these shows and keeps like a consistent pipeline going. But I think that there's even more opportunity for that in terms of like, like you see these star Wars shows and one of the, like even Obi-Wan feels a little bit this way. It was a big criticism with, with Boba Fett for me, but that it feels almost like a, they bill it as, Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a movie cut up into episodes. And I don't entirely disagree with that, but it's like a, it's more like an assembly cut where there's a lot of this stuff that happens and this is the first two episodes of obi-wan there's a lot of this where it's like why did they go from here to there to here to there to put them and like like you just think that like you cut out half of the half of this stuff and it doesn't break anything but it it's... does mean fewer episodes but so why aren't we doing like just do a do a movie write a movie film it release three episodes and then like if, you, if you're going to do six episodes of content make two movies and release them in one in 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 one third part, six so, months apart, as a like. 
like there's but there's so much flexibility with format and release schedule that you can yeah. do that they haven't started playing with enough I, I, yet. well I, go ahead Sorry. well i was just gonna say i i i, I still feel like it, it, are you are you talking about doing that for streaming or for the traditional model Stream. well for, for i mean streaming gives you that i mean for anything really but streaming is where streaming is where you have that flexibility like you can right. like the entrepreneurship model is like move fast right. and break things and they're not breaking enough things right okay they're because... still they're emulating the traditional model on the internet medium it's like the internet, the whole point of the internet is that you can do this however you want the right. reason that this is done historically the way it was was because they needed to sell ad space on tv and they needed to fill theaters on um on on theatrical but you're mm -hmm. not selling tickets in the same way and you're not selling and you're starting to do ads but you're not necessarily selling ads the same way you were before therefore the way you monetize it is no like these formats are are built based on the monetization platform but the monetization platform is different so you can build it however the fuck you want now so why are these That's shows platform dependent i'll explain why in a second okay <laughs> I know, I was like, I was like, rob rob is like i know so it, okay like, can i jump in ray or did you have something yeah. no, no go ahead, go ahead. No, okay, no. okay so, so ahead, on netflix rob. they do do this so you think of like brilliant show uh i just watched two animated shows um voltron legendary defender yes mm -hmm. they did it almost every three, four months. That's what I was talking about with it. Yeah. yeah. So that this is, this is taking advantage of the format where they, we don't have to do 12 or 24 episodes. How about we do six here? Because that makes sense for this story arc and the animation run. And we'll come back four months later. Here's the rest of that season. Let me do that and with He-Man like, too. Yeah. Uh, they did, they did it with, what's it called? Pacific Rim and the Black, where it's like two kind of short seasons, but it's a very contained story. And yeah. it wasn't based on like, we have to hit 24 episodes because that's the ad run. And these are the three rating circuits. It doesn't matter. It's like, right. We have a budget of this many episodes. This is how long it takes for each section with the budget constraints. Here's how we're going to tell the story. Boom. That's the format. It's just like this is the content. That's it's so simple on that example, on those examples, many of the examples on Netflix. On Disney, it's very traditional focus to what you were saying, Stephen. Not because of old ad models. It's because if you look at Disney's push in the last four or five years, like pre-pandemic, but really capitalized on during the pandemic, is they've converted the old ad model into like an extreme – merchandising and licensing model so okay. if you look at obi-wan now all the embargoed stuff we got information we got is every wednesday it's obi-wan wednesdays just like those like force fridays where each episode uh -huh. start today start our celebration guess what we saw last night guys yep. we saw two episodes drop three hours early how exciting right beat stranger mm -hmm. things and guess what came out today we had lego sets and other toys of that little fucking droid that leia had which yeah. only exists to sell four sets of licensed but, merchandise and but, next week oh no 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 no! next week we're gonna get another episode and you're gonna see another character come back and oh i'm sure it. wait till you see them sideshow and hasbro collectibles but god damn are you ready here's, here's, pre -planned? Here's, what, here's what's frustrating though is like that's still old school like imagine this Not imagine weekly, imagine the merchandise drops with named branded days. yeah yeah check it out check it out <laughs> exactly that but instead of for, for the, inst instead sure. of following instead of structuring it based on the old model and fitting it into that how about you watch the episode and if you see something you like you fucking click on it and all of the merch for that shit pops up on screen and that that's maybe and that's the embargo lifting right you're like oh right. leia's droid click on it here's the five different versions here's the plushie here's the Here's the sideshow. Here's the mm -hmm. Lego. Here's the right. and like that's the embargo lifting is like when the show drops. Oh, you're like oh, I, I like those clothes. You click on the clothes, pops up with a with a no, the no, her no. universe Leia. Like think bigger. Disney Plus Plus. You pay fifty dollars a month and you get thirty percent off all that plus merch. Plus, yeah. 
Hell's yeah, it's gonna come, man. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, no, you get a free item per. Yeah, you, no, the next no, tier no, is you, it, you pick an item at the end of every show that you. But no, yeah. it, 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 it's a valid point, and it's funny that you you bring this up, Rob, because like last week or so, like but because of what Paramount Plus has been doing with Star Trek, especially now with with Strange New Worlds, which has just been fucking phenomenal. Seriously, best Star Trek start ever, by the way. Uh, uh, yes, show. I would agree. Man, um, sorry, I got to go back to this, but I just gave away like the greatest idea ever, even because what you, you can even, <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the the click on it, don't you dare. This is live. Nobody, you can edit. You can edit my idea out. Um, wait, where because you can even have like like think of like the exclusive or limited edition merch you can get, where it's like you have to watch the second it drops because if you don't click on the the replica blaster on your first watch at midnight when it drops everyone's gonna buy it and it's gonna be right. gone forever not just mm -hmm. that like it's gonna turn into nfts you gotta be yeah. oh, NFTs. hey star wars was tweeting out lightsaber <laughs> nfts and i almost like punched my monitor no it's like this this actually just reminded me of, of of i got a little caught up in with the video games that you were talking about earlier i kind of got caught up in that with gears of war 3 because i remember when the beta was, so good. was when the beta was available and I was like, it, there was a, a special where like you could get, if you played like however many like multiplayer matches, then you would unlock the gold lancer. And then if you oh, yeah. got like a hundred kills with the gold lancer, then you would get it for when the game came out six months later. And I spent like all summer, like I need to get team deathmatch. Come on, King of the Hill. Come on. Like that kind of shit, just because I wanted the gold lancer. But no, with the Star Trek thing, we were talking last week about how like, all these other franchises have these merchandising licenses and i've been tweeting at lego like uh paramount talk to lego please so i can well, build a fucking enterprise myself wait, wait. that's a good point because like because like gaming figured this out like robert probably have way more insight on this than i do because i don't i hardly even game anymore but like gaming figured out the like episode drop or like the the expansion packs and episode drops and then like the battle royale and and the skin like that's a that's a horrible like the microtransaction shit is on one hand like and like horrible but also like they're they're mar they're monetizing this stuff on a whole different level than they than they used to and so the fact that like go figure hollywood is slow so slow moving and not that i like want to be like watch top gun and choose your lead actor you know, pay a different version, and we'll swap in a deep fake of whichever actor you want to be in the lead role. Like, don't, I don't give know. Disney like, ideas, that, please. That shit. Just, so I'm not. I'm, Black Mirror, right? I'm not. Yeah, I'm like. I'm not advocating for like microtransaction movies, but just the point that there are so many ways to monetize this stuff. The fact that the movies and the shows are still structured around a system that only exists because that's how they used to monetize it. So what you're describing is go happening at a small scale but mm -hmm. uh, so so um devin nash on youtube you should look him up he's like he's in the industry he's a genius he knows everything about like the the digital age i've and seen his name yeah he's a very intelligent guy awesome follow and he runs like a, a little agency where he works with content creators and deals he just has all this in, inside information but small streamers what they're doing is think of like everyone knows critical role there's huge dungeons and dragons show is turned into comics and shows and all this kind of stuff there are small streamers that do similar things like tabletop RPGs from home and they stream it to small crowds, 10, 20, 50, whatever. Um, and they monetize it through letting the viewers pay money to vote on what happens next. And they become the DM. They are choosing where the characters who are people like you and I are playing the game are going. Literally, they're choosing the actors, they're choosing the adventure, they're choosing the the the, the situations and the enemies. Choose your own adventure. So, so, so that is absolutely in the cards. And I already know. 
there's already some patents for this out there and kind of stuff. You know what I mean? This is happening. Okay. This is in the yeah. works right see, now. See, see, I so missed my patent. So, 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 one versus so 100. You guys remember the game on Xbox? Or how about the, the mobile game HQ where you're like interacting yeah. with a live host? Mm-hmm. That, all that shit's coming to Netflix, baby. Like, all, you know what I mean? Like oh, live wow. shows where you're sitting there. Let's say even... 100 people, it's 100,000 but... people. We're, Friday nights, we're all going. Guys, let's do it, baby. Film Junkie Friday nights. Let's go. 100,000 people. <laughs> and, and you're, we're, we're in there. And, I like and it. Dave's going to give us all 1,000 bucks when we win. Yeah. <laughs> but Wait, you, what? <laughs> but, you know, it's also hilarious, though, because you know, you know that's going to be huge. But then, like, the most lucrative version is going to be, like, the dude playing Pong against a gorilla. Like, like someone yeah, like one of those sponsors <laughs> it, and it's actually calm. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See, but he, but until he gets picked up, though, it's just like, why is this guy outperforming all the corporate sponsored ones? Because you like go on, it's just like, it's just like a digital cockfighting or something. But it's like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Whatever works, man. Um, yeah. I'm like six trains of thought off what I was going to say. I don't. Yeah. Even know the, the, Sorry, is, my fault. The, the, this is the, the, I, Stephen I, does I, that. Yeah. The, we would. This is. We went down a rabbit hole with this. I wasn't trying did, to lead us did, down. Did, but, but, <laughs> I think you, you started to talk about Star Trek, and then I was like, but wait, let's keep on talking about my thing. <laughs> wait, Ray, Gears of War 3, best Gears of War. Also, fun fact, I won my team at GameRant.com, which is part of the uh, Valnet Screamant Network drink. Uh, drink? <laughs> we uh, won the beta tournament. Like we, uh, we did like a tournament, all okay. press around the world, whatever. We we won the fucking like Rod Ferguson, who was the creative director of the game. Now he's working uh-huh. on Diablo Four. He gave yep. us the gold trophy. Won that whole tournament. GameRant.com. So 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 okay. So so now that you that that's awesome, by the way. But now I have to tell my Gears of War three story. Oh, tell me. Uh, it's like it's like it's like my most one of my most glorious video game moments. Um, because it was it was it was vindication. Um, I had some buddies of mine, some old buddies of mine that uh, used to that were huge into Gears. And one night I was hanging out with them and they were playing multiplayer for Gears of War 2. And I was absolutely the weakest link. I sucked ass. I was not good whatsoever. I was terrible in all the multiplayers. And they knew this and they were just like, whatever, you know, they just. And and that's when I found out that they were playing the story mode on casual instead of like, you know, what is the level between casual and hardcore? Because I never played it on. Or something like that. I I think so. Right. That's what I always played it at. So I'm like. What the fuck? I've been playing the story mode on a hard mode, whatever. So like you're like however long goes by and the, the Gears 3 comes out. And again, it's time to play multiplayer. And you know, it's it's almost like it was almost a situation where like, you know how like you play uh touch football on the playground and you know you're like the last kid picked if you're picked at all. Same deal. Like because they saw how much I sucked with Gears 2, right? Here's the difference. I've been playing the beta all summer <laughs> with the new weapons, like the digger launcher and like uh, the sawed off shot. Like I think the sawed off was brand new That's right, for was. that game. Yeah. So, <laughs> so one of the multiplayer games that they're getting their asses handed to them by a corpser. I mean, they are just, they're, they're, di- they're, they're freaking out. They're dying. Nothing. I just snuck right up like behind them and just blasted him a couple of times in the back with the sawed off and was like, I got him. Everybody all right? I it, it was it was so vindicating because like I was I was shitty in the second game and they expected me to be shitty there and I was totally like the hero. In, boy. In, 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 in Gears Three. And oh. I, I love Gears. Gears three it, is Gears Three the best one? Yes. Uh, uh, and when the Gear Six comes out, you and I can play. <laughs> I you know what, Rob, I have been like since I left GameStop, I have been so disconnected 
from video games, unfortunately. I do have an Xbox Series X, but I need to do some major catch-up with respect to that. It's been a long time since I've played Gears. Dave, are you a gamer? Not so much. I, I'm Eventually, I'm going to get to that point, I think, because when I get into the games, it's like... What the fuck time is it? Oh uh, shit! Uh, uh, yeah, time yeah. I have. Yes. Well, dude, so, you have a, a wonderful show here. You can stream it, right? And you watch. No, no, exactly. That's the thing. I'll, I'm going to get to that point where, and I oh. even have a Twitch account, and I'm like, but I have to, you know, if if when things progress, and I like, okay, maybe I can get to that, you know, gaming part where, because yeah, when I when I do get into games, I get into games where it's like, all right. I'm going to spend like five the whole day on this fucking thing, you know? So uh, that's where I'm like, I'm hesitant right now, but if I can get to it eventually, that, that, yeah. that, that that's, that's me with open world sandbox games. You know, I've been playing just, a ton of Rob. Have you played uh zombie or vampire survivors? I have played vampire survivors, man, dude. I, uh, I got hooked on that shit. It's like, <clears throat> I, I was like, why is this? And I realized it's because it just takes all the guilt out of button spamming. Because, like, we spam the buttons for you. Like, that's all it's this is. It's a reverse is. bullet hell. You yeah. are the bullet hell. You just <laughs> yeah, move exactly. Yeah. Reverse yeah. bullet hell. Where really? it's just, it's a game where it's just like you collect, it's like a classic, like a side scrolling, like a, where you, like a. Top down, 32 bit graphics. But yeah, see, but, but, but the, the, the fire, the shooting happens automatically. And yeah. so you just oh. collect items and upgrades and stuff and waves of enemies come and, but all you do is, is move around. And so it's just like the level of you're just spewing out these items that you, that you collect. And Steven then you and I like, have a, we have a love of a certain video game, Max Payne. For oh sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we have a love. Oh man. I, I mean, when that game came out, I mean, I was obsessed. Max Payne too. everything. I mean, that's my bag right there. Yeah, that Kung Fu that. mod? You become like Neo, basically? <laughs> I never like, got to that. Oh, I remember awesome. one of the funniest things that I, uh, when, when I was playing Max Payne, and I love the bullet time stuff, and I remember it was like one of the, you know, the boss episodes, you know, the last, uh, the last like part where you're like, oh yeah, you're, you're in the, 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 the final stage and you're like taking on these dudes that are literally like shooting at you behind a table. And I went, all right. I'm going to charge into this room. I'm going to go bullet time and just start firing away. But my dumb ass had not the gun loaded up. I had a grenade loaded up. So oh I charged into the room with a grenade. And it was the, one of the funniest things. I literally had to put pause because I had to push pause because it was the funniest thing. Because I walked in, I, I ran into this room that has a bunch of dudes. And I threw a grenade and it hit one of the dudes. And he went, boom. Ow! That's how detailed it was. It was like, it like hit his head and he went, ow! And I was like, oh shit, I didn't have my gun. I was like, I had a grenade. I mean, it ended up helping me because it blew up like, you know, part of the thing. But one of the funniest fucking things I ever had playing a video game was like going into this room, bullet time, and I threw a grenade and it hit a guy in the head in slow motion. Amazing. And it literally reacted going, boom, ow! You guys remember <laughs> that in, in GoldenEye, the like yeah obviously a headshot was a one-shot kill but they also had the ball shot was a one-shot yes. kill <laughs> yes. and so and you retained the blood over yeah. respawns and so like depending oh, on yes. who you played with certain like i played with certain friends who were like depending on how good they were were like you, they, you play like bond who just has a black suit 
and then like by the end of the game one of the guys would just be bond which is this huge red spot just right over <laughs> yeah. his crotch like, oh my god yep, yep. oh yeah wow. I god think damn that, golden eye oh. I, I think that perfect reminds... dark perfect dark is also perfect. a, a love you shared co-op split screen yes. game ever made yeah yes oh perfect dark was so fucking awesome my god did you know when you could play you could play that with two uh two controllers where uh, for, yes. for, for a single yeah. player you could set up so you had two n64 controllers so you could use the dual joystick um oh wow I didn't back know that. uh yeah um which is just like i didn't realize that until like the 2000s yeah. when i got it when i got a, a n64 from ebay and was like messing around with that i was like whoa you could actually like i, I even looked at how to mod it i was like i considered like breaking one apart and like taping it together or something so i could create like a sort of dual dual stick and, and, and then nintendo broke the controller apart themselves in future yeah. <laughs> in future yeah. systems yeah <laughs> yeah but the n64 was so good it was yes, but you know what's funny about perfect dark it's like that that you know that alarm sound that was in that game that is so like in so many other things when i hear it i go Ugh! i just get like travel back in time like when i was like playing that game yeah i still I hear that in other fucking like content and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's just like perfect dark. It just brings me back. I literally travel back in time when I hear um, that alarm system. Um, I, I, I wanted to go all the way back to Obi-Wan Kenobi because I didn't mm -hmm. talk about Leia. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't either. And one of the things that, I mean, it like I, when I said in my, and I, I'm not trying to cut you off, Ray, I'm just giving my two cents on this whole thing. And, uh, but, I, but I was just saying like, um, I did it was like, it was one of those things where I was like, wait, they're going to go that route. But right. then of course a little actress, I was like, Oh, but she's adorable and she's kind of yeah. nailing it. And I'm like, and then I, I started going, Oh yeah, they're playing into the whole lines of new hope where, obviously helping Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a relationship between Leia and and Obi-Wan. And I'm like, all right, they're really – because when we saw the trailers, we had we, – we saw young Luke. That's it. Right. We didn't see anything else. But so I was like – I respected the fact they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's not going to be about young Luke. It's going to be out about young Leia. And what? I went, okay. Interesting, nice well, little like, rope a dope kind of thing. And and that was, I was I'm right there with you. I had the same reaction. I was like, okay, where are they going with this? Yeah. Like, what's what? All right, what's the deal here? Okay. And then it and then it turned into a point where it's like, where's Jimmy Smith? He better be and here. There, there he was. is. All right. There, there he was. was. Good. So I was. Which like, I thought so, was good. Thought was oh, great. Oh, yeah. Well, it goes to what I was saying earlier about like their, one of their biggest edicts being connection. Like they really want to hammer home, like that everything is part of the whole, right? Yeah. As far as what we've seen on screen, and like, so, but but like in the beginning, it was just like, okay, I, I'm not completely against being here and dealing with this, but I still want to know where you're going with. And then when you get to the realization, it's like, oh, okay, the concern that I had, like with the trailers about him leaving the planet. Because like, cause like clearly you could see in the trailer, it's like, okay, he's going to leave Tatooine. He's going elsewhere. Why in the hell would he do that? That's a damn good reason. That's a very logical reason for him to leave the planet. And I also even like how the, the reinforcement of Bale contacted him through hologram first. He said no. And then he's like, fuck this. I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going personally 
to implore you to save my daughter. You know how important yeah. she is. Like just the the further reinforcement of that, I thought was very strong. Well, and it was interesting because like when we heard about like okay, um, obviously they were like all right. So Mandalorian comes out and they're like, all right, what was the winner about that young, you know, it was baby Yoda. Now we know it's Grogu. So when it came to Obi-Wan, they're like, oh, they're going to do that same thing, but it's going to be young Luke. It's going to be young Luke. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell it on that. And then all of a sudden when we watch it, we go, oh, it's not about young Luke. It's young Leia. All right. Nice little rope-a-dope. I get that. I mean, that's great. And the little actress who plays young Leia. She's adorable and she's witty. She, she, even though, I mean, like, like even going back to like the whole, when she gets captured, it was like, I, I watched it just kind of laughing going, really? <laughs> I mean, it was cheesy as all fucking. It was. Well, well, and, and, yeah. and, that's, and that's why, that's why you get flea to do that. That's why. That's yeah. totally why flea yeah. is the bounty hunter. Yeah. You just got to go like, all right. We got to get to the point where she gets well, captured. The, you he can't do some, a little better job at this. But he had some hardcore like, Christopher uh, Christopher Lloyd vibes from Dennis the Menace. A little bit. Scene, <laughs> where like the scene where he's like got the he like stabs the apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I was watching that whole sequence going like Jesus Christ. All right, all right, just capture her already because this yeah, no, is that was this yeah. outrageous. Like like. Eh. No, and, and but, I, I, but at the same I, time, I get what they were trying to get to. All right, yeah. cool. Let's let's get to that whole point where yeah. Obi Wan is trying to rescue her. Okay. Well, and, and and I think like you guys were talking earlier about the whole thing about how he's like, you know, not him. He's not the badass anymore. Like he's a broken version of himself. I honestly, I think it's a loss of confidence. I think it's more yeah. mental than physical sure. with him. And I and and they they, they played up the, you know, like when he's getting hit and he, they play up like he's in pain and he he's, he's his, his wrist hurts or whatever when he tries to throw a punch that type of deal. But I think that quite honestly, I think that I think the end of the Clone Wars broke him. I think Order sixty six mentally destroyed him, and that's what that's the problem. Is like well, he has, I mean, he's, he even has the dream. Right? right, like he's he's very much like it's his fault. <laughs> like yeah. all the, I mean, arguably, I mean, depending on how you want it, but like, like that's why in the dream it's literally Qui Gon's like train the boy, and then Anakin is like, oh yeah, but maybe maybe I'll kill all of them instead. <laughs> right. So so I so I think that's the that, that's that's the journey that he's on is it's more of a of a like a emotional and like spiritual journey of like rediscovering himself because he's not even close to. Sir Alec Guinness level, you know, like the, 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 in no. terms of confidence no. level, he's got to get no. back. He's got to get there, and he and that's what I think. That's what we're gonna see. Yeah, we're gonna see this, is, is him getting back not, to that level. Not just the Alec Guinness level, but I think the real, like Alec Guinness, yes, but I think that the real like character moment that we know kind of exemplifies where he ends up at the end of this arc is actually from Rebels. It's the when when Maul tells right. him like look at what you've like fallen to and he says look whatever isn't above and that is the that is the obi-wan that is in the desert that is surrendered to this mission but that now understands the noble purpose and and is no longer defeated by it but has risen risen above it even though he's functionally still not really being a jedi not really like he's just waiting in the desert as an old dude but he understands his um, he has conquered his fear. He has conquered his regret and his anxiety and his his guilt, and he now s exists just to serve. And like that's where he gets by the end of this. Ideally, I I would imagine. 
that's the hope for sure. That um, is the new hope. Do, 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 um, do, do any of you think, whether it's in flashback form or otherwise, do you think we will see the Duchess in live action? Possibly. It'll be if they do, then they would have to have a younger version of Obi Wan, I think, because any story that they want to tell with her, oh, we know they'll, we know what they'll do with that. <laughs> um, should be done with a with a younger Obi Wan, but I really, I really, really hope that they do some live action flashbacks of him, Anakin, and Ahsoka. I don't know why they will. would. Yes, I think they will. They a, will. As a dream or as a whatever, but yes, you have that opportunity to to put the three of them together in live action, and if you don't. Do something yes. with the three of them fighting battle droids yeah. or something. Hell, well, remember, you could, like you could have them fighting Grievous. They're not going to make really that mistake again, mind. where they don't put three characters on the screen again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we know what three characters uh, we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, it, 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 it's interesting, Stephen, because I, I I know we had that discussion about the nostalgia that they were leaning into with Book of Boba Fett, but this is kind of a different. Well, there's a functional purpose for that. Book of Boba Fett was like a different show coming in, whereas Obi-Wan's history with Anakin and his history with Ahsoka and the current state of the Jedi and the fact that Anakin's chasing him, all of this being processed and his like mental kind of guilt over what happened, um, the, the flashbacks to the Clone Wars are very relevant to that kind of character development, whereas in yeah. Boba Fett being like, oh, here's Grogu and, and Din right. Djarin and... And Luke, that's like, well, that's a Mando story. I don't know why this... Right. It, and then at the end, and then I didn't want them to come and help, so I'm kind of glad they didn't, like, have Luke showing up in the end of Mando, or of, of Boba Fett. But at the same time, so why was... why Like, the, I don't know. It, it's just like that was such a detour that didn't serve the plot. Yeah. And well, subtracted from the plot of another story. Like, that, that, that is a good, uh, a good story that I wanted to see fleshed out in the context that it belongs in. Right. Right, yeah. which I, but that that aspect of it, I I totally agreed with. I did not like them giving Boba two weeks off on his own show, which they yeah. effectively did, for sure. By the but, way, did we see that little uh, cameo? Yeah. Uh, little, yes. Uh, uh, kind of. I was I, like, I was like, oh wow, look at that man. Which, that was that was interesting. With, with the, I like that little cameo. Which one? The, the Kamara cameo? playing the old. Yeah. Cameo. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I, and I wondered for a second, like, okay, are they? But no, it's not one of the. It, it, it's not. It's clearly that's, not one of the clones we know. It's just. That's one clone. of those things that I've been surprised. Like, I'm glad they did it. Um, but also after it happened, I was like, I can kind of see why they'd be reluctant to do that because I can see a lot of people being like, really kind of thrown by that if they forget that. But um, at the same time, though, I the fact that they don't have like old clones appear like they didn't have a an old clone in rogue one or they haven't like there's or in solo like there's so many opportunities to kind of they will i think now i think that's why they're doing this we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll see one in andor i think i do <laughs> okay okay so that's that's a good segue right there because obviously we had the star wars uh celebration that happened and we got some good shit in andor i think i mean i i saw the tweets from you rob and I mean, I think we all agree that Rogue One is just great, right? The it's, best, the best, the round, nothing went <laughs> it. Sorry, um, you know, it, it's it's one of the. I mean, it's we all agree that Rogue One is just fucking fantastic. And when it comes to Andor, it's like, all right, now we're expanding on this. Obviously, it's you know previous to that story, but it's like 
when I watched that trailer, I went, okay, this is something different. Thank God this is what we need, obviously, because, you know, Star Wars is very much cookie cutter, like kind of stuff. And we're, we're always like, but it just seems like it's just something, Hey, in, in this world and there's, and I just really enjoyed the trailer. I just did thoughts. Yeah. I, I felt like rogue one. Seriously. Yes. And, 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 you it's know, good. and, and Gilroy, like, like, like Tony Gilroy is involved in this, right? Yeah. It's his show. Yeah. It's his show. So there you have it. But like, just wild because he said he didn't like Star Wars. Well, it's yeah. you know what I th- the, the the idea the, the, talks, though, the right. desire of from from Real? fans to only have fans make stuff I think leads to a lot of bad stuff. Agreed. Um, <laughs> because yeah. if yeah. you think about it, like I get it, like you, like they know the material, they know the whatever, but like provided you can make sure that they don't come in and just totally bastardize it. The idea of having someone come like Irvin Kirshner doing Empire Strikes Back, that's what that was, right? He wasn't like a sci-fi geek director who loved Star Wars. He was like, okay, I'm not really into this stuff. How can I tell a story that I'm into in this setting? Right. Um, how can Which I make why it's the what, best one? Right. And so you get okay. someone like Tony Gilroy is going to do the same thing. He's going to say, I, because otherwise, the reason that like the MCU and Star Wars, you get this like the 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 cameo Easter egg fest is because. Somebody get your boy. Yeah, get your boy. It's because <laughs> go, to, go, go, go to bed, dice. You've got bed fans bed. making <laughs> stuff for fans, and so therefore you know it's easy to be like, "Oh, here's this person. Here's this person," and they're like, "Yay, I saw the person I know when I clapped." Whereas, like, you have a non-fan making something, they're like, "Okay, no, no, I need to make this in. Like, I need to make this matter outside of things that don't matter to me. Like, I'm not gonna." I'm not going to love this simply because you have a deep faked Luke Skywalker in there. I need something more. Um, and then, and then the thing is like, fans are going to like it anyway, provided they don't totally bastardize it. Um, but I wasn't even into Andor really until to- knowing Tony Gil. Cause like the idea of like, I love rogue one, but like a prequel to rogue one is like, you're, you're pre- it's a, the prequel to the prequel to like how, how many times can you, um, until I saw Tony Gilroy was involved, and I was like, "Okay, you know what? That get, that he doesn't do bad stuff." And then, um, and then I saw the trailer, and I was like, "Oh, like like Rob was saying, it looks the the amount of tangible like you look at this, and you can tell that they shot it on real sets. Like you yeah, can tell like that real people living in like, real places. You can right? tell that these costumes are like were not fabricated the day before. Um, <laughs> right. And and there's They're a rugged. There's a set because I was kind of hopefully optimistic just simply because of Gilroy's involvement. But after seeing the trailer, I'm like, I don't even know why I'm interested in this, but there it's something from Star Wars that they won't give me elsewhere. And so that is exciting to, yeah. And it's not about like, let's set up this thing, and it's, it's more about mm-hmm. like, this is crazy, deep, dark shit, right? Like, yeah, before the before. By the way, for anyone out there who loves Rogue <laughs> One as much as I do and realizes it is the best Disney Star Wars film, check out the book Catalyst. It is, yes, like direct lead in. Like, literally, it's like the, the the hours before and before that leading up to the it's one of the best book I, movie pairings I, I, of, I, I, yeah. I, I, and, and, and thank you for phrasing it that where Rob Rogue One is the best Disney Star Wars film. Subject, yeah. Yes, it is. Subject yeah, I think we all agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, because I mean, if we're talking overall, Empire is my personal favorite. Well, I, I, I like the OG oh, trilogy, yeah. but I think yeah. this actually fits the OG trilogy. 
right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. it does. Absolutely. There's other things. Man. I think that's why we all, <laughs> you know, kind of. Well, it, well, I mean, that and the fact that it's like it's it's the war film. Like it, it, it emphasizes the second part of the title of the franchise <laughs> yeah. more than any other film well, in the franchise. Which, which I mean, really it was, it was because... one of the best experiences that I had at the movie theater. Like when like the, the, the ending was just insane. I literally saw it back to back. I saw it and then I saw the very next screening again right after that in theaters yeah. and like didn't even feel i didn't drag at all no. either time like um i i think that something that's interesting about it too is that like despite how much i'll like rail against and hate like the uh um get your boy get your boy get your boy someone tell you dice attack the phones is the worst star wars <laughs> get over yourself dice what um, are you doing here yeah <laughs> look at this apparently he loves sand he loves no. sand He's he like, Andrew, like, you guys know what is Andrew's favorite Star Wars Disney film? Probably, what is he talking about? Disney film? I don't. I think he liked the Force Awakens the best. Oh, the remake I mean, of A New Hope, which <laughs> should have seen before with the bigger. Oh, that one. Okay. <laughs> hey, don't. Uh, I, I like Force Awakens. I, 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 I still say Rogue One is the best. Yeah. Out of the Disney, out of the Disney era, yeah. yes. Force Awakens. Force Awakens was fine. The biggest issue with the with the trilogy was was the realization that they didn't have a plan other than like to to i don't know to to kind of serve up this stuff the the, the whole thing feels very much like if we make it people are gonna buy it well, well, it, 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 well whereas I, like rogue I, one actually feels like 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 the trilogy is like we have to do a trilogy whereas rogue one is like oh no here's an actual idea we had that was right. just kind of a responsibility this well, is something well, that we wanted to do well, and, and I, even and I, solo was inherited from lucas right 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 like, it, well and, and, and even on, on top of that like Rogue One is a story that like some of us would definitely. Wow, really? Is he going there? With it? <laughs> Dice, wow. Dice demand. Well, I mean, he, Dice just rolls the chat, but um, uh, I, I uh, think that him suggesting that we that we uh, adopt the popular opinion on the sequels is one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. Uh, um, but, but but just just the the, the, the Dice, you know, Dice straight up like, but it can be better. <laughs> but but no just the 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 kind of i mean not to the same extent obviously as we saw with with warner brothers in dc but still the <clears throat> the kind of like knee-jerk you know sort of course correction between last jedi and rise of skywalker but not necessarily you know it's funny because they asked mcdermott about that you saw that i'm sure you guys saw his answer like the people that, that complain about palpatine still being alive yeah and i actually liked his answer his answer was quite classy um and you know it, i have adopted the like as i get older i don't like hating shit anymore so i have adopted the 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 the, the perspective the, the zen perspective of there are no bad star wars movies embrace capitalism <laughs> <sighs> Disney Plus Plus is for you, my friend. <laughs> you know, and 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 it, it, if they put it as part of my phone bill, I'll probably have it. <laughs> so, but uh, but no, it's just I, like getting back to Andor. Like the, the there that is an aspect of the franchise that we want to see, and of course that the the no more Skywalker crowd will of, of course appreciate it. You know, just seeing. But I also like the ambitious nature that they, this, the the plan that they have, that you know, in terms of leading this thing directly into 
Rogue One. And it, to me, honestly, this this goes with my other thesis that is controversial, which is Star Wars is best as a TV franchise. I have been writing that thesis for the last couple of years, and I continue to I continue to believe that. I don't know that I um, totally agree with that, but in lieu of in lieu of digging in that immediately, I was going to say, speaking of like Andor and what part of what I think hits so hard about it, and speaking of Star Wars books, Rob, did you ever read Battlefront Twilight Company? No, Battlefront was, uh, almost ruined me. So yeah, I but it, I, that's it's crazy because it, it's. It's a it's a it's a it's a video game tie-in novel in Star the Wars. The campaign of the second game? No, it's not even really related entirely. It's just like it's just it it just deals with a lot of like the ships and locations and stuff, but isn't necessarily like tied to the story. Because like the the campaign w uh, was the um, uh, what was it called? Iden Verso and and all that. But this is this was for the first game, and it was just like rebel shock troops oh. going on a on a on a. Um, it, I think it's I believe it is the assault on Sullust that leads up to where the Sullust is where they rally before the Battle of Endor, and so it's basically just this the, all the rebels kind of tearing through the the rim to get to get to that like rallying point. Oh, so so there but, was actually a okay. Um, yeah. But it 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 was like almost entirely unknown. Like they'll go to like Hoth and they'll be stuff, but there's not like ob obnoxious cameos, but it's just, <laughs> it's, it's a really good, like when I look at something like Andor, I'm like, Oh, this is cool. I get to enjoy like the rebel aesthetic and like battles and, and all of the star Wars stuff. And the same way that it with rogue one without being like, Oh, okay. Luke is there. That means let's see that place is this, this is two ABY. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, like it's, I, I want to watch a star Wars show without like pulling up my Arabesque translator and be like, Ooh, what's that sign say? Like, right. and, um, and, and, and that's like, what's so appealing about this is to be like, Oh no, just like enjoy this thing set in star Wars. That's not like about the fact that it's in star Wars. It's just, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, world building essentially like really good world building. In that book, Stephen, when they get into a starfighter, do they pick up a glowing orb that's floating in the air? <laughs> no, no, not at all. How bad that game was! Oh my god, I was, I was very, <laughs> I was very surprised by how little um, game stuff was specifically. I mean, they'd reference the, they'd reference the item, like they, the, the troops and the weapons and stuff were were like relevant, but the. Did you guys the play the campaign of the second game? It was yeah. such absurd nonsense. <laughs> I, they flew me out to EA Motive in Montreal to visit the studio, and they were showing me this game, and they are explaining like, what the campaign does, and I was like, what? Are you sure? <laughs> it was rough and well, awkward. And there was, all, there was also some like very key canon story stuff in there with like Luke getting Jedi artifacts and stuff. You mean but, he's killing all the bugs? Yeah, but, it was really cool. Yeah, but, but it was like, yeah, but then they'd pair it with killing bugs as the action, and then you're like, it's very on, on a wire sort of like, you're not, you can't really go off the... It's just like... But, but barely more story, than a cinematic he goes there to find an artifact which just appears in the background scene in the movie and just has zero purpose it's nothing <laughs> it's literally nothing and get mm -hmm. this like the whole theme of this game is like you are finally going to get the perspective of the imperials maybe not the entire the entire empire maybe not bad maybe there are planets that are thriving under imperial regime because they're they're rich and they've solved crime and all this stuff that that was the pitch right and you get to play a team of imperial commandos who are going to protect that order playing a lead character who's from one of these planets who was who thrived under the empire 
And within that 30 minutes, she's like, nah, Empire's bad. The Literally, the Palpatine hologram is going to blow up their own loyal planet, and they're going to become a rebel. And it's like, wait, what? What? Like, every step of this is just complete nonsense. And then, uh, yeah, the whole game's trash. And <laughs> EA ruined another Star Wars game because EA sucks. So, uh, very disappointing. Well. All right, Rob, tell so, us how you really feel about it. Like, you know, it's so bad. The creative director like, EA sucks. immediately, immediately. And then EA, Disney took the license away from the company. Uh, it, it's oh, embarrassing. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is, by the way, Battlefront 2 is the game that the night before release, like, I think it was Bob Iger and Disney executives got on the call with EA and said, fucking no, because there was so much negative reaction to the microtransactions and the pay to win aspect. They removed the entire ecosystem and store from the game. The hour of release. I'm not even exaggerating. Star Wars Battlefront 2 came out and they had to redo the whole game the day wow. of because it was generating so, so much so, bad press for Star Wars. And then, geez, and then, the, 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 so they lost the license, the 10 year exclusive license. And now we have Star Wars games being built by other studios, right? So, so never play it is what you're saying. So it's fucking trash. No, no, no. I want to don't never play it because they spent two, three years doing damage control and they repaired a lot of the game and they added a oh, lot okay. of features and a lot of stuff. So it's, it's it's infinitely better than what it was at launch, and it's a lot better than the first game, which was a third of a game that they rushed to get out with the Force Awakens. It felt like a, a demo. It felt like a demo for the second game. Exactly, but okay. you got to realize if you're a fan of like the old Battlefronts or the Battlefield games from the same developer, it's like a very arcade version of that. So it's like it's an it's an arcade shooter. So if you're into that, but if you're into like a a really great shooter, it is it is not that at all okay. but it's fun star wars now at least you know but they so. but the but the the, the plot the, the plot element you were talking about there at the beginning they didn't did they fix that or fix is what, that the story stuff yeah no the campaign's absolute trash okay. they completely fucked right. it up it's, it's, well it's, it's just <laughs> you, you, you you brought that up and it reminded me of that one dude that was at the party in the first episode of obi-wan where he was talking about like the empire's rolling in the credits for us you know that uh, that kind of guy was like sure. hmm that would be an interesting. You want to angle. talk about slaves? Well, <laughs> it's, right. It's, I feel like the because of exactly when the Star Wars sequel started coming out, the political and kind of social environment shifted pretty quickly because a lot of that early extra canon stuff outside the movies was very much like, oh no, there were some planets under the Empire that weren't entirely evil. Um, and they were just kind of left to be alone, and the people didn't have bad motivations, or they thought they were doing good, they were just misled. And then, um, you know, Force Awakens came out in, what, 2015 or whatever? And then yep. very quickly they were like, let's not focus on that narrative so <laughs> so strongly. Well, because well, Force um, Awakens reinforced the space Nazis idea. Right. Well, And, you, and, and you're not going to get, you can't humanize Anyone that. who was a Star Wars fan up until, like, Disney got Star Wars knows that, like, it used to be you'd find a Star Wars fan and, like, one of the first questions would be like, oh, Rebel or Imperial? Like, mm -hmm. and because everybody, they, and, and it wasn't like nobody liked what? the Empire, but like the aesthetic that want, who they wanted to fly TIE fighters or Hells, pilot yeah. AT well, and ATs, or do you want to pilot an X Wing? Well, and the, like, the, 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 my, my favorite Star Wars game, the one that I've played by far the most, Empire at War, like that's <laughs> literally your choice. Like, what well, they, they added bounty hunters later, but like, mm -hmm. it was, it was Rebellion or Empire. And that's when I discovered that I am worse than the Emperor in charge of the empire because all i did was have you have you rob have you played empire at war i played every star wars game yeah okay so all i, I did war. all i did was researched up to the point where i could build the death star and because i sucked at ground battles but was good at space battles 
I would just blow the planet up in mid-space battle. <laughs> I blew up half the fucking galaxy. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like You're just it, like the whole You're bottom evil. of the map was yeah. rubble because I couldn't deal with ground force. Tarkin would be proud, man. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. And uh yeah, your screen tells me you're a morb head. Tells yeah, baby. Morbius yeah. sweep. <laughs> Summer of Morbius, the decade. I know you've been tweeting you've been tweeting about that. Oh, I have never laughed so hard in my life when watching the Morbius Twitter account, like tweet out like video or number one downloaded movie. Number on one Apple movie in Apple TV. And all yes. the tweets are like more scanning for morb heads, and it's like more billion dollars. And it's it's the funniest, <laughs> most I've never seen such positivity on Twitter in my life. For a bad well, movie. Yeah. My favorite my favorite part now is there's a bunch of people that are like, no, no, you don't understand. We're making fun of it, not laughing with you. And like, we don't give a shit. Like Someone people, tried to pe- correct me. Uh, people are scared. They're like, guys, stop, stop memeing it. It's gonna get a sequel. It's like and that's what I looked I, I saw only that part of it, and I'm like, why do why do you give a shit if it gets a sequel? They're like it's backfiring. It's like what's backfiring? Like you mean you mean <laughs> you're you mean you're actually a cynical <laughs> asshole? You're not just pretending to be one? Like right. is that what Right. Someone tweeted something weeks ago before this Morbid Super stuff. Morbid time. Morbid, oh, it's Morbid time all day, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Someone tweeted something weeks ago where it's like, you know, Morbius lost or made X amount of dollars or something. And I responded saying, but it's the summer of Morbius. What are you talking about? And then some guy, like, <laughs> and it got like hundreds of likes, just a random funny. And someone replied to me saying, what are you talking about, Rob? It, it lost like this much money. And then like <laughs> a thousand Morbid just jumped on this poor guy and he got ratioed into oblivion for trying to like explain to me that Morbius lost money. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, <laughs> you, you walked into a trap, my friend. There's a, there's, there's a fan base for everything. Do you know who started this though? Do you know how what? this all began? This Morbius sweep shit? Yeah. Because of how? Tyrese. Oh, Tyrese. Of course. Yes. Tyrese, who may or may not be an idiot. <laughs> Took his fake screenshot. I mean, or maybe he's brilliant. Or maybe he's an absolute marketing <laughs> guru, like up there with Ryan Reynolds. He, he, um, he, he'll be the one they blame when the sequel comes out. Yeah, well, he's yeah. the star of the sequel, obviously. Um, yeah. And he, he uh, give him his robot arm back if you do put him in this. Yes, someone photoshopped Martin Scorsese at this premiere for Morbius. Oh, that's the, right. right. That's I wish right. there was the premiere. They came like, to that. He posted um, it. And he posted they, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they, they made this great fake quote saying, I was wrong about superhero movies. This is absolute cinema. And Tyrese like, Instagram, they yeah. said, oh my he God, did. the legend. And he, he tags did. the director of the film, Daniel Espinosa. And then he's like, yep. you've made an amazing film. This is incredible. Scorsese, the king of Hollywood says this is amazing. And everyone, and he, he hashtags Morbius sweep. And so the entire world has picked up on this, and now everything is like Morbius is is oh has made trillion dollars the box office. It's going to get all sorts of sequels. He's in the Doctor Strange deleted scenes. Obviously, he's all he right, Wanda, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, no, no, I saw that, and I even uh, when I did Film Chunky Live, I talked about that too, and I was like, ouch. But it's like, <laughs> like, dude, you, you, you mean? And then you got the other actor that you worked with, which is uh, I forgot. Oh, his the name. the comedian. The, yeah, yeah, the the comedian. Glasses, I've actually yeah. seen him live too, which is funny. I've actually seen his stand up live like years ago. But um, oh, yeah, he, yeah. Tra- he talked about how much it was like butchered. Like his, his scenes were butchered. And it's like, yeah, we know that. But Tyrese is like, yeah, look at that. I mean, when he did that, I was like, oh my God. And Dude, hey, Tyrese whatever. Is like, you know, he hates on The Rock because they didn't make enough Fast and Furious movies for Tyrese to make money. He doesn't give a shit. He just wants paydays yeah. and right. appearances. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if Morbius does actually get a sequel, then but, uh, Oscars. I, I, I would personally yeah. 
I, I, I'm with Steven on the. I, I, I want to see an Espinoza cut where, like, you put all the shit that you took out of the movie back, well, including, including all of the this robot arm. I, I don't honestly, I would, I wouldn't be, I would be surprised, but I, <laughs> uh, because I think a lot of it was cut for budgetary, like to avoid having to do CGI on some stuff. But I would be very curious to see if the trending kind of popularity convinces Sony to try to milk it a little bit, maybe by doing an Espinoza cut or something. Um, I'd hope so. That'd be but, funny. That'd, that'd be funny. It's not just the Morbius failure. Of, I mean, and I'm you know, seriously, it's the greatest movie I've ever made, obviously. But like the the post credit scenes of how they like butchered and embarrassed Michael Keaton, oh, like, God. and now there's like some rumors that Keaton's done playing Vulture. That that completely derails any Sinister Six plans because they've Morbius is you know in the trash, but also Oscar winning, right? Um, and then Keaton's gone. And then this Craven movie, I mean, question marks, right? So, like, what are they doing? Like, what are the What are the question marks with Craven? It's it's filming, right? It's filming, but there's zero confidence in it, and and also there's no Spider Man in it. Like, what are we doing? Con you know what I mean? Con confidence from who? Like the studio, or you mean people just aren't hyped for it? Uh, how do I answer this? Both. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, okay. The but isn't it weird that they have three Spider Man who everyone's like dying to see, and you're like, no. Madam Web, which is hilarious because even going with Madam Web is like that's the key to doing as many Spider like then just do a hundred Spider Man movies. Well, like see, now and, that you got Madam Web in and, there, and, like, and, and it, it's even it's even goofier and like somewhat more cynical because a lot of these people that don't want the more that are fearful that the Morbius sequel is going to happen. Like I think a lot of them truthfully believe that their plan to get Morbius to fail so that Sony will sell Spider-Man to Marvel Studios. That's I think absurd. they feel like it's failing. And it, it, it's a delusional fucking plan, Rob. Well, no, that's why, that's why, that's why, but that's exactly why people are like, guys, stop memeing it. Oh, okay. because they're scared that the, they're scared. Well, they're, they're scared they're a sequel. They're scared that the memes are going to stop Marvel from buying back all their character. It's just, right. it's oh, good exactly. God. It's yeah, so weird. stupid. No, it's what. It, 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 sir, you know this, Rob. You know there are people that believe that and think that. It, and and I, you can tell them till you you're blue in the face, guys. Sony's not going. Sony's never going to sell. Spike, no. They're just going to keep trying no. again. Why would they? And, they would never and, need to. And, 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 and here, worst case scenario, if like Madame Web and El Muerto fails, then that El might fight, then then that might finally <laughs> push them to say, okay, let's give Andrew his third movie. I totally forgot about El Muerto before you said that right now. I'm like, and, and like, hey, now what, it's that CinemaCon in front of the whole theater. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I even made a joke on it too. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were hoping for more, you know, Andrew Garfield or whatever the fuck we got El Muerto, you know, and, and what, what's the, what's the singer's dude? Oh, rapper uh, named uh, Bad Bunny, right? Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And he promises it's not gonna be like the. It's gonna be good. I, I, I officially. I'm like, oh, I'm confident now. Thank you I, I, for I, reassuring I, I, me. I, 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 even more so now. I have more. I have so much more faith in Blue Beetle than. <laughs> oh, the, after yeah. seeing that costume, uh, my yeah. God! I, I had to verify because, like, you know, you see an image like that, and it's like, okay, is this real? And then someone posted a set video, and I'm like, "Wow, that's fucking real." Okay. Uh, well, Zolo uh, commented on it. He said it's very flexible, and you know, he was. I think he responded to the the leak. Yes. You know what I mean? so yeah. 
Yeah. He also, yeah, he said he even did it. He was like, "Thank you for all the uh, the, right. the great." I mean, I for anytime a costume gets re, you know revealed, man, there's always a discourse. There's usually always a discourse. Maybe every now and again, there's not. But when it came to the Blue Beetle costume that we just saw, everybody was like, "Holy shit!" They That's, pulled it off. How did they do like that? The most harmonious discourse yes, around a decent costume reveal that I've seen I in like years. Barely you know what? Anybody. Here's what they've got to do. If if Morbius can get greenlit for a uh, oh, for God, a sequel by some Morbius. by some freak chance, <laughs> well, well, blue well, I know, I know. But I was just trying to I was just trying to pick this nut of like, if but if it's it's ridiculous to but as a thought experiment, if if they were to make a sequel, like how do you fix this? Like you got to capitalize on the memes, but also like that's a dangerous road to go down to make an equally really? terrible movie just intentionally this time. Um, and, um, and I think that the key is by, by having Sam Raimi direct it and put him against, um, yes. Andrew Garfield yeah. Spider-Man. Um, no, like, like, like imagine Ra having Toby Toby Maguire or did I say Andrew Garfield have Toby Maguire and like Raimi the shit out of it. Like get like the, the, the snap zooms and the, like the, the scary the part is that would work. That yeah, would work. Yeah, it would, it would, it would work. work. It would. It would. I mean, Sony does weird shit though. You remember this like Men in Black twenty two Jump Street crossover oh, they're talking God. about? Like, I I always think they would because you watched Venom two and like I love so Venom two. I fucking love the Venom Tom Hardy scenes. I think I could watch yes, a movie with them. Just yes, in a, that's what's so great about all talking about the physical comedy. It's mind blowingly great. And Circus nailed it. Anytime Venom is not on on in frame, it's like I don't want to watch this. It can't just go. Yeah. Away, you know? So like. It's become yeah. they've really embraced the funniness and goofiness of Venom in that combo. I think if they just there's probably a way to do a version of that with Morbius, where he's like part lovable guy who's helping kids and loving doctors in his own weird way, but also like goofy and psychotic and meme filled. It's probably a smart, clever way to do that. And, and Leto could pull that off. Of course, Leto could totally do that. I think of course he could. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd love to see that. Whether it happens, I don't know. But I'd rather see that than half his other shit they're talking about at Sony. So um, I. I, I I don't have a bad like I don't have. As opposed a, to El Muerto, I, I'm still yeah. a novice when it comes to so like when it when it comes to Marvel. So it's like Madam Web. I'm like okay, some what? Is, why is this? I don't even know what Stephen means when he says Madam Web is the key to doing multiple. Think multiverse, have, but through I mean, Madam she, Web. She, yeah. she, she yeah. imagine if the multiverse was held together by spider webs, and there was an old woman that controlled the spider webs. <laughs> There you so go. So, like the widow of the web from Crow I'm is like controlling the multiverse. If they don't use no yeah. doubt in that fucking movie, come on. Uh, leave a yeah. Anyways, so, um, but back to which, Blue Beetle. Which is hilarious. No, 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 we're sticking with this. <laughs> so, it is hilarious because you have like Into the Spider Verse where, the, where they're just like, here's your Spider Verse. And then you've got Sony who's like, no, we've got to do venom and then morbius and then craven and then madam web and then we can do the multiverse and it's like no just just you can just jump in dude like, yeah. <laughs> yeah you already did with the anime yeah right I, animated you, by there, there's already uh, a precedent set by them at least they, at least they have that all right because into the spider-verse is fucking phenomenal one of the best things ever fucking made and, and, animations top-notch we're getting two more of those and thank god you know, with all this other shit that we're getting, it's like, all right, yeah, we could watch that. Cool, whatever. It's we all just kind of go, oh, they fucked it up. Michael Keaton, what the hell did they do with him? And but now, but at least we can look forward to the Across the Spider Verse Part One. 
thank God they at least have that. Mm -hmm. I mean, right, Jesus right, Christ. Yeah. But black, but, but <laughs> see, the vodka is kicking in. Um, back to Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Is what I'm trying Blue. to say yeah. yes. Yeah, that costume. I mean, I what I really like is that WB is going. All right, we're going to shoot outside. There's going to be a lot of paparazzi. There's going to be. A, they lean into it, just like go they did with uh, Batgirl. Love Solo. Go this, for it. This is the just second. Go, yes. This is, this is like the second. That's another thing, Rob. Is the fact that it's like this is you have a you have an actor who is coming off a very successful series, Cobra Kai. In, like and the fact, tens that, of millions of people know him from that, right? Yes. So it's like, yeah. Everybody's going like, I even had people like in my comments, in my mentions going, holy shit, it's a dude from Cobra Kai. I'm like, you didn't know that he was Blue Beetle? I'm like, but the fact is like, they, they were like excited the fact that because they know Cobra Kai. <laughs> And they see him, and they're like, "Yeah, he's Jaime Reyes. It's like this is this is going to be something." And, and and you can tell that that that, that clearly there there is now a definitive effort for these. For, this is where my controlled leak theory for the last number of years is actually coming is actually being proven yes. true because they're totally you, leaning into you, it. You left Batgirl a completely open set in Glasgow, and there was so much fucking video and even the directors and, were like, "Come on." They're leaning hard into that, no question totally. about it. That was a big and Keaton push, too. I think it's like, yo, this oh, yeah, coming, the flash is coming, you're gonna meet him, let's go, baby. Where he's, he's right. back, yeah. you know, yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, when, when you see those set images that came out, I mean, it was like full on the costume, and it was like everybody, everybody collectively was like, oh my god, they just ripped it out of New 52. Jaime Reyes, look it's, at that! It's all there. It's all there. Even like, and then you show Zolo without the the helmet on too, and he's sure. just like serious. And it's like, it was almost like the whole thing was just for that. But then you see like the live video, and it's like, oh yeah, he lands on a cab. That's what they were shooting. He well, lands on a cab, and it's gonna be one of those. Oh my god! Ha ha! Yeah, <laughs> Batgirl did a similar thing where I don't know if it was intentional or not, but there was a lot of opportunity for like good paparazzi photos. That really right. ended up being like pretty good marketing, kind of. Yes, the uh, they, uh, like we were, like they ended up being some of them ended up being better than the we, actual promo shot. That's Sorry. we, we yeah. had talked. Well, we had talked about that before about yeah. how like the the the. How divided and polarizing the promo shot was, and then people that were upset with that really liked the set shots of the of the of the, the especially that one where she was standing on the rooftop wearing the goggles. And they yeah. were like, okay, no, now it looks badass. Like it looks so much better, like on set. Yeah. Although it, it's funny because yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't hate the blue beetle suit. It, it is a little like you, <clears throat> I look at it and it's very clearly like a rubber plastic. Like yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't feel, but it's something that I see and I, I can see how it will look good on film, I think, oh, or, totally. or can be touched up in a lot of ways. I think with lighting so, and, and coloring, it's going to look pretty cool. Yeah, I do, I do too. It's going to look really good, and then there's going to be actually... added CGI to it too, with the, you know, the yeah. scarab on the back and yeah. like doing like what it and needs to do. That's sure. why I wasn't that's hating it. I just find it funny because people normally like freak out about on-set stuff um, when like I think it looks fine you know what, usually, I... and people freak out, and it's like, dude, it's going to look different with lighting or whatever. And then this is the one that I see where I'm like, I, I saw it and I expected people to be like, whoa, that looks like a Halloween costume. And then everyone was actually freaking out. So I don't even know what people are complaining about when they see set photos of costumes anymore. Cause well, I think, I think this is a unique case. So I think blue beetles is niche enough where like people who like, like the character can get behind this. Like the fact that they're making blue beetle finally. And with yeah. a guy like Zolo, you're like, Oh, he it's easy to get behind yeah. this now, especially maybe... at a time and an era like this. The yeah. second part of it is for all the talk, like, you know, we in our crowd, like, we, 
we're following along we love this but i think the blue beetle thing like has not hit mainstream yet no, right? no. despite the cost no. nobody fucking knows right outside no. of us so it's like that's obviously the marketing sell but the people who are in it already are like yeah they're doing it fuck yeah and everything's like we're they're doing it right so far right so it's easy to get behind but it's funny for a typical dc movie costume reveal this and even background to a certain extent but this one most of all has generally been under the radar like it didn't trend and blow up like the other costume feels do like when you first see wonder right. woman or bat yeah like, obviously it's a different tier of character but um i think that's what it is if we more popular maybe the reaction would be right to your point ray about the control it's, it's absolutely that like when they shoot outside the plan and marketing budget they know these are the dates we're going outside these are the headlines going to control this is what's going to trend on twitter they, it's all planned mm -hmm. like they, they know absolutely. it's going to happen it, and it's so it's intentional in the way sometimes it's just they know it's going to happen because it has to happen but yeah. this happened with Guardians. I mean, if you saw like the the final costume things of Nebula and Chris Pratt on set, like their hair oh, was for, perfect. Oh, for the, oh, for the third the one, camera for, for, for Guardians the, three. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. funny how the reshoot set shots are perfect in costume, mm -hmm. perfect yeah. angle, <laughs> and it happens the same week they're doing the cosmic rewind reveal at Walt Disney World for the Guardians ride. What? Dropping it's, online. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Huh? Fucking right. coincidence! What's crazy, right? Exactly. And just when Chris Pratt is getting bad press and James Gunn's him, it's all happening the same week. Weird. <laughs> that was all the same week, damn. And it's right. also <laughs> the next marketing drop for Jurassic World's coming out. It's like huh? interviews with Chris Pratt right now while this is happening. How interesting that they've converted the entire Google search algorithm towards these four topics in the same week. Wow. Look <laughs> over here. <laughs> anyway, absolutely, yeah. it's 100 percent planned, and the yeah. like agencies and, and marketing teams that work on this—it's so diabolical, like how I, I, the layers I, of this. I am honestly, as a fan, just like happy that because I wasn't even—I didn't even know. Like, apparently, this thing's been filming for a minute, and I didn't yeah. even know that it had gotten to the filming stage. And you know, because of all this other stuff with Zaslav, like you know cutting you know like penny pinching with warner brothers discovery i was like okay anything that isn't nailed down or at least has started filming is potentially in jeopardy sure. and i did not want that film to be on the chopping block because one they, they they changed it it's going to get a theatrical release it was originally going to be hbo max exclusive but it does have a theatrical release date and two it has it, there's a cultural opportunity with the film dave as you certainly know so like yes, I, yeah. I did i so i don't want that i didn't want that film to get cut now it definitely won't be because well, because it's funny. and and maybe they're finally cluing onto this but like dc's like latin audience is so hardcore and it's just crazy to me that they haven't done more to service that but maybe this is the 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 first big part of that but I mean, you see this stuff though. Like, and Batgirl. Like, is it CCXP that's in Brazil? Yeah. Um, yes. By the like, way, Sony's biggest marketing push is CCXP. That's where they do all their yeah. uh, Spider Man and Venom stuff. That's their biggest market. But, like, but, they but, focus all. Yeah. But remember the big Wonder Woman event that CCXP had a couple of years ago that was, that, was, oh, yeah. that like, blew up, that was massive. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, yeah. I think that's the first trailer and everything. Yeah. Speaking to sure. Steven's point, yeah, no, this, they, they really should have like mined that years ago. But hopefully, this is the first big push for it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think to what you're saying, Ray, I, I hope all these films, like even if they're like the low, you know, the budget situation, Disney, uh, sorry, Discovery, I understand the reasoning of not putting $75 million films like repeatedly on streaming services versus the subscriber accounts. But if it's a $35, $40, $50 million film, like why, why not give it a theatrical run if it's good? Like if Blue Beetle's yeah. great, 
great response. Like it only See, has to make X amount opening weekend. Yeah, Word of I mouth am, positive. If it's positive, nothing else matters. I, I it have helps. No, yeah, and I have no issues. Too. And I have no issues with that. I have no issues with that whatsoever. I mean, imagine just having a Nightwing film. Like, remember when that was going to be a thing? I mean, Why would you how small? Fifty million. Just let them. No matter yeah, what. Fifty no million. What you make That's a pack it. in syndication and streaming after the fact. You sell it internationally. Right. It's pre-sold. Yes. Fucking exactly. Do that ten times a year. You yeah. can't go wrong. God damn it. You could have like a small Nightwing film, just like just like to bear the bones. Like, hey, Nightwing goes Bloodhaven and fucking just it's just taking on shit, and it's like minimal special effects, whatever the fuck, and then it's just it's all just fight choreography. You get the guys from John Wick, get them in there, like have like this kind of movie, and it yes. fucking blows up to like yeah. yeah. But if you do yeah. ten of those and three of them hit, it's just a massive success. Like exactly. And, and you don't have to worry about any rules. And, and if they don't, budgets, you know? they're an, they're an IP that can go on a streaming service that's gonna have an audience. Yeah, like, exactly. And it, right away you measure. Oh, we did ten of these. These three work. Boom. Three more sequels. Yeah. It's done. And try it again. Yeah. It's 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 absurd to me, especially with the the content overflow we have now to fill these streaming services and 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 to fill spots in like theaters between the massive event films why wouldn't you do this well like, that's that's what i was saying about before about the box office focusing too much it's like um every single um like every single pitch is 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 uh, like supposed to be a home run and so so you either hit a foul ball or a home run it's like why don't you just like pack the bases dude like you can just hit <laughs> load the bases well, yeah. but imagine Blue Beetle comes out and no one gives a shit. They put no money by marketing, right? It's a forty million dollar film. They throw it in theaters. What if it gets like ninety percent critical approval or something? The two baseball like nerds were yes, like, "What?" Totally. <laughs> yeah, right? it's been a while. I remember. I thought it was like a pack, but no, no, no. it was like a T-ball probably. So I laughed, and, and Ray was like, "Load the bases, <laughs> Stephen." And I just that, that was just what that was just a moment. That was great. Okay, yeah. no, 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 no. We get what you're saying. We get yes, what you're we exactly saying. Like, with the terminology. Yeah, <laughs> but like, get some people on base. Whatever, whatever you want me to say. But the point and is, a grand salami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh that was good. That was yeah. <laughs> packed the base. Oh, <laughs> Ray was like. Glad. Load the bases, and I was sitting there just laughing. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Yeah, no, I, I really did. That 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 made that made this whole stream. Steve. <laughs> no, but, uh, but 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 no, but no. Those, but I get what you're saying. I get. We do saying. agree. Yeah, like for sure. Because, yeah. but but no, the, just load it up. And, you know? and, and if that's the plan, you know, because I guess that's what we're all kind of waiting for. Is what is the plan going to be for DC's IP going forward? And Look, not wonder yeah. twins no oh, definitely oh, sorry, nope. um but and whoever the girl from yellowstone prequel is because that was the other who's going to be the other one but look my whole thing is just just it's time for dc studios well just i mean, give them their yeah, own really studio is. and just it really is. Do that, that. oh that yeah Deborah scares, Snyder's gonna host that right that she's gonna run scares that? me no, as I'm much as i i and <laughs> as much as i like the idea it also like it's like the easiest way to get good enough movies. No, I okay. Like, it, 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 listen, it, and I know where you're, I know where you're going with this because yes, once you do that, once you give them the same kind of autonomy that Marvel Studios has, because that's, that's could potentially go down the same road. That, I when it. when you get that like like bespoke studio situation, that, that's how you often end up with the like, oh, here is this movie that we, we can guarantee that this does at least 700 million every single time. Let's just make a million of these. And it's like, right. can't, 
as opposed to like it not the, it's it's I'm not a huge fan of how they've been managing their slate recently, but like there's diversity and there's box office success, and there's budget variety, and like you compare that to what's every single Marvel movie is like two two hundred fifty million dollars budget. Um, See, I'm, it all I'm looks still... the same. They all make eight hundred fifty to a billion dollars. Like it's just it, it, it's like they figured out how to make a good up. enough like just crank it out. They're all yeah. yeah. Why is there no more black label? movies like well, joker see, like see, and, and, like remember like todd phillips said it like oh yeah i pitched like three more characters i'm like and, where are those fucking characters and, 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 you made a billion dollars with this what are you doing and, and that's doing? And, and that's well they didn't hope. make a billion dollars the movie grossed a million dollars but all the investors made it not not oh, wb yeah, <laughs> but, yeah but, 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 but but see that but that's yeah. that's where my that's where my optimism i guess for it comes into play because my think my thinking of it is the reason that you're not seeing those is because DC is still just a division under Warner Brothers and they're not taking it as seriously as they should. And it's too, so way ridiculous. too big of an IP to simply be a division under another studio. It should be its own content vertical. It should be its own studio because you have too much there. And it, and it, what's even more infuriating about it is that, you know, at least with Marvel, they have the excuse of, well, we don't own the Spider-Man rights and we can't play ball with Universal for Hulk. We had to buy Fox to get X-Men and Fantastic Four back, right? So at least they have those excuses. There's no fucking excuses for DC. You have everybody at your disposal whenever you want. What the fuck? So. And I think that's what Dave Zaslav is saying is, what the fuck? I mean, honestly, I think he's coming in just going, what the fuck? I mean, look at the whole JJ thing. JJ, that that whole deal. I mean, I mean, that article came out. That was interesting. Like, that was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I did the whole stream about it, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, he was supposed to be like this savior, and I mean, yeah, he's doing stuff in in original content, sure. And I'm like, I'm curious to see what that is, but he was supposed to be like the savior of DC and Superman, you know, Justice Superman, League, which yeah. But, well, you're surprised that. In an attempt to fabricate a slate out of nothing, Warner Brothers threw a bunch of money at a single person who didn't deliver on. I what know, right? Like, I know. Oh, not, I, th know this I, is a... <laughs> I get it. I get that. I get that. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. And and but remember, see that remember there was a day that Joss Whedon was going to do a whole bunch more with DC oh, too. Oh like, Jesus! This is just but, like but, every single. I mean, like I, I love Zach, but like that's what they did with Zach too. It's just like one person after another where they say like, "How about you just chill the fuck out." And make some movies instead of being like we got to get this whole slate up because like you've been doing that for 20 years now like yeah just and 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 i guess at least they're making movies now so it's not like there's nothing True. going on but it's right. just this repeated attempt to like fabricate this this slate and it's but like then you, you don't... got somebody like zaslav coming in and going what the fuck like what are you doing you're just throwing a bunch of fucking money at like berlanti and i mean obviously berlanti you know he had a run he almost had a decade of fucking shows and everything like that it's like cool but now that time is you know run its course and then of course you have you know you have jj who is going oh yeah um i'm gonna do all this thing and then he goes by the way speed racer on apple tv <laughs> it's like which I'm curious well, about, and I know we all, you know, we have a secret love for that. Well, yeah, but I, I love the Wachowski speed. Oh, yeah, racer, the Wachowski so did a fantastic. JJ Abrams job. speed racer to me sounds very much like, yeah, that'll be fine. But like, 
I don't love yeah. Wachowski Speed Racer because I'm like player. a Speed Racer fanatic. Yes, I no, I, 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 I completely foresee a scenario where Steven writes a piece about you know <laughs> what the Speed Racer show got wrong that the movie got right. I could totally see that. Being a, a and Rob's like, yeah, I guess I'd have to prove that. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to prove that that article, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all very. I mean, because we're like what three years into the the contract that JJ got, Bad Robot. Is it three or two and a half, or uh, we're halfway uh, through? Right. I think it's like two Something or three, like somewhere that. like that. Yeah. And, I thought the know, money was more too, because it wasn't like half a billion at the time. But I they, thought it was half a billion, but then all of a sudden I'm reading an article and it's like it was a quarter of a billion. I, right. like, I thought it was 250 million was what it was. Yeah, but I thought it was a half a billion. I maybe, it was a maybe, billion. maybe that was a opportunity. Mandela for, effect. Well, maybe that was a reward. Like that, that was like a step up, like if he met certain okay yeah, criteria. Yeah, possibly. But yeah, no, that's. But I mean, like, I mean, my disappointment is like I like. I mean, like J.J. Abrams in the 2000s and even in the 2010s early, he did great. I mean, I like his Star Treks. I like Super 8. I like the Cloverfield well, shit. His mission, as great as what I love what Christopher McQuarrie has yeah. done with Mission Impossible, the last, you know, and what he's going Three. to do. But Mission Impossible 3 set that up. Like laid the gr- like laid the the foundation for what Macquarie has done with the franchise going forward because that's what brought yeah. that's what brought Benji in that's what that's what changed like that they finally got on a consistent train in terms of like the action instead of bouncing between Brian De Palma again, and John Woo. We 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 share our love for Mission Impossible Two, Stephen. Right. Right. Oh yeah, Mission Impossible Two is fucking insane. I don't dislike it's, the movie. I love it. I love it's a good movie, Mission but it's wait, wait, wait. You saying how is it not the weakest of the whole franchise, though? Oh, it is. It, it, well, it, by it, by oh, what yeah. standard? I mean, it's well, like no, no, no. I'll back up. Mission it's like a, is it's the best film franchise ever made. What? So, because yeah, too much stuff. But it's it's a it, it, it's not fair to compare it because it, it it's it's a, like a different genre. Like it, it is. And, totally. and, I, and that's like an understatement of like, it's just totally. this like cracked out John Woo insanity. But the, of the like, is, did it work amazingly? To me, it didn't. I, I really enjoy watching it, you know, but I mean, what was, was, when was the last, below, when was the last time you watched? Yeah, but I wouldn't, but, but uh, when I, we say, I want to say when Rogue Nation came out, probably. Cause when we sorry, say like, when we say like a tier below, even that is like, it's hard for me to say because I would never, I can't talk about it in the context of the other, it's not like I watch it's, it and I'm like I watched yes. when we came out of it and thought there was a lot of stupid shit and I was kind of annoyed. But like if you, if, if like, you watch it yeah, more. If you watch it as just this standalone like John Woo directed movie starring Tom Cruise where they just go balls to the walls with everything. Yeah, I was fucking like, annoyed seeing the motorcycles and the the frame rate yeah. change so the birds yes. the thing and I was like this is <laughs> fucking stupid. That was the point though, Rob. Like it's that's just part of the, hey. the I don't care. I don't care that the tires change from street bike to fucking. Are you changing bike. the argument? Care. I'm saying it's the weakest Mission Impossible film, but all the Mission Impossible right. films are great. Okay. Are you guys saying it's not the worst Mission Impossible? Film? No, I'm well, saying I'm saying that I, it it doesn't even feel 
fair to rank it because it's it's it exists. absolutely fair to rank them. There's fucking six of them. <laughs> yeah, but there's but there's five movies that Good are shit about your genre. Uh, no, but there, but but there's but there's five movies that like try to do the same thing, and then there's one movie that like does something entirely okay, different. it's like how about you rank all the Star Wars movies and throw one John Wick movie in there? Like, <laughs> is it Star Wars John Wick? Okay. No, it's just John Wick. I love okay. passion. I love it. Is Ethan Hunt in that film? Okay, it's uh, uh, the worst one. Okay, to be fair, to be, I, I see where I see, Dave. I see what they're both saying. Oh, I totally do too. I do too. I just love Steven's because I love. I still love Mission Impossible too. It holds a special place in my heart because I love John Woo. That's it. Yeah, it, it Mission it, Impossible it, Two gave us Hugh Jackman Wolverine. You should all be thankful. To, 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 to be fair, yeah, because Doug Scott. All right, yeah. Yeah. there's exactly. there are like twelve mask fakeouts in that movie. Yes, there are. <laughs> there's, yes, there are. There's it's rubber, amazing. The rubber mask. All right, all right. Is so sorry, overused. sorry. Go Ray. Go Ray. What do you guys say? I was just gonna say that, that to be fair, like through the six Mission Impossible movies, <laughs> I would say that four of them try to do the same thing i think that jj brad bird and mccrory try to do or try to do the same thing i it, it, scott and i have actually talked about this the first film is very different the first film is the like a, a, the, the, the pure spy so movie and yeah. then they just went still, the other way with favorite. john woo and the balls to the wall action although it, it is funny how like going from one to two but then particularly after that and compare it and i tweeted about this the other day compare it to um to like fast and the furious and how both of them in relatively similar levels of like exponential growth ratcheted up what they're doing yet somehow like fast and furious like leaned into the turn into like the burnout and they're just like way out here and and somehow mission impossible is like also going to space and stuff but like nobody's sitting there like I bet Mission Impossible is gonna go to space next, and they're just like, no, yeah, no, we're gonna do that. <laughs> well, half of and it then... is be- half of it is because of Tom Cruise signing his life away to actually go to fucking space. <laughs> well, the difference is that Tom Cruise goes to space and jumps out of the actually jumps out of space, yeah, really and then whereas like Fast and Furious is Tyrese going, we're in outer space, right. <laughs> <laughs> and also one is kind of shit and one's incredible, right? right. So, I, 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 I mean, when it comes to Mission Impossible, I mean, I, I still have my heart is always like my favorite is still the first one because that was authentic. Like, that's that's if you that's watch your spy you, movie, yes, out of, that's out of the it's Mr. Phelps and all that stuff. And and they decided to go, like, oh, yeah, Mr. Phelps, guess what? He's the bad guy and all that stuff and plot twists. And it was there was a lot of things that were just so great with that movie brian de palma and his dutch angles you know doing all that stuff i i mean it was that's still my favorite no matter what i mean like it, there's something about that that when i when i watched when i was a kid i just watched it over and over again it holds a uh, special place in my heart and the fact that when you see the trailer for dead reckoning and they brought back kentridge and i was like oh okay, man that, bringing that, back it, 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 from the first one i'm like fuck yeah um i'm really excited for it and then, of course, you see Tom Cruise just, you know, nutcase, just, you know, hitting a ramp and going into a canyon off a motorcycle. And I'm like, I, I literally like turned. I was like, they did that on purpose. They, I mean, that's like that, that's a whole fuck. That's real. There might be some. I don't know if there's some tweak in a CGI, but he really fucking did that. And it's like, what? 
Yeah. Totally. Tom Cruise. That, yeah. that whole like teaser is just like a tone setter. It's like, look at all yeah. the places we shot for real in. And it's like mm-hmm. every scene is like just gorgeous and real. And the people are real and the action is yep. real. And it's like, holy, I, I wish any other successful movie franchise even tried to get yes. a tiny bit to what this level is. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's like, you know, for, we can all hate on like certain Ridley Scott films, but you look at like, I don't like the last duel, and a lot of people do. But like, you look at that, like, any Ridley Scott film, like the amount of extras in the scene, it's all so fucking real. I wish the franchises we talk most about would just try to do that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. get on their level. You're not playing in the right. same yeah. ballpark as. And this is the tone. It goes back to our Star Wars Tony Gilroy. Like when he's shooting scenes, it set, sets up a sequence, and there's a vehicle driving through a street, and you look at the extras, the costumes, the extras, the, the scene, and it's like the the music, everything. It's a whole different fucking game he's playing. Compared to what we're seeing from Mandalorian and Boba Fett and everything else, I, I, feel I, like... I, I feel like the I feel like <clears throat> if if, we, if we're looking for directors on it, like Gilroy for sure, I think Reeves is like that. I think what he does as far as like the realism and and, and what you're talking about with extras, I think that was definitely yeah. Present. Reeves is legendary. I mean, the, the, yeah. those apes films and it's the cinematography scenes in Batman, right. same well, thing. But, but, but I mean, it's few and far between. I thought what was really revelatory sure. about that. Speaking of Ridley Scott and Last Duel specifically, is. Um, it was really fascinating and one of the and this ties back to what we were talking about with the volume earlier also with when you're asked to have to try less hard you you try less hard and um and one of the things affleck said about working on the last duel with ridley scott because he's always fascinating because he'll work on a movie with someone and then talk about them as a director observing a director and he was talking about ridley scott using digital cameras and how he learned a lot about like the workmen like the the way that Ridley Scott would would run the set and get this the everything set up and he says because with digital cameras it enables you to like be more efficient because it's not as demanding on the lighting and it's not as demanding of these other things and so you can just kind of you can just kind of shoot and go if you want um but as a result you get a lot of a lot of bland lighting and a lot of like re- like the shots aren't perfect and whatever and he said and so Ridley Scott because of the instead of just being lazier with the digital cameras because they are more finicky or they're less finicky than film cameras he actually uses that to like get more coverage and and crank and 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 like crank up on on what he does with the lighting and as a result he has like more to work with in the end um yet he is still efficient and on time and etc and that was kind of a big thing for me because a lot of like going with digital cameras it's one of the big things that's changed with all these movies you got the 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 mcu and everything is all on digital cameras now and they're all these like pipeline like production pipeline kind of style they've got their system down and assembly line they know how to crank out these products and so that's why you get like lighting is so bland on most things um because it doesn't have to be like with a film camera you have to light it well or it's gonna look like shit Mm -hmm. um and with with a digital camera you can just shoot it and it looks fine even if you don't light it well <laughs> fine um, yeah Ugh. and yeah. um and so then the people who do take the time to light it properly even though you don't have to it really it really stands out yeah, um, well a, another another filmmaker that does that is 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 fincher fincher yeah. has been leaning yeah. into the digital cameras for well over a decade like back when there was still a major like argument in hollywood between film and digital and some are still having that argument fincher was like uh they're smaller and it's still more about and i've always said this it's more about the guy it's more about whoever not just the guy but the creative it's more about the creative behind the camera than it is about the camera itself fincher shoots old school 
with digital. He's been using red cameras for almost two decades now, and his films don't look or feel like Marvel films. Have there. you watched uh, Love Robots? Dude, Dead. awesome. I have not yet, no. The you new shouldn't. season, he actually has an episode. He fully yeah. directed animation. Okay. And it's phenomenal. It's yeah. like, it's one of those, it's 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 full-on animation, 3D. Like, the, it's not... The stunts and mocap on that is done by Freddie Busiegas, also, yeah. who is the the stunt coordinator for uh, Justice League and a bunch of other. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Steven, like, didn't you talk to Mr. Fincher about this? What? Didn't you talk what? to Mr. Fincher? No, I didn't. I didn't let me talk to Fincher. I talked what? to Tim oh, Miller. Yeah, what? I never talked to Fincher. Oh, I got. I got to send some phone calls. <laughs> that was the whole plan, Stephen. No, no, I talked to I talked to Tim Miller and uh, um, and Jennifer U. Nelson, and then uh, and then I talked to the guy who um, uh, directed Jabaro, which that one was insane. If you guys want to yeah. talk about insane animation, Jabaro, like, I had or or, like, or he that was like live action. That was live action. It, well, it does, and that was a big thing that that um, was really getting picked up from our interview was the fact that it was all it wasn't even mocap; it was all no. reference animation. Um, yeah. And for me, I watch it, and it's it's crazy because there's like, when I when I watch that, I've got I'm looking at like remembering hearing from like VFX people and animators all of these things that, that are difficult to do, and I watch this and I'm like, okay, you've got multiple liquid simulations, you've got blood and water mixing together, you've got reflections in the gold, you've got different types of jewels. Her costume has all sorts of jewels and gold coming off of it. Then there's reflections in the water, splashes. There's dancing motion that she is doing with like there's just there's sunlight vegetation like yeah. there's so many different things going on at the same time whereas like you watch a lot of animation and you'll notice that like the camera will shy away from certain things or they'll put it like they, they they avoid doing these things because it's like or like this is a obviously totally different style of animation but like i learned from watching the clone wars animated series um you notice that everyone wears mostly the same costumes and there's a lot of attention to like fabrics that don't have to move a lot in the way that those costumes are even designed because that's a whole part of what George Lucas designed with that was for efficient kind of animation production. And so if you watch that show, you'll notice there's not a whole lot of like flowing motion in the row and like Jedi robes and stuff until Palpatine comes in at the end of season f five or whatever, when he gets, uh, um, uh, Darth uh, Maul's brother, what's his name? Um, but oh, Savage, Savage Press, and uh, and like he shows up, and all of a sudden his costume is like all the fabrics are flowing, and I was like, oh wow, they put more budget into this one. But um, so you, like you watch you watch Yubaro, and you're like, whoa, no, they like every single thing that animators are normally like, well, how do we control cost on this? Was like not even, <laughs> just blows out the 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 difficulty. It's insane. It's insane, yeah. um, you know. And then I've actually got another one coming okay, did, tomorrow. Did, uh, you know, I don't know why I just thought about this, but did anybody seen see Alex Garland's Men? I haven't seen it. Nobody? I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I, I'm I'm curious. Good luck about if it. you do. <laughs> I mean, it's it, I'm not saying it's, it's not a bad movie. It's it's, it's pretty exceptional. I, but I, I, it's I, one of those movies where when I walked out of. Uh, uh hereditary mother and uh midsummer it was like that we're like you, you walk out going <sighs> okay you, you're just like you, you have to take a deep breath and go like oh my god i'm i don't know if i want to watch that anytime see, soon but it, it was it, good 
And, and, and those are three movies, Hereditary, Mother, and Midsummer, that I have not seen. Yeah. But I've heard you and others you talk about it. should watch it all in the night. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's a good idea. No, probably not. No, no, it's not a good. No, you you should span that out with like your your life. Like, I just <laughs> it's like it's it's just like one of those where you just kind of go like, wow, I appreciate what they were going for. Director nailed it, but fuck, it's it's always the final act that you just go, oh, whoa, oh, okay, okay, yeah, all right. You know, and no, I, you know, and, and every, every director, you know, you got Aster, you got, um, who did, um, mother fuck. I can't remember his name. Um, Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Oh, I can never say his last name. Yeah. I can never say his last name for some reason. Um, and then of course you have, uh, Alex Garland, who is very much in the sci-fi field. Very much. I mean, you got, you got ex machina, you got, you got annihilation, you got devs. Yeah, he's done, which is all phenomenal. And it's just like, whoa, this guy. And then, of course, you got the dread, which apparently he was the, oh, he the did, big. He's the big, it for reals. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it shows. It shows. And then all of a sudden he throws a curveball with, with this movie where it's just like, whew, in like the last 20 minutes, I, I, like, I shit you not, it was just, it was me going, Whoa, oh my god like just what the fuck this is insane and i and i love that but at the same time i'm walking out traumatized you know and it's just and i and i and i dig that how did we get to this point what were we talking about? well it started with you going i know this is way off topic but have you guys seen men was it like that yeah the broad yeah. topic was talking about directors who do it different. Yeah. Directors, right? That's yeah. what it is. It's directors doing their thing. It's like, yeah. and 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 I love that. But then I'm just like, all right, but Alex Garland, go back to do something sci-fi again because this movie is not sci-fi, you know. And and and, and but I appreciate the fact when directors take that, they're like, hey, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for sure. this. I'm gonna shock the fucking. I mean, I remember walking out of. Um, it's, uh, no, I think it was mother. And, you know, just looking at somebody and they're like, holy shit. And I'm like, yeah. Same thing happened with, with uh, men. I walked out, another guy who was there by himself. And he was just, and I just looked at him like, what'd you think of that? And he was like, fuck, man. <laughs> he was like, yeah. See, yeah. see for, 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 for cultural reasons, that, that was kind of, I feel like the closest relatable experience I have to that is, is coming out of the theater after Get Out. And like, yeah. get and out. That, and that was a case where like, I can't wait for Nope. I can't. Oh, wait Nope. For Nope's gonna be fucking amazing. I can't wait for that. But like, I remember. I love that it's um, not. We don't know exactly what it is. We know it's aliens. Yeah. I, we, it's aliens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But no, I, the, I love the, that. Oh. It, it was like I like I, I saw Get Out and like should have just gone straight home, but instead went to the grocery store and was like paranoid around white people for 20 minutes i really was <laughs> seriously but i remember like I, I told my boss at work uh uh about it and it took him months before he finally saw it right and so the day that he decided to announce to me that he finally saw the movie was sitting at my desk and i don't know he had gone to the break room and he had gotten a, co a coffee cup and a spoon and he walked up to me and it just, without announcing his presence, just stood behind me and started twirling <laughs> it. And I, I turn around 
I see you, and he's got like this shitty grin on his face, and it, it just I turn he's around, I see it, and it hits me, and just instinctively, I just jumped up. I was like, "Get the fuck out of my face!" Like, just <laughs> go. I was just like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "No, you can't do that. Don't do that ever again." Yeah, because holy shit! I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean I love it when director. I mean, Alex Garland. I mean. And you have, um, God, I forgot the actor's name. And I mean, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But he was, who's, uh, in the, who's in Men, but it's like, yeah. I mean, he's also, again. He, he, wasn't he the guy, like he's in he's in Casino Royale. Like he's in the, yes. the, the, the Daniel Craig Bond movies. And yeah. he was also in the very first episode of Black Mirror that everybody hates. Right? The, Which the, one? The, 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 the pig episode. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Right, you're right. Right. Yeah, he's in this. He's in men, and and when you watch it, you go, "What the fuck?" I mean, like, seriously, like, I I don't want to. I'm 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 trying to say the bare minimum when it comes to that movie because I saw one trailer and I went, "All right, this seems interesting," but it's Alex Garland. I like him, and then when I walk, when I watched it, I was like, and I'm sitting there just, I literally like went. What the, I was like going and there's like <laughs> four other people in the theater and I was going, is anybody else noticing? Uh, you know, and then because it builds up and then the last 20 minutes will seriously just go. How is this movie just R rated? This should I was like walking out going, wow, how did they what? What did Alex Garland go like? Hey, I will do the bare minimum to get it to an R rating because well, it's I, almost seemed like it was NC seventeen. Uh, 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 okay, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you say that because here's a question that I can ask the both of you and, and, and Rob, Rob, have you seen Multiverse of Madness? Yes. Okay. Should it have been rated R? No. 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 Yeah, thank you. No. Okay. Even thank even you. Aaron and I were talking about that earlier because you know it's just like. If you want an R-rated fucking Raimi movie, he's got it in his filmography. Yeah, you're asking for something very different from an R-rated film from Raimi in this case. Yeah. Yes. But I will say, but I will say that they that he did push the boundary. Oh, he did. Just not towards R. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's far away. I mean, it it did visual scenes that were creepy, but it's like if they think about it in context, like Wanda covered in blood. It wasn't blood; it was robot goo, and and it's like her doing the thing out the TV, and it's like okay, that's but she's not doing anything that's you know what I mean. It's just great abuse of you know. But at the same time, when it came to the Illuminati scene, Rob, I mean, yeah, but it's like a blue spaghetti man. It's uh, head head restructuring, and yeah, I think I think the most shocking the most shocking one was Black Bolt. Yeah, yeah, Black Bolt when he, you know, yeah. that was really cool too. I love that, like what voice, and then it zooms out and he's just like, and it's like Matrix fucking, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so great. But but I mean, do you think it was just like, do do you think that when when Raimi signed on, he was like, all right, I'm gonna like, I'm totally about what you guys have to continue on and whatever the fuck, you know, like, hey, you have to continue your story. This is all a big, huge story, of course. We got to do the next movie and whatever, but let me do what I want to do in this movie. Do you think that that was like the thing that happened? Like when when Raimi signed on, he was like, hey, I'm going to do my thing, but I will incorporate what you need. And Kevin Feige was like, okay. Yeah, I think it was. A, I think it was a real collaboration. Obviously, it's yeah. well documented. This wasn't. Sam Raimi did not come in with the pitch for this film at all. 
But I think the idea no. of this film, if you really break it down, it's a chase film. And I think that works with kind of like it is a chase an, film, an adventure yeah. that totally. Sam Raimi can play with. And you can get things like the cool, like like the zombie strange. It's it's an it's an, you know, a necromancer style magic. You know what I mean? Yes. That, yes. But like, there's weird things going on with like the music fight that was you know lifted from a certain comic. You know what I mean? There's stuff like that which was like Marvel ideas, and he just kind of made it work. And like the incursion area and the visuals and cinematography of that scene, you can tell Sam Raimi's doing that. You know what I mean? So he's just kind of bringing his flair, but he's playing by someone else's map. You know, I, I do wonder if like part of the agreement was like Sam Raimi, guess what? You come in and play ball with us. You can make do this other thing later, you know. Um, you, know you, you, know okay. what's you know, it's interesting with that, though, Rob, because because so the music you're saying the music fight definitively was Marvel and not him. Well, I'm saying that because there's a, a controversy online where the creator of that like wasn't credited for, for it's from the oh, comics. Uh, oh, oh, they oh, okay. created the musical thing. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. And it was okay. just used clearly in the movie because the reshoots okay. that was a reshot scene and it was after his thing. And so there was a big thing about, like, you know, they took his idea and no one gave him credit for it. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. That's no good. But like, so the, I, I don't know who's behind that. I have to read into that more, but I just, I saw that blowing up like a couple weeks ago. I, I've had people tell me that they like the movie, but it, that it still had MCU isms in it. And my response to that, quite honestly, is well, Raimi really, the MCU has built a lot of what it does off of the blueprints that he kind of that sure. he started with the Spider-Man. So really you're seeing Raimi-isms originally that are now considered MCU-isms, which is another reason why when he got brought into the project, I'm like, oh, okay, well, but, but whatever they were going to do with Erickson, Raimi fits their mold better for what they want to do with a PG-13 horror movie. Yeah, and like a lot of these guys like, John Watts and Scott Derrickson being two of them, they had a very clear idea of what they wanted to do in their sequels, and neither of them got to do that. Um, so Watts not doing Fantastic Four um, makes total sense to me because his plan for Spider-Man 3 had nothing to do with what they did, right? Yeah. It was, you know, he wanted to do a Craven-style movie and do his own thing. It was a Spider-Man movie, a Peter Parker story, and it, and it became this big event instead. And Derrickson, same thing. You know, when we, we did the set visit and junkets for Doctor Strange One and he had clear ideas of where he wanted to take the sequel and who he wanted to be in it. And he got to do zero of that. And he had zero say over that. It was you gotta follow the formula. So that's how these directors and it was amicable mostly for all these cases, right? They just don't get to do what they want to do because there's a larger franchise play at work, right? And things right. change with Spider-Man deals and Disney Plus and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So um yeah it's unfortunate but uh but you're right. It's funny. Going back, though, you said Spider-Man laid the blueprint. It's absolutely Spider-Man and X-Men, right? X-Men, mm -hmm. yeah. And yes. guess who worked on X-Men? Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Who, right. who was the guy who kind of helped the Hugh Jackman thing happen and took him out for dinner on that abduction and stuff like that. It's funny how it all plays into it. Well, well yeah. I mean, no, dude took notes for years before they put him in charge. There's no question. And he yeah. brought all of that. Into it's building a ragtag group of people that went through the ranks and were comic fans and did all the work, and you know what I mean. And now mm -hmm. he's bringing his friends back, like him and Peyton Reed almost made uh, Fantastic Four many, many years ago. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not Krasinski, it's Peyton Reed doing Fantastic Four. I think so. You think Krasinski um, has so? a shot of you think Krasinski's got a shot of directing it if he wanted to? Absolutely, interesting. He made a family style film in the horror genre. Why can't he do it, that in superheroes? But would it be a case where, ways. well, I mean, that, that's first of all, you're talking about a way bigger budget. Like, would it yeah. be, it, so it would be a case where he would be doing exactly what he did in Quiet Place, where he's starring and yeah. directing? Yeah. But does he, does he bring his wife in for Sue? Yes. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. Oh, I could. No, I, no, I could see him stipulate that. I could. I could absolutely. And and it wouldn't be a bad. Part choice. of the reason the Black Widow thing didn't happen it was the reverse effect because since he didn't get the cap thing and they so they parted ways and now if they're both in. I think they're together. Like that's right. I I always forget that uh, Krasinski was. Emily Blunt hasn't been in Cap. talks with Marvel for 13 years. Like this yeah. is like he was originally going to be Cap before Chris Evans, right? I've seen the concept art. Um, yeah, yeah there, there's huh. there, there's a couple leading actors who. who That's know. interesting because that was because there's really I've seen some people talk. And Scott said this about how like 13 out because when did 13 hours come out? The, oh, the Michael Bay Benghazi thing. Um, yeah. Well, six, five years, six years ago, yeah, yeah. right. 14, so, 15, so, 16, so, like so, like, there's been like, like, like Krasinski, I guess, before that, really was like attached to the office, right? Yeah, for sure. And so, there's been like Scott has kind of intimated that 13 hours kind of laid the groundwork for him to be Jack Ryan and Amazon. And now it's almost like, okay, there's this part of his career where he can be that type of character. In these, and so you, if you're talking about Captain America, like if, if it's been that long, like it would have been well before he did 13 hours. So that's interesting. Yes. That they were even thinking about him. Yeah. Well, he, he, doing he actually had an interview like a year ago. He talked about that because he went in for the edition and he saw Hemsworth walk by and Hemsworth was like just ripped. And yeah. Krasinski was like, I'm not going to be able to look like one of these guys. Because <laughs> um, he was he was very scrawny back then. Yeah. And, uh, no, he's, he he's, he's definitely different now. Like, and, yeah. I, I don't know if Krasinski. I mean, the obvious guess is Krasinski can direct it because he just hit a home run with the Quiet Place one and two. And guess what? He's not doing the prequel. There's a gap, and they just announced the official ending of the Jack Ryan series. Like, there's the opening yeah. a time slot for him where there's nothing totally planned on the schedule. Right. So you know, like it's it's no secret. And what's funny is like when it comes to Reed Richards, who is the most you know fan casted Reed Richards, John Krasinski. My father. And Marvel listened to that, and they were like, "Hey, guess what?" Here he yeah, is. That's it. That's it. And it, what's the Kevin Feige mindset? It's this versus the alternative. So if, if it's not Krasinski and Blunt, someone tell me and the billions of Marvel fans what the better option is now that we've already seen him as Reed Richards. The answer right. is nothing. It's like when the Sony leak happened with WikiLeaks years ago. It That opened up the floodgates to Sony. Had, Sony had no choice anymore. That was the end of Garfield and Spider-Man, right? Because yeah. now it was official. The whole world knew that Feige and Amy Pascal and Sony were in talks about bringing Spider-Man into the MCU. Spider-Man exists in a universe with other heroes. And so now what do you do? You need to go back and make Amazing Spider-Man 3 and Sinister 6, knowing the alternative is, wait, we can have Spider-Man in the MCU? What, make with Iron Man and Captain America? Amazing Spider-Man 3, when this franchise is sinking no. and no one gives a shit, Sinister 6 looks like garbage. Or Spider-Man and the Avengers. It's like, there's no choice. You've all opened the floodgates. So they happen. It had to happen. Now we've seen Krasinski as Fantastic Four in the Fantastic Four role, right? It's it's there's, there's no alternative. They're looking to recast him. It's it's over. He, he is Reed Richards. Um, we'll see the other variant of him show up in two years. So 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 uh, okay. So so with that in mind, though, Rob. So so what about all the what about those of us that want to see Amazing Spider-Man three happen now? That can still happen. You can get Tom Holland can peace out for ten years, and then but uh, but, but it couldn't ha it couldn't happen then, but it can happen now. Well, now it's a different era. Now, right. just like Hayden, people love Hayden Christensen all of a sudden as Anakin. Now <laughs> it can happen. Well, they, that's they, what they turned it around. So. Well, because well, because well, well, that's my what I've said about that is that the time that, is right, by the way sorry he's talking about Krasinski was very flat in that cameo scene. But you got to remember that was like a reshoot sequence where he came in and just yeah. shot in front of. Are you talking about your butt? Are you talking about this? <laughs> yeah. So he was. I agree. Uh, I, I was not impressed by anything he did in that film. He but, didn't do much. 
but it, it wasn't but it, it wasn't set meant, up for later right it yeah. wasn't meant for it, it's not a it's not a, 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 a it's not an audition to be that what that scene was not an audition for him to be reed richards it no, was it's just a teaser for later but it, exactly it, it's, it suffers well, the marvel reshoot what is anything that marvel does but like hey do you want to see this like <laughs> it's just kind of yeah yeah but but no getting back to the, the christensen thing like i've said that you know, while so many of us were bashing the prequels way back when, which mm -hmm. I, I don't bash them anymore, but I did. When so many of us were bashing the prequels, one thing that I think that a lot of us didn't realize was there was actually a generation of kids that that is their trilogy. That's sure. how they got into Star Wars. And now, 10, 15 years later, there are 20 plus year olds that are on Twitter that will bash the fuck out of us anytime any one of us says something negative about Jar Jar Binks or Anakin Skywalker that has happened to me on Twitter. <laughs> a, a couple of times so and i think and so I, I think that's what you see that's why you know hayden got the big chair when he said this is where the fun begins and everybody was like so excited the other day at celebrate and that's why that now they're all excited that he's here in obi-wan kenobi so that that's what i think it's generational in that regard and maybe it's the same so, way with amazing spider-man as well yeah perhaps. i think i think now because of no way home and because it's been a while and we all have nostalgia like no one had a problem with andrew garfield he was never the problem andrew no, garfield was like the no. guy maybe his peter parker was too cool or whatever but he was fucking awesome and lovable and he's a great person and and, and he's put in the work and done so many great like, art since then so hell's yeah we want him back now and having them back in no way home you're like well shit now i want sam maybe spider-man 4 i do want to see garfield do something as spider-man with maybe venom Maybe you can mentor uh, Miles Morales. Who knows? Because Tom I, Holland's too young still. It's it's you can do anything. You can yeah. play with all of them in different worlds. I, I, I still so. think Garfield's Spider Man is the best match for Hardy's Venom. I mean, be incredible. Yeah. Those actors together would be incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but I, yeah. I would also see any one of those guys together because I think they're all talented. But um, Andrew Dice is another point where he's talking about making fun of the John Krasinski <laughs> thing. But it's the same thing. It's like it, it's a misfire. I, th I think they misfired the scene because they didn't execute properly. And it was a result of the reshoots and, and the Marvel formula. Of, like, let's just see, do plates and shoot all these characters separately. Like, you know, it's well documented. Elizabeth Olsen has never even met John Krasinski yet. She spaghettifies him uh, in this that, film. That, that was but the reaction to that, the people that were like so incredulous over that. I was like, Do you did you guys forget how Marvel shoots these movies? Yeah. <laughs> like this that when when that when that clip came up, I'm like, Of course she's never met him. It was green screen. Like well, this I mean, is how I they mean, do it. It's just the way that things happen. I mean, look at Zack Snyder's just like Jared Leto and Ben Affleck were not on the no, same I, set. And, 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 I, and I'm not knocking it, Dave. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. The it's just not the norm. Just, and I think. I think the. I know. I know. I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. It's yeah. like you have you have somebody who's talented enough to be like, hey, guess what? We got these two characters that are interacting with each other. But guess what? Behind the scenes, yeah, they weren't on the same set together. I mean, that's just right. that shows that sh to me that just shows talented filmmaker. You know, it's like, hey. You know, it's out of necessity in this case because you know the, the you know reshoots. Both cases were reshoots during a weird era. But to, yeah. to Dice's point, though, like there's all, I think there's many cases of Marvel introducing a character to set up a future thing, and it, the introduction kind of sucks, right? Yeah, it's like you know I didn't like, I, you know I didn't I love Sam Rockwell. I did not like it's just in Hammer shit in Iron Man no, too. But every time he pops up here and there and he's gonna come back for Armor Wars, I'm like hell yeah he's back. He, he and I didn't like Black Widow in Iron Man too. 
But what are you talking about? I like when he dance on stage. He, but, he but, I mean, he's likable, <laughs> but annoying as shit. But when they bring him back later, even in the All Hail the King short, I'm like, I like seeing him now, setting him up for later. And that's a bad example because he's a minor character. But Black mm-hmm. Widow, I did not like Black Widow and Iron Man 2. But when you watch Age of yeah. Ultron and other stuff and you go back to it, you're like, oh, I see what they're I, I appreciate it more. Yes. Or you see Anton Mount, who's fucking incredible, and Star Trek Strange New Worlds and everything else he does was like, embarrassing in the embarrassing and human show and not to his fault it, it wasn't garbage. his fault but yeah but he comes back now and you're like fuck yeah in a comic like, accurate costume no that's less it. and there's yeah. so many examples of this where they introduce a character right. it's dog shit and we get a better thing later they revise it new costume new director so i think like sure this reed richards example which they probably shot in like three hours in a stage and they threw it in the film like i, I think if we get a real story and real krasinski reed richards, yeah um, yeah, but you I know mean, what? Chris, he is not a bad actor. I mean, no, or anything like that. I mean, like, I, I love a quiet place, man. I like his movies. I like him. Dude, in, I, I mean, now he's good at too. Like, you yeah, know. I think, I think, given the proper script and everything like that, it, it yeah, he would nail it as Reed Richards. And you know, I, and as much it was like, oh yeah, cool, we finally got that, and it was fan cast. But yeah, it was a little bit like lackluster when mm-hmm. we're like, when you watch the movie, you're kind of going, okay, but he didn't it just wasn't there yeah i think a lot of people agree with that but i think given the proper script and pop proper everything else he'd be perfect as uh well well, and 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 also i feel like dice should also remember that as we were talking just a bit ago that was already like the most he was already the most fan casted reed richards before he was put in multiverse of madness so the idea was already there in the fans minds as far as hey we know krasinski's a good actor we we would like to see him in that role. So yeah. it, it's almost like n- no one's basing their idea of whether or not he'll work off of the off of the multiverse of madness scene. They already had the idea in their head. Yeah, um, but you know things can change. Obviously, they can recast anyone. You know, on my personal pick, I would love to see Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny play uh, Reed Richards because he can play like the <laughs> ultimate dark Reed Richards. And play like yeah. kind of like a dickish, overly smart. You know, I think he's perfect. And he almost played Star Lord, by the way. He was the number two pick for James. That's Star true. Lord. I remember um, hearing so, about that. Yeah, he's almost uh, Star Lord. I'm not an I'm not an always sunny fan, but I'm familiar with him. So yeah, well, he's great. He's great. He's the um, AP Bio, great, another great show. There's that tweet that was going around yesterday, or not yesterday, but last week or whatever. That was like, uh, what's the the best line reading? Yeah. I oh, yeah. The best I it reading, just yeah. got totally dominated by people posting um, Dennis clips from uh, It's Always Sunny. It was like it was like hundreds of, of quote tweets that were just like it's like there were some common ones, but also just like just pick anything that he says in that show. <laughs> like I, the, no. I, I saw I saw a couple of they will appreciate this. The, uh, the, the, the the Will Smith. The, the What's the Will Smith clip from? Fresh Prince that gets posted like more than any other as far as like line readings. Uh, the father, the father, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Phil. No, Uncle yeah. Phil, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. thought it would have been keep my wife's name. <laughs> 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 not that, not that, oh, not Steven. That. No, that's Actually, a new age. No, no I, I, I prefer the Chris Rock. Uh oh. oh man hands behind his back Uh Uh uh-oh 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 god damn but uh anyways guys we could probably wrap this up right here but it was uh, i i think we could wrap this up by like is there anything with the star wars celebration that we well 
what stood out anything stand out i think the i think the andor trailer probably stood out i mean they showed willow they showed indiana jones which was that, cool. yeah. They yeah, announced yeah. that Jude Law show, right? John Watts show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Skeleton Crew. The, yeah, yeah, Skeleton Crew. It, yeah, it, which, it, which God damn it, Rob! I saw your tweet when you're like, the real Skeleton Crew is Uncle Owen and, and oh, God. oh. Well, yeah, all. I know. I and then because I saw Stephen respond to it, he was like, Rob. <laughs> well, 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 well I mean, is, is 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 it terrible that like it, it just. How does that scene not pop into your head when you see Joel Edgerton on screen? <laughs> yeah, just like, guy, I know right? it's going to happen to you. So. Yeah. He knows it's going to happen. Yeah. But, but I, I know. Uh, Especially watching Obi Wan, you're like, exactly. oh, yeah. You're like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Kill me. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But, but, <laughs> yeah. You're going to kill him. I'm like, well, he's going to die later. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but it's, but it, I think it's interesting that like it, it's Star Wars celebration, but it really was just a Lucasfilm presentation. It makes sense, though. I mean, like, oh no, it in does. In terms of yeah. Willow, like Warwick Davis is like a pillar of celebration and hosts half. Fuck yeah! So it right. makes sense. Lucasfilm, him to get it. And yes. same thing with Harrison Ford, Lucasfilm. Oh, yeah. oh, it, it's, it's a natural fit. Um, it is a little here. wild, though, that like, I don't know. This is a probably not not a full discussion. We can start right now, but <laughs> it, it <laughs> but is kind of anyway. insane that That's five it is hours 20, into the stream when he's twenty twenty two. And the and Lucasfilm is finally like, oh, here's some non-Star Wars movies. Like I know that they're obviously like famous for for st like Star Wars, the majority of what they've always done. Lucasfilm but, exists because of Star Wars. Yeah, but but there the there's Indiana Jones and there's other stuff, and that it took this long to like do anything with those. It's kind of crazy how this whole deal has i feel like they expected something different when they they, they were thinking they were going to crank out movies whatever and then well, the switch to like disney plus happening and all that stuff you know shifted things around but it's it's kind of crazy how like that like they were they're like oh all these star wars and now like, they can't get a star wars theatrical slate together to, to save their lives and I, 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 yeah i saw some people like disappointed like what no star wars movies are announced it's like well it's, it's announced it, it, a bunch it, of fucking... they have leaned so heavily into the disney plus yeah. era which i i personally have no issues with but i and and you know that like, like I, I am a kathleen kennedy I, I don't attack her the way that so many others do, but it's not that she does everything perfectly. I did find it amusing that especially with, I think people were pointing out how many recast actors are actually in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, 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 including Obi-Wan Kenobi himself. He is technically a recast character along yeah. with young yeah. princess Leia and uh, young Luke. Her? Uncle Owen, right? Like it's yeah. there's, there's I, a, I, I've got a hard time believing that she that the that recast comment was meant to be taken exactly the way that it was said. That's it. Yeah. But it was it it was still said. Like that is yeah. That is, yeah. is such a and especially all... con contrasted with the fact that they're like, oh, here's deep fake Luke Skywalker is like right. just bad messaging. Well, your tweet earlier today it was like they already have the concept and it's just a deep fake fucking Harrison Ford, right? Yeah, like <laughs> right. The thing, but thing it's is, like it's well, like Ansel, what's his name, didn't do a bad job. It's just great. Alden, yeah, Alden. Yeah, yeah, I said Ansel. I said Ansel. That's the other guy that was but, all, like, yeah. in the short list. It's it's not just the like, oh, that was a misfire. That's and I wrote a piece in Screen Rant about this, about how there that the her comments on um, uh, like that comment just kind of shows how out of touch they are with kind of 
Star Wars movies, and like that's so key to why they can't get a slate. They're so terrified of this yeah. fan backlash, and that goes back to what we we're saying about uh, Gilroy and and Andor is is that they have they're trying so hard to please a fan base that historically refuses to be pleased, and the best Star Wars like. I re- like I realized that or like you, you know, could say the, that about the, every fan the, base. Yeah, but Star Wars no, but Star Wars is even different though. Where like, you know, they they didn't like like even even Empire Strikes Back got a harsh reception from a lot of people when it yeah. came out. And and in Return of the Jedi people hated the Ewoks and stuff. And then I I realized prequel prequel discussion has come around and there but there's still a lot of people who don't love them, but even with those like Lucas could have it was it could have been a slam dunk to just come out and just make kind of more of what people wanted but he did something that wasn't just like the opposite of what people wanted but it was a it was a story that he had and a vision that he had and he and people reacted the way they did the jar jar and he like stuck with it like in jar jar didn't just stick around he ended up doing something very significant to the story at the end of it and not that that you know people that that brought people around on it but it was he had a story to tell and he's like you know what i'm gonna tell this no matter what and um, and that's a lot of why Lucas, he was developing these movies. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to do it this time. I'm, I don't have the energy to go through that again. And then D- Disney takes over and a lot of their biggest missteps are after, after, um, the last Jedi, they like panicked and, mm-hmm. and then you get the rise of Skywalker. And then after that, they panic again. And now you've got like no theatrical slate. And it's like, the, it's because you're trying to appeal to like, the, like George Lucas was like look the people versus George Lucas documentary and any other thing like it's the it's the punching bag for everything that he did yet people are he he made something that everybody's like give us more of that and he's like here and they're like not like that and he's like okay here and they're like not like that but the the pop, he didn't kill it the popularity didn't go away people still want more and more and more and more but everything he gave them people were like freaked out about <clears throat> and then Disney comes in and like and they and they people say well we want more of this and then they make something and. A chunk of them say not like that, and then they say, "Whoa, we don't know now." And now the whole thing is in chaos. Whereas, like, I wasn't a huge Last Jedi fan for a variety of reasons, but I would have preferred that they stuck with that through, like, if they stuck with that through the end. And and same thing with these other movies. And so that's a lot of the hope that I get from like the the Dan Gilroy stuff. It's like, okay, cool, make something that is not explicitly like what the fans want. Don't have it done from someone who is who's whose own paradigm is going to be like, I'm walking into this with a list of things that I want to do with star Wars. Dan Gilroy is not going in there. Like, or Tony Gilroy is not, is, which is Tony or Tony, Dan. Tony. Okay. Um, cause I think both of them worked on rebels, right? I think Dan was directed some, some rebels or wrote some rebels, but, um, they, um, um, the fact that he's not coming in, you know, I love I love Filoni and and Favreau, but like you listen to these interviews and like, oh yeah, we've got these like lists of things that we want to see, and that's cool, but also that it's hard to do that without it then being contrived because it's like a list of like Easter eggs and cameos and moments that like I I love Hayden and I thought, but like it's hard to not like cringe with seeing a clip from from. Um, celebration where he does the this is where the fun begins and everybody erupts not because like the pre- prequel memes are great i love the prequels i love hayden but just the notion of like this crowd like freaking out over over a line drop it just, it just reminds me of what wow. like when this people is... say when people say like uh you, you see stuff like the um you've seen it multiple times just now where people are like we need marvel movies with audio with um 
uh, audio tracks on home oh, releases right. that include oh, that include oh, audience that, applause that, and stuff that like that. Is, cringe. That, and it's like, that, it's that like that's is, all. Oh yeah, so the, 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 much the, the, of fan yeah. or like geek fan oriented IP movies and stuff are so. Those are the moments they're trying to create. It's all about how do we make the end game portal scene? How do we make the like? Right. What do we do that's going to make the and and those moments are like obviously those are those are great for everyone's got the and it, it's not like Marvel invented that. There's these moments in movies that like stand as this epic moment of like yes, but those aren't reverse engineered with like ooh here's an Easter egg that people are going to freak out about. How do we set that up? those moments are set up organically through like actually growing a story resulting in, in some sort of a conclusion. And when, and when, th when it's being led by the moment before the story, the story then feels like, I, like I hate it when I watch them, when I watch a, a movie or a, or a TV show and I can see in the script, like, why are they doing this? And you watch it and you're like, Oh, you could like see the script notes where it's like, well, we need them to go from here to here. So let's come up with a reason for them to, and it's like, no, just, that's not a story. That's just moving action figures from one place to another place so that you can set up a, a pairing. Like that's not how a story works. Right. Um, so, so anyways, like with, with Andor and with, and with someone who's not coming in to say like, Oh, my dream is to get a cameo from IG 88 into star Wars. Then you, you end up with like a story and then maybe you can retroactively include Easter eggs and cameos and stuff. And that feels natural because they are then based on on story reasons primarily, and I really hope that that sees the kind of success that can drive that that um, that approach more to future content instead of like oh it's someone who looks just like Mark Hamill but is definitely not twenty five year old Mark Hamill let's <laughs> cry and clap and scream like yeah no it's yeah no it's 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 it's, it's a valid point. Um, and the portal thing is a perfect example because it, we just saw that like half the, I feel like half the people that dislike multiverse of madness don't like it because their expectations that they rose so yeah, high after what no way home well, did yeah. and the, were shattered. And a lot of but ways like, the portal you, scene you is a bad example because, because that scene is the culmination of, of, you know, does a couple dozen movies up to that point, but also it's like, the Avengers Assemble line happening there is it was intentionally delayed and teased up to that point. Like there's such a yeah, moment of like Cap was trying to say that. And it's like, oh, here's a line from the comics that we're going to withhold to include at this spot. And like, not so, again, not so much to dog that moment. Cause like, I think that moment, I even liked that moment, but the, what comes first the the moment or the or the story yeah that's and... the thing it, 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 it the moment is not being the problem is not the moment existing the problem is the expectations built up in response to the moment's existence right well and and is the story contrived in order to create that moment or is the moment a a punctuation mark to emphasize a story that earned it Right. Um, which is funny to talk about Marvel because the, the, the excuse is always like, well, they earned it. That's why it's different because they earned it with the, and it's like, well, did they really, or did they just kind of tell you like, this is a thing that we're going to do and then just line up the dominoes until it got there. And it's successful financially and critically and all those things, but that doesn't necessarily, I don't think that, that, that just proves that people liked it. It doesn't prove that like the story is best served by being structured that way. Yeah, well, and I, I, because I mean, subjectively speaking, Endgame's story is 
all over the fucking place. It really is. <laughs> so yeah, it really it, is. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, it's a good way to end it right there. Five and a half hours. Thank you to Aaron who uh, joined, being the guest, and thank you to you guys. Thank you to Anthony who showed up. Thank you to Steven. Thank you to Rob. Rob looks like he's like, oh, yeah, he's rubbing his it's, eyes it's a little bit. Thirty, and I'm recovering from COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man, shit, man, I didn't know that. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Guess the negative now for me. So. Okay, no, we're good. good. You're good. You good. good? Yeah. You're I'm all back. good. That's good. Just, just tired. But uh, let's go around the horn, Stephen. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'm Stephen Colbert. You can find my writing at ScreenRant.com. I mentioned a whole bunch of stuff during the stream, but I've got some um, <laughs> Love, Death, and Robots uh, interviews up recently. And I got Good. another one going up, I think, tomorrow with the director of uh, The Very Pulse of the Machine, um, which is a cool episode. I mean, check out the whole season, but it's a cool episode. Check it out. Um, and uh, then you can also hear me and Andrew Dice on um, BVS by the Minutes. We did, and we've got a uh, we've got a, a, a Patreon exclusive. We talk a lot about. Uh, um, I don't know if we're going to say what it is yet, but it's it's talking Ooh. about something non Snyder related that is um, interesting that people will find interesting that we'll we'll post sometime in the near future. <laughs> Snyderverse restored. Anyways, you hear it first. Um, all right, Rob. Yeah, hey, uh, you can follow my, my little bit of my work, but more of my team's work at ScreenMate.com as well. Uh, we just relaunched our own little podcast called uh, What is Podcast X? You can look that up on Twitter. Uh, two episodes up so far. It's brand new. Uh, third episode's talking about Top Gun and uh, some other stuff like uh, what's coming out now, right? Obi-Wan and, and, and Stranger Things so on Monday. Uh, and I stream a little bit, sort of in secret, on FailCube on Twitch <laughs> late in the evenings. So check me out there. There it is. Thank you, Rob. Ray. Uh, on Twitter at the Flightcast, uh, you can find my blog and my twice a week podcast at theflightcast.com. Tomorrow, we'll be talking a ton of Star Wars celebration stuff and, and just Star Wars in general, uh, with with a little bit of my other favorite franchise mixed in Star Trek. But it's really become like the feedback show. I've gotten like tons of feedback like over the last couple of weeks. It's been really awesome. Some really fun topics that we've been talking about. I got asked last week, "What's my favorite fast food fried chicken?" like franchise and <laughs> I, I, I had i had to admit that it was kfc like nationally but like you know there's a lot of mom and pop places around here that i also really like you gotta, sure. you gotta represent those man those yeah. are better always uh, yeah, better they, yes they are for sure yeah cool all right guys well this has been fun thank you to uh anthony thank you to uh uh, Aaron for Aaron Bailey. Check him out. Check both of them out. Uh, you know, Aaron Bailey doing his uh, art and everything like that. Thank you to him for doing a one-on-one. But wanting to do that, smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell if you want to become a member. It's all down there, and also the Patreon. Every link is back. You know, is down there. The sock meds, as I say, the social media stuff. All right, guys. To the whole panel, thank you guys for uh, the discussion. This has been great, and uh, we will talk to you guys later.